to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Show. Presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday night, July 9th, 6.01 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining in. It's going to be a great show, man. One of my life partners is sitting next to me to guide this ship along all night long. Travis Pastrana will be on. Perhaps you have heard of him. Travis Pastrana will be on. He just did three jumps on the History Channel live last night. Dedicated to Evil Knievel. Knievel Live, Evil Live, whatever. He'll be on. Travis Pastrana, everybody. Maybe him and Marks will just start talking backflips the whole time. Alex Martin will be on. Amart, Troll Train, he will be on. Just finished second overall at Redbud. We'll get his take on everything and anything that happened at Redbud. And we'll fi- figure out this beef him and I have. I'll play some audio for you from the press conference yesterday or on Saturday that I'm not happy about. Uh, also, too, Christina Denny will be on, team manager, the Cycle Trader Yamaha team. Uh, Christina's been in the pits for a long time. She is also owner of Roost MX, which is a big part of our show. And Christina will be on to talk about Hayden Melross, Brandon Hartraft, uh, the team in general, Alex Ray, you name it, Christina will be on, and uh, looking forward to having her on. Uh, Connor Fields, friend of the show, BMX Olympic gold medalist, will be on to uh, talk about what he's been doing lately and, and inform us of this cool uh, auction that's going on right now um, that you can get a chance of that uh, will also uh, relate to a lot of, mo- of moto stuff. So, um, yeah, absolutely, uh, you will um, get a chance to do all of that. Uh, tonight to talk to all of those people and uh, at 702-586-7857 give us a call anytime phone lines are open now we're going to give away some stuff we're going to uh, have some laughs have some fun and uh, talk red bud talk travis pastrana talk motocross nations jason thomas will join us later and making its return Kiefer after dark everybody yes that's right uh, it will be back. And uh, thanks to BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Pro Filter, Honda World Downey, Ride Engineering, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, all on board with us tonight, and uh, and you people. We're going to have the BTOSports.com tweet at Travis segment, the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs, the Race Tech Rant of the Night, and the Gear Alloy uh, RM, ATV, KTM check-in. We're going to talk about Benny Bloss later on, because Bloss got third in the first moto in 450s at Red Bud, and damn it. That's a really good result. Good job for Benji and and his team and everything else. Uh, crashed uh, in the second moto, finished way back, but that third is pretty impressive. So he will be on. Uh, he won't be on. He'll be the subject of talking about the gear alloy uh, the team uh, over there at Rocky Mountain KTM. Uh, like I said, the man guiding the ship tonight with along with me and uh, going to have some fun. He's the Kiefer Inc. testing Pulpamex's own 
Chris Kiefer. Steven, I'm back. Thank you for having me once again. You are back, but I'm bitter because this will be the last time for a long time. Not a long time. But a long time. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, you're, going, going, you're on, going to Colorado. Going on a working oh, vacation. Yeah. Going to the old homestead in Colorado. I'm very excited. I think Heather uh-huh. is more excited, but yeah. it's going to be nice to ride some different tracks. Um, yeah, so what are you bringing to Colorado? Well, right now, I'm bringing the YZ450F. Blue crew? I'm trying really hard to get a 19 Husqvarna FC450 because they repoed my Rockstar dish, yep. which I'm really sad about. Uh-huh. So hopefully Husky uh, can call me this week and say, hey, we have a bike for you to take. Because I would love to put my cone valve, my tracks, my ignition on a new bike and go. Are you bringing a uh, niche? No, I'm not. No? No. Oh. I was thinking about being, bringing my Grom, though. Oh, Grom. Grom, Grom Life. Grom Life in Grom Colorado. Life. Um, lots to talk about when it comes to you. You did a, uh, an informative podcast about handlebars I want to talk to you about. Yep. I want to talk to you about this app from Yamaha. Yes. What the deal is with that. Yes. Uh, I want to talk to you about uh, Joey Savacci. Ugh, that's rough to talk about. I know. I want to get your opinion on that. Okay. And, uh, and also Tupa Strana and everything else. Uh, producing the show, holding things down, the star of last week's show. The man, the myth, Travis's tru- Marks's troubled past. <laughs> Travis Marks. Ooh. Hello. Hi. What was your week like after that <laughs> story last week, last Monday? Story? What was your week like? Uh, pretty much just like any other week, surprisingly. Was there any blowback? No. From no one? No. None of your friends? None of your relatives? Your wife? No. Nobody. No. What's weird is I got shrapnel, so I don't know how you didn't get anything. What do you mean you got shrapnel? I just got like shards of shit, <laughs> and I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. Getting tagged on Twitter like, Kiefer, yeah. what? Yeah. What, I mean, what even, do we do with this guy? Even Blake Warden was like, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> he looked like yeah. He looked like he had stumbled in here and, and I, yeah. wanted no piece of it. You're so, you're so lucky I wasn't in the show last well, week. Well, you have a lot of questions. I've got a couple questions and a theory. Yeah. So I, I'm, when, you're, when we're ready to do this, <laughs> I want to take at least 10 minutes to talk about this. Okay. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, people got to tune in last week and they didn't hear the story <laughs> about Jason Ellis and Marx's old girlfriend and Marks on drugs and rubbing his eyes. <laughs> I mean, hard, and at the Hard Rock or something. Or Rio, where were you at? What hotel? Yeah, the Hard Rock. Hard Rock. Yep. I mean, there is. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So many questions. Uh, are you excited? Your backflip buddy is coming on tonight. I am, yeah. We're going to reminisce. Yeah. Your equals. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I can totally do that McTwisty 720 double backflip. You could thing have had your own did. show on the History Channel. You know this, right? <laughs> uh, let's talk about that jump. What What did you think of it, Marks? Those, that jump? Um, yeah, it was cool. I, I mean, I'm kind of uh, in the same boat as a lot of other people in the industry where, you know, it wasn't a super big deal for Pastrana, of all people, but, you know, for the other 90, however many percent of people that were probably watching on History Channel that had no idea what, you know, anything about dirt bikes or motorcycles or anything like that, uh, yeah, it was probably awesome. And, you know, it's exposure for the sport, for motorcycles, for all that kind of stuff, and, you know, I think that's good regardless. So, he, but it was, it, he made it look stupid easy yes he could have done it with a blindfold on i think probably like legit he went, yeah. lo- he went long on the uh on the last one yeah but uh and that's why i'm, I'm gonna ask him tonight i think the second one was the sketchiest 
It was the closest one, like the, out of all the ones that he did. Yeah. The second one was like the oh. first one. I'm pretty sure anybody who raced Red Butt on Saturday could do that. Yes, it's a more visual thing, right? Yeah. yeah. The length is whatever, but yeah. it's it's a visual thing. Like you see the 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 rigs, the cars, and the fountains. It's like, yeah. ooh, there's some shit in the middle of that. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Um, but you're right, uh, Marks. Good guy. Like fun to do. Base it around him. Pastrana's a stud. Yeah, he's. I, I tweeted he's that amazing. out. I got my, his, my buddy. If it was anyone else that would have done that, I would have thought it was cheesy as fuck. Yeah. But since Travis is such a good dude, fun to be around, always cool. Like it's fun to watch him, and doesn't matter what he's doing. No, know? no. And uh, I, I was saying on our on our review pod today that the I'd like to see him do harder jumps than those three that he did, but it probably doesn't get on TV without the evil thing and and all of that. Like that's the hook. Right. Right? Uh, I don't know. Did you ever watch those Red Bull No Limit thing New Year's Eve? Like yeah. when I had him here? Yeah, I was I was at one. I was at the Robbie Madison one. The Madison one when he jumped on top. Yes, I was there. That to yeah. me was gnarly. Yeah, no, the what was gnarlier was the down. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. And he OJ'd the down. Yeah. I, I got to go up on that the day before the jump to go interview Robbie. Oh god. And there was a just a piece of duct tape on top with an arrow, like here's where you need to take off. And that's where he went. And I walked up there. And I oh. looked down, and I'm like, oh, hell no. How far down was that? Oh, dude, I don't know. It seemed stupid And was the high. landing, like, vert? Yes, the top of the landing was vert, basically, oh yeah. God. I was like, holy smokes. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be great to have Travis on tonight. Alex Martin as well, Christina Denny, Connor Fields. Plenty to talk about when it comes to Red Bud. We're going to give away some stuff, a Fly Racing Revel chest protector, uh, some Vertex top end kit, Pro Filter, Maxima USA, all of that. Uh, all of that? Going on. Yeah, sure. Okay. We'll do some emails, some calls. I'm going to write this down you know, because you'll, you'll forget. What, what do you mean? I usually forget. I don't forget nothing. All right. My mind is like an iron trap, <laughs> especially when it comes to Mark's story last week. God, I couldn't get over it. Let's go right off the bat. Paul, what's happening? Hey, uh, first off, Steve, I'm sorry. I listened to the review pod today. I love Jay Nichols, but Tommy Searle's a shoe in instead of him. Mm. I'm sorry. Oh, really? Really? Because Searle's just killing it right now? He's, he's building right now, and he has so much experience and so much time there. He's more of a shoe in to me than, than, than Anstey. Who won two motos last year? Oh I mean, no! We you're, all know he's not doing very well this year. You're, you're. There's no way. You're no way, dude, bro. All I right. mean, look, um, Nichols is beating Bobashev in England in the English series right now, and Bobashev's not having. You know, he, he's not the same guy he was a couple years ago. You know, but he's a legit rider. And oh, I, I, Nichols, I, Nichols yeah, is beating. I totally him. Agree. Yeah, Nichols is beating him. Nichols just got top ten at Red Bud in a moto. Like, yeah, yeah, you're saying Searle can come over and, and get a ninth, no problem? I believe so, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So anyway, so on to the topic of this jack-off that's, that's flipping Marvin off while he's trying to greet fans in front of the podium. I believe that if an American rider went over to France and did the same exact thing, took out like Roman Fevre or Gaultier Paulin and – in the same manner, and you know, in in the French Championship, and did the same things, cross jumped all over the place, things like that. That you know, myself and JT are upset about. Um, the French, some French fans, maybe very few, maybe a little more, would be would have the same reaction as this guy. 
Um, what do you guys think? They have. They, I've seen it at Bercy. Barsha took out Aranda. Um, Alessi took out somebody. And they lost their minds. You know, they freaked yeah, out. I, the whole arena was booing and, and freaking out. But here's the thing, Paul. Like, like be better, though. You know what I mean? Like, no, be, I, I, be better. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm completely with you. It's stupid. The guy's an idiot. I, there's, Marvin is the nicest guy in the world. He he sort of kind of admitted that, yeah, I'm just going for a Supercross win. That's what you do. But he kind of didn't, which is why the rest of us, you know, most of us were all upset because yeah, no, own it. We, we talked about owning but, it. Yeah, we, we said he should have yeah, owned yeah, it better. But, Absolutely. Right, right. But, I mean, it's still, it's just, it's the, it's, it's the same both sides. There's going to be just as many, if not more, French fans mad. Well, then, you know, I mean, it, it, it's just how it goes. But I just wanted to pose that question. Yeah. No, and you're right. And my, my retort would be just be better, man. Don't do that. Like, right. d- don't be like that at all. Like, and that goes for the French people as well. Like, just, and also, just I don't think do it's, that. It's Red Bud. There's alcohol involved. I think alcohol has something to do with that mm-hmm. reaction. So, uh, you know, end of the day. And at, we're going to talk about the cross jumping thing, but. I don't think Marvin is as dirty as some people make no. him out to and, be. Uh, uh, JT. No. JT. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, Americans are, um, they wear their heart more on their sleeves than any other, you know, people out there. So I think uh, whether you, you overreacted or not, that's just what you're going to get. Yeah, and, and off topic, by the way, did you guys see – the video that Jeremy Sewer posted of, of Tommy Searle cross-jumping him in Indonesia this weekend? No, I did not. No, I watched it, oh, but I, did, I didn't see that. No. Yeah, yeah, no. It's not on the broadcast. Yeah. Jeremy Sewer posted it on, on his Instagram. It's bad. Like you well, could. It's see, really bad because then that. you see how his front wheel got tacoed on a rock. Mm. It's really bad. Wow. What's uh, anyway? What's what's Sewer's uh, Instagram? Do you know it off the top of your head? Probably Sewer ninety one or something. No, it's Jeremy Sewer. It's just his name. It's either just his name or Jeremy Seaver 91, either way. But oh, here it is. Thanks, guys. Have a great show. Okay, right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, here it is here. Because that track was super slick. So some people might think he's cross-jumping. When a lot when I was watching the GP, a lot of guys were drifting because they would hook going up the face of a jump because it was so snotty. So it would have to be pretty deliberate for him to be cross-jumping. And Seaver crashed at the beginning of the race. So it, was, it must have been in the – it had to have been – bunched together oh wow yeah i'm watching it I, I i can't really get to the part of where tommy moves over on him but so that's uh, yeah yeah there is a lot of crashes at that gp and a lot of guys I, I just sliding out up faces of jumps. I, I am not ready like jt is to just condemn these cross jumpers i mean i've like you're you have the front you have the lead you're in you're in control um it is dangerous to do it intentionally mm-hmm. but guys are setting up for the turn like, Marv rides a certain way. Marv is very technical. His line choices are precise. Right. He's setting up for turns, and he's but. in the front. Now, there is a part where you just go, hey, man, what are you doing? And it does happen. But I see it all the time from guys. But as a rider, you got to know, and, and Marvin wasn't in the front yet. He was second or third. Yeah. And as a rider, the first lap, you can't take the lines that you normally will take on lap three to four to five because it's the first lap and you know some guys are right up your ass. So yeah. you have to be kind of aware. And and I, I guess that's what kind of makes a good rider a good rider. You don't really give a shit what's going on behind you. So that makes you ride really good because you have no stress. I mean, I, I feel like you're in control of the track. You have the lead. Fuck, that's a tough thing. That's, that's a 50-50 thing for me. Yeah, I mean, but... 
I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I see a lot of guys do it, and it happens. Right. And it doesn't always happen on purpose, but a lot of people are like, Marv's trying to do it on purpose. He's doing it on purpose everywhere he goes. To me— And I just—I don't—I won't, I won't go down that road. When we dissect cross-jumping, like, all this year in Supercross and outdoors, the closest one that I could come to that was kind of almost like, hey, deliberate, was Forkner and Zach in Atlanta. That felt to me like, hey, I'm cross-jumping you, and that was more purposed. Yeah. Than anything. See, I, I wouldn't even go that far. That's funny you say that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go to Andrew. What's up, Andrew? Hey, Steve. How's it going? What's up, bro? Uh, I just started listening a month ago, and uh, I've listened to like the past 100 shows, so I'm a big fan. Oh, Quite wow. Addicted. Nice job. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I have two questions that are related. Um, when did the Nationals stop letting team members on the track to wave like the towels and shit? Um, good question. I think a year or so ago they tried to crack down on a lot of that. There's okay. still some guys out um, there, though. There's still guys out there. It doesn't show as much on the yeah. TV cover. Maybe, maybe they're not allowed Thankfully. to go as close or whatever, but no, there's still guys out there. I just watched Red Bud okay. today, and I saw the WP guy waving on uh, uh, Marv. And then my um, other question is, it's pretty um, related, but is why is um, Muscan's wife and Brandis' girlfriend, why are they, like, the only two like girlfriends that I see out on the track. I don't know. I got no idea. <laughs> I don't know. It's, no, well, it's not a conspiracy. It's it's a joke though. It's ridiculous because I can't get out there and I'm there I'm, I'm professionally I'm I'm there to cover the thing professionally. Hmm. Uh these a lot of the wives and parents have better passes than I do at some of these races. Like <laughs> I don't understand how that is even, you know, allowed. Like they should I should have the same as them. Or they should have the same as me. Or better. Uh you know, I'm there to do a job. They're just there to cheer. I, I don't know. Mm. It's it's uh it's a, it's a source of discontent for me. I don't really understand it. I would absolutely tell Matilda to to back off, and and I think they have. I don't feel like she's as much out there as she used to be. Well, I think it's a not as much. It's more of a French thing. You don't see a lot of American girlfriends doing that because I don't think the American dudes would want their chick out there because I think their buddies or someone in the in their team would talk shit. So I don't yeah. think they get that with. Uh, you know, yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's right. But I'm in the minority. Nobody cares what I think. So, all right, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, let's talk Eli Tomac. Uh, Kiefer. Eli. He, he lost his points lead. Somehow he is not in the points lead. He has won three points out. Six hundred motos this off, off outdoor season, and he is not. So, uh, he's gone in the first moto, riding well. Bike blows up. Most Lap likely. and a half to go. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. So, bike blows up. That happens, and that sucks. I've been there as a team and as a mechanic. Second moto, he has to start on the way outside. He doesn't pull through on the start. And then that's where I think, Kiefer, and I don't, I don't, I didn't talk to Eli. I didn't talk to anyone from Cowie. I, this is just my own thinking. Like, I think that DNF rattled him. Like, he didn't get a start, and that's okay. Red Bud isn't the fairest start from outside there. Uh, they're going to change it for Disnations too, by the way. Um, and so that's fine. He didn't get a good start. Well, Marv, Marv was 25th, I think, after Moto after lap one in Moto one, and Barsha was like 20, 27th. 27th or something. Yeah, he was behind him. So Marv, Eli was around there or better, yeah. and those guys came to second and fourth. Eli should have been able to do that, but he fell twice. He pulled in the mechanics area with front brake issue. Like I think that rattled him. I think that Moto <laughs> DNF rattled him and again i have no proof i don't even know i could be nuts but man like you gotta 
you can't let that happen. I think uh, he didn't even look the he didn't look like himself out there. No, and I also think uh, when you have something like that happen to you, and you, you're winning, and you're doing everything right on your end, and you have a mechanical. It's like, man, what else can happen to me? I, I screwed yeah. up a little bit at Southwick. I crashed. Yep. I felt like I was in control, and now I'm in control again at Redbud, and then I have a mechanical, and this shit goes down, yeah. and then I get a bad start, and I think it just snowballed. Yep. And he was just like, look, I'm going to chill out. I'm going to collect, what, a ninth? Is that what he got? A ninth, uh, he got a ninth, yeah. Second moto. Yeah. Yep. And come away. I know that I'm not going to have the points lead, which is fine, because yep. he can win the rest of the motos. Well, he got a ninth with two crashes and a pull-in mechanic area. Right. And what's funny to me about the, the pull-in thing is he's been talking about, and I've been listening to to some of your your post-race pods, is yep. he can't ride with... What do you need me over for? There, I just I don't want to look that way. I want to look at you. Oh. Um, he can't ride with his lever down. Like, that really fucks him up. Yeah. Like when his yeah. clutch lever's yeah, his down, clutch or, lever jacked him like up he says, yeah. man, I'm trying to yank it up. I'm pushing, pushing. Yeah. I can't do it. And it just really screws up my whole flow. Yeah. So I think he just said, I'm going in now. I'm not going to screw with it. But you think Cowie would adjust that somehow. So in case he does crash, he can knock it up. Yeah. Freer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I, 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 and we I, don't know what happened. Well, they have Cowie. a bushing on their, on their stuff. Like I, a sleeve, right? Yeah. I'm guessing it was just too tight. Right. To, to bang up. Because he was banging. He was trying. Um. Do we know what happened to the bike? No, we don't. Okay. I mean, spark plug? I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, I just, I think that... I Does, th- do you think he still wins the championship? Yes. Though? Yes, I yes. do too. Yes, I... I it's three points. It's I, like... I'm whatever. on board with Eli Tomac being the fastest guy in America. Right. I'm on board with that, indoors and out. Yeah, of course. Um, but you have to get props for Marvin. I think Marvin's uh, well, that, that got fir- in his head a little bit now. Well, I don't know about that, but the first moto... What Marv did is what Eli should have done in the second moto. Right. Marv did it. Eli didn't. Like, score one for Marv. That was a great ride. Right. Score one for Roxon. Good job for Roxon to win, man. That's right. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. He was like, ah, I got it gifted to me. He told me that after the race. I'm like, hey, dude, take it. It doesn't matter. You, you've had a lot of things taken from you. Take the gift. As a racer, you got to put yourself in positions to get shit like that. And if you're yeah. not in a position, you don't yeah. get it. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. So just, that was really cool to see. Yeah, him, him, and win. he's come for it. Yeah. And I was thinking him, and I don't know this. Maybe you okay, know. Wait, this. wait, hold on. What about my my Eli theory? Okay, like, what's your theory? I just explained it. I know, but do you think that it rattled him, or or do you just take that second moto on its own? Yes, it did rattle him, and also when you crash twice the second moto because of the first moto, then you just say fuck it. I'm going to just chill out and get night. That's what I think happened, and I also think. He knows that he can make up those points no problem because that's how good he yeah. is. Yeah. Wow. Just when you think, uh, just when you think, Kiefer, everything's just gonna work out the plan, right? Like just everything's gonna, like Eli's just got this. He's should happen smoother than ever. He's got it figured out. And it just seems like it all it that's happens to Snowballs, Eli a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like other riders, it doesn't happen as much as it does for Eli. Like Eli. Will be like sm- blazing fast, one one lock on lock. No one's going to beat him. Next weekend crashes twice, mm-hmm. still gets second. And then we're like, as as media, we're like, oh my god, he got second. That's horrible. But like, that's still yeah, he got second. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I think even he looks at it like huge second place is shit. I don't yeah. even want it. Um, Barsha rode well. Barsha Roxon rode well. Barsha to me. 
I, he wins a moto before end of this year. He's getting better. Mm-hmm. I know they changed some stuff on his bike that he likes more, so he can ride a little bit more aggressive. Give him more RPMs. He's really, <laughs> I wrote this in the column is like when Rox and him were battling. I didn't hear. I heard no Honda right, at all. Right. It was all fucking intake noise yeah. and the Yamaha. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not scared. What did you take uh, about the Plessinger Forkner incident? Forkner fucked up. Yeah, Forkner. And, he, and after, I don't want to make it clear, after the race, he was not mad. Faulkner was like, ah, that's, that's racing. Right. But people on Twitter, were like the free. morons out there in the yes. world, they were very mad. And, th- and that type of thing, you have a choice to make, and you have to make it in a split decision. Okay, I'm going to gas it, sneak through, and keep the lead, or I'm going to roll off and let him take the line. Dude, you just passed the guy, just passed him, right. and you know he's going inside. Right. Why would you go outside? And he knows that rut goes all the way to that wall. Right. So Why would you go outside? You know he's breathing down your neck. Yeah, don't know. Maybe. Well, if you messed up that those last two Listen, rollers, I'm not. You have to go outside. I don't have Forkner speed at all, but I won four Manitoba titles, and, and even I and know you never went outside. I even I know <laughs> after you pass a dude, you chop him off, you get him, like you gotta go inside, man. You know right. you gotta you gotta protect that line. Yeah. So yeah, just racing incident to me. Yeah, totally racing incident, and I don't think. Plessinger just didn't go in there to T-bone him. I got like, oh, my God, Plessinger teed him up. I go, no, dude. He oh, was, dude, these he was people, turning. These people in the teed him up thing. He, he was turning. They just hit. Oh, Forkner didn't let off, so it made God. it look worse than it was. So Yeah. I, yeah. I don't understand when people go like, they want good racing, but yet when, when shit happens and they hit and we oh. have collisions, the, they're like, that's dirty right. I, I think the great Tim Ferry summarized it perfectly on Twitter when he said, if people think that that's dirty, they didn't watch any racing in the 2000s or 90s. Right. Like, Remember Larry Ward Matasevich? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, Chris Kiefer, brought to you tonight by Vertex. Did you know, Kiefer, hmm. that Vertex is the official piston of all two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna's? I do now. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Uh, Pulpamex18 is the code to save with VertexPistons.com. We give away a top-end kit tonight. 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons founded in a small workshop in northern Italy. Today, they're the OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. TM. Noggle. Huh? Noggle. Oh, yeah, Noggle. Did well on that second moto. Yeah. I mean, there was 15 guys on the line, so good job. Good job, job, Matt. Um, uh, Full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, and GP style. Uh, Like I said, VertexPistons.com if you're in the mood or in the need for a top-end kit. Uh, 25% off. Pulp of Mech Show 2018. I'm in the mood, I'm in the mood, I'm in the mood. Um, no, we can take that. M- Marks, we'll take that. We'll take it. What are you doing? We will are you talking to Jason it. Ellis? Jason Ellis. Are you talking to Jason Ellis right now about, about that night? <laughs> jab, jab. Oh, no, no. oh, he gave you the finger. I don't know what's going on anymore. Now we can't take him. Now we got Amart coming up. Hey. You can get him in quick before when, I call Amart. When's the last time Honda won a national? Moto. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, That's what I was thinking about. Oh, my God. Been a while, right? Canard? It's been a long time. Dude, that's a good one. Someone look that up for us and tweet us. Yeah. Because um, I was writing yeah, my article this morning. Sealy I was never thinking did. About, Craig never did. Um, Anna's been waiting a long time for a national win. And even if it's one moto. I think it would be Canard, dude. Wow. Right? That's a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Hey, is this Kevin? Yes, this is. Kevin Moraz, what's up, man? How are you? Thank you for calling in. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. 
bro, how uh, how's Redbud for you? You got some points. I know. Redbud was actually fun. Dude, I had a great time. The fans are awesome. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I put in some good results. That's what we're here to do. Uh, yeah, I know. It's fantastic. Kevin Rands, everybody on the line. Number 346 on the KTM. He killed Arena Cross. Yeah. Yeah, I did well on Arena Cross. Um, you've had a couple LCQ lives, Kevin, that you've had to come through? <laughs> A little bit to make oh, the moves. Yeah. I've actually, I've actually been in three LCQs. I've transferred in three times, three LCQs, but I've won every LCQ I've been in. Yeah. Hey, are, are you happy when you win an LCQ? Are you, are you happy inside? Uh, I don't like going to the LCQs, but getting a win uh, in the <laughs> LCQs is actually kind of fun. Hmm. Steve, <laughs> kind of fun, isn't it? A win's a win. Doesn't listen, matter. Listen, Kevin. So Runkles won. Listen, Kevin. Team Runkles. Uh, Kiefer loves Runkles. This Runkles kid, I don't know who he is, but Kiefer loves him. And uh-huh. so, so this weekend, Runkles won the 450 LCQ, and uh-huh. I was walking by him, and, and he was super stoked. Like, he was really pumped to win the LCQ. And I just <laughs> said to Kiefer, I'm like, hey, tell your guy Runkles to calm down. Like, you got to ride like you belong in the motos. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got yeah. to be, like, so pissed you're in the LCQ. That's the attitude to have. Runkles beat oh, A-Ray. Yeah. A-Ray was a factory guy. And, you know, I'd be stoked, too. And A-Ray was very upset. Well, yeah. hey. Too Anyways, Runkles won. So, but Moraz, you just kind of blew that theory out of the water, saying you're happy with the LCQ wins. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I said that I don't like being in the LCQ, but after being in the LCQ and coming back and winning it, yeah. it's better than not right. winning. I guess. Uh, second- like the first one, the first one, uh, it was in Hangtown. I qualified 37th instead uh-huh. of 36. Yeah. So to win that one, I didn't really care. I was just happy to make it into the motos. The second time I was in the LCQ, I was pissed again, but came back and won it. And then the third time, I had a terrible start. was like 10th over the finish line on the first lap and then got up to 5th by the, by the end of the first lap. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, screw it. You know, I've won both the times I've been in here. Let's yeah. try going for a win again and pass the first place dude on the last lap. Um, hey, did you have uh, some time on Redbud in the past, being as you're from no. sort of there? All these no, tra- all these tracks are my very first time going to them besides Millville. I've been on yeah. Millville before. Did so you, it was a new experience for me. Did you think about eyeing up the leap? Uh, I thought about it, but there's a big old hole right before it. Yeah. And I saw some videos of some of the pro guys, like, stretching it on their 250s. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, I just kind of scratched that one out. <laughs> yeah, no, it, uh, only about five or six guys did in 250 class all day. And they were Not, doing it from the outside uh, right? Yeah, I think Plessinger inside. did it from the inside. Really? Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. Hmm. <laughs> Moraz, right? Like, it's pretty gnarly on the inside. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to be pretty ballsy to do that one. Um, no, that's cool, man. Second moto, you followed the Groot around a little bit, yeah, I noticed. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I was, I was pretty far behind him, and I caught up to him uh, and was right on his rear wheel the last, like, two laps as I finally caught up to him. And uh, I think when he felt the the pressure of me behind him, he kind of rode his pace, and it was just hard to get around him. Yeah. Um, no, man, that's cool. Uh, I'm glad to see you get some points, and... Yeah, that was the goal when we talked earlier on the Privateer Island Life podcast. So um, that's awesome, man. You're just you living the dream, bro. Doing the nationals. Yeah, the for dream. sure. I mean, there was only I'm pretty sure everybody in front of me had a two digit number besides uh, Tenant and Root, and then everybody else everybody else was factory. Yeah. So to be up there in the mix, that's what we're here to do. And no. uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hopefully, an opportunity comes up. Yeah, man, and, and uh, it's it's tough to. To you know, when you never ridden the tracks before, and you got to get it down quickly, and then you got to go out there, and you got to make the right bike adjustments. Privateer Island life is tough. How is uh, <laughs> how built your bike? Uh, what'd you say? How built is your bike? Is it fairly stock? Um, no, it's not quite stock. Uh, I got a, a 
guy out in Wisconsin, that's actually where we are right now. His name's Jesse Williams. Uh, he helped me build the motor uh, for outdoors, and that's what we've been running ever since. We actually ra- we just raced on it for the first six rounds and then just rebuilt it right after Red Bud. Sweet. Yeah, because people always say, oh, man, I don't want to ride 250 because I don't have enough horsepower, but it seems like you're doing a pretty good job, so that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hopefully it'll be a little bit faster now. I mean, I've been it's been working good. It's been doing me really good uh, the last few rounds, so I'm pumped to see what it'll do now. Are you on Spring Fork or Air Fork? Uh, spring fork or whatever the uh, a kit stuff. All right. Uh, WP. Sweet. Well, cool, man. But I hey, got uh, a stock rear shock. Thanks. Uh, thanks Just for calling in. Good job this weekend, yeah. getting points. Uh, appreciate it, Absolutely. man. Everybody, go follow Kevin Moran's on social. Uh, KTM Privateer Kid. We've had him on the Island Podcast and uh, Liat Head to Toe. Liat or Head to Boot. Head to Boot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, cool, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks right. for uh, having me on. No worries, buddy. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, Kevin Morans, everybody, uh, getting some national points out there. He was good in Rena Cross. He came out from yeah. nowhere, and he was pinning it. Yeah, I remember him was jumping something like crazy. I, uh, I didn't want to say anything to him, but that helmet's so ugly. <laughs> I didn't want to hurt it. I didn't want to break it. Dude, that helmet, it makes um, it uh, It's a bad time. Uh, speaking of, of bad times, uh, we got to get this guy on the line right here. Uh, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Uh, you can email uh, jake at vortexracing.com. Whether it's the sprockets that uh, uh, Barsha and Webb uses, whether it's um, uh, V3 bars at 29% stronger than competition, uh, anything like that from uh, folks at Vortex Racing, they've got you handled and they will give you a hell of a discount for listening to the show. And uh, pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the show. He is TLD KTM's Alex Martin. Hey, Mart, what's up? What's up, fellas? How we doing? Uh, we're good, man. I just, we got some audio to play for our listeners here. All right, okay. So let's uh, let's get let's get right to that right away here. <laughs> Jumping the leap all day long, and you didn't do it till about four laps to go. What was the reasoning behind that? Generally, it's faster when you jump it. I think we I think we can all agree that your reporting skills are terrible. <laughs> Probably the worst guy in the media. Um, Wow! I definitely at least jumped that thing eight laps of the second moto, for sure. Um, and I was actually, you know, getting over good enough to where I had a nice wheel tap or brake tap downside it. And uh, last lap, kind of did a little rum rum to the crowd, looked over. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I thought I looked amazing over it, and wow. and I jumped it eight times. So yeah. suck it, Steve. So suck yes. it, Steve. Is that in the press conference? That's that's a professional press conference, that is Keeper. Freaking awesome. Yes. You gotta spice it up a little bit. They get so boring, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. You're the worst media guy in the sport. Did you have to throw that in, Amart? I mean, I said it with a smile. So. I, I like <laughs> I like on Instagram these people that are like, Yeah, you tell them. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Like it's like God, you people are so dumb. You know, yeah, but I a little bit of your own medicine. Like you just go on your columns every week yeah. and you write like all oh, this guy fades, this guy sucks. <laughs> you know, but I'm just dishing it out to you, like, Steve, you suck it, you know. Right. No, but um listen It's all in good fun. It is, and I asked the question in a very cheeky manner. when I say generally it's faster when you jump the jumps. Did you, you know? address yourself yeah. this time? What? Steve at pulp, did you address No, no, I didn't do that. Oh, okay. Um But Amart, you uh I haven't watched all the races yet. I watched four fifties today. Uh you are saying that you jumped it halfway. You went back and did the research? I did. I yeah, twelve and a half minutes into the moto, I think I started jumping it. All right. So that's behind was, Joey. 
Did you did you feel him doing it behind you, and that's why you're like, oh shit, I better do start doing it. Well, I think I think at that time Joey was still ahead of me, but Fortner was right behind me, and like I knew they were both doing it, so I was, I was basically just a sandwich between two Cowie riders. Um, and the line I was doing, actually, I, I do believe my fastest laps of the moto came when I didn't jump it. Hmm. Oh, really? It was, wow. yeah, I think so, because I had some 209s pretty back-to-back, and then mm-hmm. I feel like when I started jumping it, my fastest was a 210, so. Yeah. But regardless, like. Because you waited so late to do faster. it, because you waited t- till there was only five laps to go. Now, if you're right about your time, then it, you should have jumped it maybe eight times. And I said four, okay. so. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. And that's one thing that people won't see is in the, the in the press conference, the camera's always on me, but he is back there, like, you know, just poking and prodding. Yes, yes. Well, I'm hard-hitting media, bro. I'm hard-hitting. Can, can we relate that to, like, the common man? Like, you jumped it mid-moto, and the common dude out there doesn't – they either gets it done in the morning or doesn't do do it later on. So is it something like when you jump it mid-moto, you're like, oh, my God, I should have been doing this the whole time. It's so easy. Or is it actually hard? Well, so I didn't do it last year, um, and it, I think it was easier this year because it was a little bit softer last year. And I basically just told myself, like, nope, I'm not doing it this year. <laughs> and so, like, when you have that mentality right from the get-go, um, that's probably why I waited so long is just because I wasn't mentally prepared to do it. But I just – there was a point in the moto where it was just like, all right, like, this is ridiculous. Like, you might as well jump it. Because, I, I mean, I was basically following a guy for the first four yeah. or five laps, and he was jumping right in front of me. So I knew, like, the speed – and what it took to get over it. But regardless, like, I mean, if, if you hit that thing, like, as a normal guy, it's, I mean, it's, like, what, 130 feet, and the landing's, like, maybe 40 feet tall. Like, it's a big jump. Yeah, yeah. But, but at the so. same time, like, you're a world-class rider. We know that. I would be surprised that you wouldn't just follow a guy because he was right in front of you doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was right. surprised well, to see I, that. Yeah. That's why I eventually did it because oh. I was like, "All right, it's right, it's right there." But I will, I will give you this: he wasn't jumping it, but he was scrubbing the landing, and he was landing on the side of the bank. Yeah, and kicking his rear wheel up to the right, and yeah. landing on the side of the bank, and driving off the bank to get drive for the next corner. That was sweet. Yeah, like if you weren't going to mm-hmm. jump it, at least what you were doing, Amart, was was super cool. Yeah, well, actually, it's kind of funny. It like set me up really well for the corner to do that. Yeah. No, it so really, like it almost like attacked the corner better doing it that way than yeah. jumping the triple. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Alex Martin on the show, uh, Pulp Mech show, brought to you by Vortex Racing. We do have a call about that press conference. It's from Jordan. Uh, Jordan, what's happening? Thank you for calling the show. What uh, What's your question? What's going on, guys? How are you? Good. What's happening? Um, I just wanted to make a quick comment. Uh, I didn't. I I've uh, been going to Red Butt for years. Unfortunately, I didn't get to make it to this year, so I had to watch it all on TV. Uh, of course, caught the post-race presser. <laughs> that was definitely one of the best post-race pressers I've ever seen. Uh, Amar, you're a hell of a guy, and uh, that was that was some pretty good comments going back and forth. Uh, yeah. it, it just adds to the race and whatnot. So, uh, congrats and congrats on the ride, Amar. That was uh, that was crazy. You deserved it for sure. Congrats on telling me I'm an idiot uh, is what Jordan is saying, Amar. <laughs> that's that's basically what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I appreciate it. It's funny how much. Uh, public uh, your media love i get for bashing steve <laughs> yeah yeah tell me it. about it we, we had a guy call in i don't even know if it was real but a guy called in like two weeks ago amart and said uh i went to the races and i asked a bunch of mechanics and people uh if they listen to your show and if they like you and they all said they don't like you he's like but i like you i'm like oh cool <laughs> that's awesome um 
<laughs> no, you know what? Hey, listen, I dish it out on these shows in my columns. Like Alex said, I got to be able to take it. Um, I, I asked a question in kind of a jerk manner, so I got a jerk response uh, and a funny one, and I don't have a problem with that. Hey, Racer X guy said to me, hey, Matt, as we clip that press conference, we're going to put it on social media. Do you mind? And I said, yes. And they said, too bad. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Right. So uh thanks Jordan. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks guys. Congrats again, Amart. Yeah, uh, thank you, sir. Yeah, I mean congrats, I guess, if you you know you have the points leader pull away some, so congrats on that. Um Yeah, I know. Don't rub it in. No, hey, listen, for reals though, um you are crashing more than we're used to seeing, and that's not like you, and we've written about it and talked about it, this and that. Do you have a reason why? Do you think there's something going on a little bit? Are you are you pushing yourself? past where you've ever been before but then again you've won motos before and overall so you know it's not like you've never had this level of winning races before you know it's not like your first year first time ever Um, running up front no for sure i mean honestly the last two i would say 16 i was i mean i was finished second in the series to cooper Mm -hmm. last year i was second in the series to zach until i crashed and Mm -hmm. got hurt um, yep. and then this year we're second in the series. So it's like, honestly, I'm just sick of being second Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm trying to get to the next level and these, the class is stacked. Like on any given weekend, Forkner could win or Savashi yeah. or, or AP or Ferrandis. Like it's so like, it just depends who gets the start. And it's like, you just never, for me, I don't feel like I ever have any breathing room and I, yep. I'm having to hang it out more than I probably ever have. Um, so I think that's just really what it comes down to is I'm kind of just sick of, yeah. Being a, a two three guy, and I'm trying to get to that next level, right. um, and that, that just comes with the territory. Yeah, so. no, you're you're right. I admire that for sure. Like you know what I mean. You, you're you're going for it, and uh, coming into your you got a week off, but then coming into your home track at Millville. But really, Amar, the last couple of years, you don't go there anymore. You don't go there during the week. You fly in like a regular race, right? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Um, the last time I, the last summer I was there was in 2016 when I was on Star. And Jeremy and I, we trained up there all summer. But, yeah, I, I mean, the last time I was back was for Christmas, and there was snow on the ground. Yeah. Um, yeah, so pretty much we're in we're in Claremont now for most of the year. Huh. That's no joke there, dude. No, no, that's no joke right there. Yeah. Um, you mentioned it in the press conference, I think. <laughs> Southwick might have wore you out a little bit, huh? Like, and not just you. I mean, I imagine a lot of guys. Yeah, I was kind of a, a little bit, I don't know, bummed, I guess, with the lack of fire I had on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, it's Southwick is gnarly for sure, and we were back at it Monday morning. Um, and you know, you gotta yeah, you gotta keep up with the training. You know, we're always trying to to gain that edge, I guess, and and riding is the best way to do it. But um, yeah, Southwick was definitely tough. I mean, with the track being like that, ninety five degrees, I think that's probably the toughest Southwick I've ever raced. Right, which is saying something. I mean, I've been around for a while. Yep. Um, and. Yeah, I mean, Red Bud was no joke either. Like, honestly, no. that was probably one of the roughest Red Buds I've raced in a, in a long time. Just um, I, Someone was telling me that they he ripped it, like, I don't know, 12 inches deep, and then it rained, like, for two or three days straight. So, yeah, I mean, it was definitely pretty saturated, for sure. Have they talked to you at all about the MXDN um, and what your thoughts are and, and all of that? Um, and I haven't really heard much. No. I mean, even when I was picking 16, like, I didn't really hear much until later. Sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I mean, obviously, I'd love to be a part of it. Honestly, I was so gutted after the second moto because AP went 1-1, and yeah. it was, like, in my head all week, that's kind of what I wanted right. to do. Yeah. And that's what I needed to do. And I just felt like, damn, like, I want to be 
you know, obviously I want to be on Team USA really bad, and, and for it to be at Red Bud, yep. so close to home, is, is like pretty much like once in a lifetime opportunity. So, I mean, I don't know what the team's looking like, but I'd love mm-hmm. to be a part of it. Uh, yeah. So I guess I, you know the I, hope is still there. I feel like it's just going to be you or AP, whoever's leading the points. Right. I, that's how I feel. You know, um, who's ever leading the points come selection time. That's who I would go with, mm-hmm. and that's what I feel would happen. So. Um, 702-586-7857. you got a question for TLD KTM's Alex Martin uh, on the Pulp Mech Show, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email jake at vortexracing.com if you want a killer deal. Same sprockets that Alex Ray runs, everybody. Or chains. Or handlebars or whatever. Has okay. your, your setup changed at all since, you know, you mentioned that you're hanging it out a little bit more, maybe riding a little faster, more aggressive? Has it has it evolved over the course since round one, or is it the same? Uh, well, it's kind of funny, actually. So my my setup is like 180 degrees from last year opposite. It's Last year I ran a cut subframe on the KTM, and, I mean, you could see it, like, watching footage and stuff from last year. Like, the back is super choppered out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I am pretty picky when it comes to ride height, and for me that always felt a little bit low. So we went back to a normal subframe this year. Um, but, so, like, last year my sag would be, like, 97, 98, and this year my sag's, like, 106, 107. So, um Hmm. That like the suspension side of it's actually quite a bit different. That than is last different, year, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. and you didn't run the cut subframe in Supercross either. No, not this year. No. Oh, wow. So yeah. No. Look, I don't want to start controversy here, Amart. But <laughs> no, he doesn't want to do that. God forbid. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> but but you're down there with Rattray and doing the the Baker's factory. And, like, can you not like? Can you not say to someone, "Hey, man." I'm going to go to Millville for like two weeks or three weeks. Can we ship a bike up there? And even you pay for the shipping or whatever, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Um, I want to go, you know, stay with mom and dad, ride Millville. We know it's a great track and you got other sand tracks around there to ride. And can you not do that? Is this a jail? Are you stuck there? <laughs> like, uh, no, I mean, like if I really wanted to, I think maybe I could get away with it. Like I'm, like, I mean, we, I we know you work hard. Fun. Like, no one's going to be like, hey, Amar's going to eat Cheetos and drink Coke the whole time he's in Minnesota. Like, no one believes that, right? We all know uh, you're you professional. Sure? Yeah. Well, we think so. We think you're professional. Um, mm-hmm. Like, can you get out? Can you escape at night? <laughs> or anything like that? Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, when we're here, we just ride at Baker's Factory. But, I mean, I was in California for two, two months, two and a half months before Hangtown. So... Yeah, yeah, but that, was, yeah, but that's all just everybody was there. So Yeah. Well, I mean I, I kinda chose to do that. I could have oh, okay. been in Florida more, but I wanted to be in California at that okay. time. Okay, okay. Well, I think that's I don't know, place to be and testing wise it was good with I the mean, team, but if you need me to Yeah, the thing is that's what I would have like done. Millville's not that great during the week, I'm telling you. Like, no, I know I you said that. Around. Yeah, you've said that. Yeah. yeah. I gotta water the track by myself and there's probably thirty hoses all around the track. Like it'd probably <laughs> take me four hours to water it. And then I gotta t- you know, try yeah. and like smooth up to my dad and get him to maybe go rip the track for me and Okay. Yeah, it's just we got a better setup down here in Florida. Alright, 'cause 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 we we gotta go one one at Millville, dude. We gotta do this to get this train back on track. Yep. You know? Troll train. Troll yeah. train. Oh are, are you did you see those T shirts? Are are you are you in are you in support of those T-shirts that I tweeted out today? Yeah, my buddy, my buddy Briar is actually getting them ready. Okay, they should uh, be hopefully something this week, but they're uh, pretty cool. Troll train I'll T-shirts, up, everybody. Uh, Who would you save in a fire, Briar or Phil? Who would I save in a fire? Yeah, someone for burning house going on. Phil and Briar in the house. Who are you saving? Alex is a liberal. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one, but man, I might. <laughs> I hate to say this, but. 
feel so miserable. Yeah, he I is. might just let him burn. Uh, you, did you see? The, did you see the new Racer X? Where I, I asked you guys the same questions, and then I asked Phil the questions. It was great. He was, he was fantastic. Um, Have you ridden the 2019 KTM yet? Uh no, no, that's not really in the cars. I don't think that we we would even have a chance to ride that till man, September, October. Uh, all right, let's get to the phone lines. Jim, you got a question for Alex Martin? What's up? I do. Uh, Alex, you have had a heck of a battle to get to where you are. The question I have is, did you ever think about walking away? I, I swear you've probably heard no more than any guy out there, which is why I am a super fan. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, now, there's honestly probably been several times throughout my career. Um, <laughs> you know, my first my first season was in 09, and, and I mean, shoot, I, was, I had a few top tens as a privateer, and then in 11, I uh, got my first podium with 1110s, privateer still. And, I mean, I really thought, like, man, if I'm on the podium outdoors. Like, I'll get a ride then. And it wasn't until 2016 that I got my actual factory ride. So I'd say in 2013, that was a really rough year for me, and I was pretty much over it. And then, honestly, what saved me really was just the Cycle Trader Rock River team. Um, and mm. that that definitely revived my career. But there's probably been a couple points in time where I was just like, man, like, I mean, I'm top five, I'm top ten on a privateer bike, and it's just still not good enough to get your factory ride. Like, what do I have to do? And it wasn't until 15 when I got two podiums in West Coast on the 250 class that I finally got the, the opportunity to get a factory ride. But, I mean, it took a lot. Like, these, these privateer guys definitely got their work cut out for them. And for me, like, I had to be in the shape of my life and, and have a good program with Rock River to finally, like, break through that door. Um, but, yeah, a lot of struggles um, along the way. Hey, Jim, did you ever read that Racer X story I did on 1110 Mods with Alex? Oh, loved it. Right, awesome, right. Awesome that, story. It's, I mean, you know, not the, the people in 1110 weren't exactly happy with me for doing that story, but that's the kind of stuff <laughs> I was hearing through the, you know, through the, knowing these guys. And, hey, Billy, the guy, the mechanic, is now AP's mechanic, you know, and they're killing it. Mm-hmm. And, and Phil and Alex both have had factory rides and have, fa- like, and Nathan, uh, Baggett guy, like, those guys had to do a lot, man. And, uh, yeah, you just never give and, and up, right? Steve, I'm not pimping you, but uh, Alex, uh, Steve has been a pretty pretty big fan of yours, too. And I, I'll bet it doesn't hurt that he's talking about you a lot. Yeah, yeah. see that? No, nah, that was good. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't tell me to suck it in press conferences <laughs> in front of everybody. Oh, no, keep doing, keep doing that. Oh, whatever, Jim. Beat it. All right, thank, thank you. you. I have, thank you. There's no remorse for <laughs> telling you to suck it. There is no remorse at all. Um Hey, so Kiefer has a, a serious question yeah. to ask you. Uh, he asked me if, if I thought it was too serious, and I, I don't think so. So go ahead, Kiefer. So I'm, I'm a sensitive guy, so and, I, and, I, and I look out broader than just racing dirt bikes. So unfortunately, your brother had a gnarly one. I, I, see, the, you know, I see this when he crashes, and it's, you know, it, it scares me as a human being, but as a rider as well, do things like that, you know, we see it happen all the time, but when it hits close to home, does it hit you differently? Does it bother you at all? Does, do you carry that with you, or are you just like, hey, that's part of, of what we're doing? No, uh, I mean, yeah, for me, it's it's really close to home. Like you said, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, after Muddy Creek, I stayed, stayed for, well, my flight was, like, really late on Sunday, so I was able to go spend some time with him at the hospital. And, it's, I mean, to be honest, it's really hard to see your brother and someone you spent a lot of time with, like, in that much pain. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, yeah, very scary, honestly. I mean, but I, he had feeling and, and movement the whole time, so that, like, we're very, very thankful. I'm, honestly, I'm just 
so grateful and thankful that he, you know, someone that I'm like competitive with, but love at the same time, my brother, like that he's still able to, you know, make a full recovery and come back a hundred percent. I mean, it was really tough, but it was even harder this week. I mean, for me, like I'm, I, I'm still in the championship and I'm trying to go after it. So like, I'm, I'm able to shut it off when I'm mm-hmm. on the track, but like even this Friday before uh, he, so he got like a medevac back to, to Rochester Mayo Clinic on Monday after yep. uh, I think Southwest. Yep. Um, and then, you know, it wasn't, he was in a lot of pain all week and stuff. And they actually ended up going back in for surgery on Friday and he was in for like two and a half hours, I think. And like, I didn't even talk to him until this actually just this afternoon, Sunday. So like, <laughs> yeah. um, and I, and I know that when he came out of surgery, it was like his pain was like on a 12. Oh jeez. So, yeah. 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 It's just, but I mean, emotionally it was pretty hard for me to hear that your brother's like in that much pain. Mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest part because he's very tough. Yeah. And just to hear that, it's like really tough, hard to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. But we still think he's going to make a 100% recovery, right? Is the is the thinking, right? Yeah, no, yep. for sure. Like, yep. I think he's, for sure, he'll, I think he'll make a 100% recovery, but I think it's just the fact of, like, like having a loved one be in so much pain. Oh, yeah. It's the hard yeah. part. No, it, absolutely. It, mm. well, it pains me that you can't escape this Baker's factory, Amart. <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> it's the same thing for me. Uh, we got a call for you about Washugal from... Uh, from uh, Ryan. Ryan, what's up? Yeah, hey. So I'm just a Washington native, and I figured, you know, looking back at the results for Alex, he went, I believe, 1-2 in 2016 at Washougal. And just curious, as far as if you had one riding trip tip for a track like that, what would it be? Um, so, yeah, my, I guess my best advice for Washougal would be whole shot. In <laughs> um, <laughs> 16, when I won there, I got the whole shot in the first moto. And I think it was honestly one of my best motos of my career. Like, I think Joey applied the pressure the whole moto, and I just kind of withstood it and was able to get the win. And, like, probably one of the best feelings I've had crossing the finish line was that moto win, I think, in my career. Oh, just cool. Cause yeah, yeah. I, yeah like, like, when I was a privateer, I had a pretty pretty bad get-off there. Um, we were Trey Canard crash, actually. Okay. And had a con- had a concussion. So, like, every time I've done good there since, it's just been, like, the best, like, feeling ever because I kind of feel like I overcame it, a track that I was timid at. Mm-hmm. So, and then even to win there in 16 was, like, yeah, that was awesome. So, yeah, good vibes at Washougal. Uh, I guess sure. just get a whole shot, Ryan. That's that's Amart's. The roost has got to be brutal at Washougal. Well, Holy yeah, shit. so to elaborate on that a little bit more, I would yeah. say, like, throttle control is huge. Like, it's, it's very slippery, so you have to kind of. Uh, be very good with the throttle and clutch and and but obviously this i think the start is pretty crucial because it's it's kind of a tough track to pass on yeah ryan uh you want a fly you want a, a pro filter uh filter kit or a maxima oil kit for calling in what do you want oh man steve thanks uh let's do the oil we can maxima usa their number one oil in america didn't get there by uh buying their way they got it by earning their trust of top teams like Monster Cowie, Pro Circuit uh, Cowie, many other teams in the pits that use Maxima that don't even advertise for it because they need another brand. MaximaUSA.com uh, Stay on the line and uh, Travis will get your information and uh, yeah, we'll send you on an old kid, alright? Thanks and good luck, Alex. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thanks to MaximaUSA.com Great guys, great oil. That yeah, SC1. Ronnie rules. That SC1 stuff's phenomenal. They have a, a Christmas tree thing like that, right? Like SC1 yeah. tr- like I think bottle? So. I think smeller so. Thing. Yeah. Um, all right, Amart. So 2019, where are you going to go? Dun, dun, dun. What are you going to do? 
Who are you going to ride for? What's happening? Oh, the big, big question. You knew I was going to ask you uh, this because we've been talking about it because you're like the best guy that needs a, a spot, you know, out of all the 250 guys. So what's happening? Yeah, I know you're blowing it up. Um, well, I don't know if I'm blowing yeah. it up. I, I I tried to get you on Pro Circuit already, by the way, so you can tell Lucas God, that I did that good. already. God, I was I was selling yeah. you hard to, to the guy in the wheelchair. Seriously. Oh, I appreciate it, but yeah. no, yeah, obviously I can't say anything at the moment, so um, but, but okay. I'm, I'm excited for my future, I guess, so. So we're, right. we're safe. You're safe. This, You're good. Here, Alex is actually giving it away here okay. because I didn't know that the deal with JGR was done. So you actually just... I think the way Alex is talking, like it's something's done, right? Alex is sa- right. right. Kiefer, he's acting like something's done. Yeah, it sounds like he's safe. Like he's no, safe. no, I'm just, I'm just telling you, I got good options. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. So you're backtracking and saying options. Okay, <laughs> no, all we're right. Just because I mean, honestly, it seemed like the TLD guys were, they're trying to put you to scrape something together. They want to do something for you, you know. Um, everybody there has a contract, and so they're kind of, they're kind of stocked up, but. They love you. They, they think you're a great rider. Um, and then, of course, the only other – everybody's like, hey, Mathis, wh- who told you about the JGR? I'm like, nobody told me. I'm doing the math. Everybody's full. The only factory team open is JGR, and they need a guys, and, and you know, they like you, and you like them. And, and so that's how I'm doing the math. Like, nobody's breaking this news to me. Like, no, <laughs> like, no, like you're not going to – like, Alex, you're not going to go sign with Janky Team B. You're going to try to get a factory equipment. That's how you're going to do it. So here's my no for sure for sure. Who's going to fill his spot though? Like why would they want to get rid of because him? Because they have Mitchell Falk coming up. Okay, all... so they're telling me I want to bring Mitchell in and then going to kick Amar out. That doesn't make sense. Well, they have a contract with the kid. So mm. wow, I'm, I'm with you, bro. Listen, these amateur kids. I've said it time and time again. There's Phil. There's Alex. There's Chisholm. There's these solid pro guys. Pros that actually have real results, and they just they toss them away because some sixteen-year-old may turn out to be the next Barsha. Man, that's tough. So, anyways, yeah. all right, I'm venting. Oh, yeah. I'm venting now. There's, there, I mean, you got to keep the turnover going. You know, obviously, there's these amateur kids coming up, but at the same time, you know, it's like giving away like three or four spots a year to these amateur kids. Oh, I know, much, dude. I think. And like they're not yeah. elite. Like they're not elite guys. Like if you have Poto or Barsha or Canard coming. Right. And sign them up. Right. But no offense to Moseman or, or Cantrell or Bailey. They're good riders. They're solid guys. No offense. So now their parents are probably going to fucking light me on fire. But they're not elite <laughs> guys. They're not elite guys. So take Alex Martin right. to me. Because he's won races. Because he's won. Right. That's that's all. Um, but they lock well, themselves into, feel- into these danger- deals. So. Yeah, I actually, I feel like for me a misconception is, and I definitely don't get like to hate as much as like a Davalos for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but the thing is, like at the end of the day, like I've only had a factor ride for three. This is my third year. Right. Like it wasn't like I've had a factor ride since I was eighteen, and I just haven't figured no. it out. No, you know, because it's like you really, it's so hard to grind just to get to this level, and it took me so long. Yeah, and I, I've been on the podium a lot since we've gotten the factory rides, you know, but. Yeah, I feel no, like if I'm, I'm I with you. I, was, you know, 28 years old and I've been a factory rider for freaking 10, 12 years, then I'd be like, all right, Amar, like, no. you really haven't figured this out yet. <laughs> no, these douchebags get on me about, oh, you just don't say Amar and Osborne because they're your buddies. No. Osborne had to go to Europe. He for, worked his ass off. For four years. Right. He has he has less than half of what Marty has for career 250 Supercrosses in, under his belt. Amar, just explained, rode garbage bikes forever. <laughs> And now, and garbage teams, and now he's finally got a, like, it's, it's so different from Marty. Marty, and again, I don't, 
picking on Marty, I know, but he's such a unique case. He's had factory bikes almost his whole deal. But he can win. Can he? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can he? He's won four races in 12 years, Kiefer. But he can win. He's averaged five outdoor nationals a year. I understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying, okay. when you choose, All you right. choose guys who can win. Amar can win. Davalos can win. Plain and simple. It can't happen from... Look, they put nets up in Supercross. Right. And only okay. Marty flew off the track where there was no net. <laughs> that is the kind of <laughs> anvil that falls on Marty. Anvil. There's nets at Supercross for the first time in 30 years. But yet Marty still sends it off a berm that is not covered with a net. Mm. I feel like Steve's maybe got a. Do you have like a voodoo doll? Maybe. No, I like Marty. But just Marty, just stop it, everybody, with the Marty talk. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, So, anyways, that's the can of worms I just opened. Ah, you did, you did. Ah, congratulations on the JGR ride too. It'll be cool because you can do your own gear (laughs) deal, Amar too. You're gonna be able to. You're you're terrible. You're gonna be able to do. You're gonna be able to get gear money, bro, which is sweet. Uh, all right, and I think I know what gear you're getting. Uh, Skippy, what's your question for Alex Martin? What up, guys? What's going on? That's good stuff there. Um, so my question is, uh, whenever you're you know, running in top three, top four, uh, and you're following a lot, of the, you know, a lot of the top guys where you all are matching a lot of pace and there's a main line set up and you're trying to execute a pass, um, as you're following them for a couple laps, I mean, how sketchy is it trying to find different lines and what's kind of the – thought process that goes on through your head whenever you're trying to execute a line but also not slow down enough to where you're you know you lose ground on them yeah a good question i mean so i guess a good example for me would be sakamoto redbud uh, ap's out front pulling away and, and joey was second i was third and like i mean i probably took me almost 10 or 12 minutes to get around joey and he obviously he was riding really well but like there's only a few spots on any given track where you can pass and I mean, I was just like racking my brain, like where, like where can I make the pass? <laughs> right. Like you, you have to set it up. Like sometimes laps in advance, and then you have to hustle a couple corners before just to try and. Because I mean, you have, with these guys, like you have to be really, really close to make a pass. You can't be five, six spike lengths back and, and make it happen. Um, and like, uh, I don't know, sometimes you really just have to like pull one out of nowhere. Like I've had some passes <laughs> where you come out wide and you have to cut across all the ruts to try and make the pass, just because. The fast line is a lot of times with these races so much faster than the other lines that yeah. you kind of have to get very, very creative to make it happen. Well, how about that black dirt turn? Like, I don't know where to go in that thing. Like that double corner the double. double out and of, that, yeah, yeah, after the start and you go down. The, like, you hang on the left. Oh, go, I was so know. scared of that corner all day. <laughs> right. I don't, yeah, like, I, honestly, though, I was so nervous in that thing because there was honestly 20 lines, and they were all about a foot deep, and, yep. like, you couldn't see the bottoms of no, it. And I no. just – one of my friends was like, why did you pick that line every lap? And I told him, I was like, it's the only one I felt safe in. Yeah, yeah, and you did tip over at some point. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, well, th- Marshbank tipped over, and oh, I got cross-rutted. Okay. I tried to miss him. Right. Uh, thanks, Skippy. Uh, hey, Steve, you've been proud of me today, man. I uh, hit my first hole-in-one, man. You what? Killed it. You what? I hit my first hole-in-one uh, on a par three today, man. You've been proud of me. <laughs> yeah, because I'm such a huge golf guy, Skippy. I can't stop talking <laughs> about Dude, it all the time. Playing, you posted playing that with your moms, man. I figured you'd be stoked. I hate golf, Skippy. I only play because you love here. golf. <laughs> hey, Skippy, what do all you think right. of Mark's story last week? Uh, it's pretty choice. You know, it's... Uh, you know, surprising, not surprising. You know, you know, you yeah. got that dark just wait for there, the... that nice guy. Yeah, dark, <laughs> dark side of him. Just Thanks, wait Skippy. for the explanation. Uh... All right, Amart, thank you for your time. 
Appreciate it. Uh, good yeah. luck with the rest of the season. We're gonna uh, we're going to uh, try to get some troll train shirts sold for you hey. coming up. You know. And Amart, seriously, don't change, dude. Like you're getting a good fan base because when you do interviews, you're honest. And I try to tell my son and try to teach him this: how you talk to people and how you deliver your words is what kind of people you will attract. And how you deliver your words when you speak is really fun and genuine and you're honest and you give props to other riders and when you fuck up you say hey i screwed up it's just it's nice and genuine so please don't change that about yourself no i appreciate that keeper no gargle gargle, gargle i mean i just try and say to the <laughs> shut up steve yeah i'm just trying to be me that's all that's good no yeah i listen i'm i the the, the bad thing is is like it's getting back to plessinger and the guys that I'm pulling for Amart in this championship. And I like Aaron. He's cool. Yep. He's a rad dude. Yep. But how yeah, awesome. I do too. <laughs> and how awesome would it be to see Alex Martin win a national championship, though? I, I agree, because I wrote that in my article today. Right? I, go, I, mean, I had to choose who would I want, yeah. and I said Amart. I know. And then people are like, oh, you're a troll guy. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. Right. Even though he told me to yeah. suck in no, the press conference. No, that's the tough part. So. Like, yeah, obviously, I want to win it, too. It'd be, it'd be a great story and good, great for me. But yeah. Like, I'm on the line first mode. I'm like, what's up, Aaron? You know, fist yeah. bump him. Like, yeah. <laughs> good luck out there. Like, he's a good dude, dude you know? Taking like, that number one play to JGR will be sweet <laughs> next year. So, um, thank you. Terrible. Thank you, Alex. Stop Appreciate it. it. Thank you. All right. Have thanks, a good guys. I appreciate you having thank me you. on. No See problem. You, thank you. Jump the leap more. Uh, Alex Martin, everybody, brought to you by VortexRacing.com. Right into our next guest. Tonight, she's a fixture at the races for a number of years, running the Cycle Trader uh, Rock River Yamaha team and uh, one of our favorites in the pits, Christina Danny. What's up, Christina? How are you? Hey, guys. How are you? Listen, I don't know if you were listening, but Alex Martin said Cycle Trader team saved him. Right. Open, saved open him. the door. It, it did. It did. Yeah. Asked, somebody asked about quitting the sport, and he said a few times he was, and he said the Cycle Trader team really you know, gave him some hope. So congratulations. Well, thanks. And then, to be honest, it was it was kind of like he did the same for me too. Really? Yeah. You were like, yeah. oh, we're we're working hard. Things that we're, we can do well, this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when he came on, uh, Cycle Trader wasn't on board yet. Yeah. And, true. That's right. You know, yeah. So, like, we had nothing. We had, you know, we had just the truck and whatever, and you know, and then so when Cycle Trader Cycle Trader came on, it was like a win win for both of us. But yeah. his determination and his pure will. It just instilled in us, and we're just like, man, like I've never met anybody like that, and just to mm-hmm. have him and see him do it, you know, it just it kind of changed my attitude around it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, bigger surprise, A. Ray or Alex Martin that have ridden for you, A. Ray this year, right? I mean, he killed it. He killed it. I mean, he he definitely. I mean, for you know, he's definitely the opposite. I think going into it with Alex Martin, you know. He didn't have the drive, and the, maybe the, the the will yep. was there. Um, the discipline, you know, definitely wasn't the same. But I think just he listened so good, and I mean, him and Chris, just their strategies and everything mm-hmm. were just. Um, he he definitely this year, yeah, um, made a big change, and um, so proud of him. Yeah, I think that um, you know I. I wish, obviously, he could do a full outdoor season. I think he needs the time mm-hmm. um, outdoors to to get better and to learn, and hopefully, maybe that he'll have an opportunity next year to do so. But um, I know it's just both of those guys. Uh, I'm just, I am. I was just thinking, I'm like, maybe I'm, I'm making a note here. We need to make some of those troll uh, train shirts for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> and, you know, do something. But, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, Alex Martin fan. I love AP. Yeah. But I, I just, Alex always will have a place in my heart. And I think knowing that, you know, knowing that we did yeah. have a big part yeah. on getting him to this point and, he reminds us of that all the time, too, so yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. good. I mean, honestly, I picture it a little bit like like I was at Moto Triple X in, like, 02, and, like, Nick Way was top privateer. Kyle Lewis was killing it in the outdoors. And I remember thinking, like, we're doing this. Like, we are all doing this as a team, and this is amazing, and this is such a good feeling. And I've been on other teams where, you know, that just the morale is kind of down and results aren't there, and, it, and it's a grind. And I remember the th- feeling of like, yeah, screw these big guys. We're tr- Motor Triple X, and we're we're killing it. And, and I guess Christina, yeah. when when you have Alex Ray or or Alex Martin do what they did, you, you have the same feeling. You're like, yeah, screw you guys and your big big dollar budgets. Screw you, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, we take it in, and we definitely don't take it for granted. Uh, Bud's Creek will always forever be in my mind, and, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget it. And you know, having it was just that the rain and just the whole. After the race, this would not stop. But it did. It was like rain of just sunshine for us because we were we were celebrating, and um, you know it was definitely yeah. it definitely it feels that way, right? And yep. knowing that what we have may not be close to, it's not even close <laughs> to what the guys that we're competing against, but we're capable, and uh, it is definitely a really awesome feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Christina Denny here on uh, the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. She's brought to you by some company called RoostMX. RoostMX.net. <laughs> Please go there. Visit the whole Pulp section uh, on their uh, hope so, whole Pulp section on their website, uh, and also to the official merchandise and sticker stop for all of Cobra people as well, whether it's wraps, whether it's uh, stickers, whether it's custom plates, custom graphics, whatever it is roostmx.net can take care of you. ARA91 code to safe at roostmx.net everybody. We've been seeing we've been seeing that code coming through here and there. Oh, that's good. Um, good to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we get a lot of Pulp Nation which is awesome yep. and yep. it's really cool to see the ARA um, come through and um, just wait though. We have Chris has been working on this whole project and We've got a bunch of new Pulp MX shirts coming out. Oh, nice, um, cool, sweet. But they're not—they're not on they're black. They're on black now. Oh, good, good to hear. Yeah, the white doesn't always work out with yeah. our greasy listeners. <laughs> so yeah, so it's, you know people ask and we're listening and right. um, so it's definitely it's going to be a whole bunch of new designs and so yep. um, yeah I can't wait to get those. I I'm not sure quite when he's going to be able to release them, but it'll be pretty soon. Uh, Brandon Hartraff, probably again another guy like A Ray and Amart that you're kind of you know taking on and showing some good results. I, I think the kid's got a huge bright future, uh, but he's out with a shoulder injury. What's the status of that, Christina? Yeah, uh, it's a bummer. Um, he crashed in practice in Charlotte and um, he actually flew home today to New Jersey and went and got um, his. He met with his doctor there. Yep. And just to confirm what the doctors in Charlotte found and that he does have a torn, torn labrum. Mm. And um, he's meeting with a specialist tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I really think probably surgery oh, is going to be yep. really quick here. Yeah. I mean, he's going to call me tomorrow when he leaves, just kind of, you know, let me know what they say. But. Yep. Um, we're both on the same mentality that I don't want him to. I mean, he doesn't need to go out back out there and not be 100% and risk obviously getting hurt more um, or elsewhere. And then, um, you know, we, we've been this with him before, too. I mean, he tore his ACL 
um, going into Loretta's when we'd already have been signed him and, you know, we're going to support him and, you know, behind him and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, have a good recovery and yep. um, it, it won't bother him. It's, it's his first injury in the shoulder, but I think, as you know, I mean, it's, it's better, I think, to go ahead and just yeah. get it fixed and, nope. um, you know, no reason to put him out there for nothing. And honestly, like, we're fine. Like, we're contractually, Hayden Melross is um, the only rider that we need at this point. Mm-hmm. So um, for us to have to do a fill-in guy or anything, it's not necessary. And um, so I'd like to just focus on Hayden and let Brandon take care of what Brandon needs to do. And, um, you know, let's just kind of see where it falls out. But I think for the most part, you know, just getting the surgery and getting that recovery time and healing up and Mm – uh, is the best thing for him. Uh, it's been tough for Hayden uh, stepping in as a fill-in guy. He got hurt at Hangtown, hit his shoulder against the, the wired thing that was holding up the structure, I guess. Uh, and he's come yeah. back, and he, it hasn't been easy for Hayden, who's one of the nicer guys in the pits for sure to uh, to talk to. And uh, But, Christina, he had maybe his best moto in, at, in Redbutt uh, for you. So, he did. So he's coming the around. Second moto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, that crash was – it was early. I – we, I wish I, um, his gear, like his pants, he's lucky to sever his leg. I mean, really? it was like torn. Wow. Yeah, it was so bad. And so for him to, I mean, obviously any injury is bad, but it could have been a lot worse. Um, he, you know, I think for him is, um, he spoke, I mean, his fitness is there. I think yep. even looking at his lap times this weekend and the second moto, his, you know, second to last laps were just as fast in the beginning. It's just um, getting him up front yep. sooner. And um, we're recognizing that. And he's going to go back to Timmy Ferries and work these next two weeks really hard on making that happen. And hopefully when, you know, we get to the Spring Creek, we'll see that little bit of change there. But we we work really good at the team. He is super nice yeah. and super appreciative. And um, he just gelled really quick with the team. And I think – um, just making him comfortable. Scott went down to Florida after Muddy Creek mm-hmm. and spent, you know, spent a couple of days and, you know, I think, um, you know, made some changes then and he's seeing, you know, the improvement, but he's obviously, yeah. he's got nothing nice, you know, but nice things to say. And yeah, I think yeah. he enjoys it. Um, and then Jameson Duclos, Duclos, how do you say that? Duclos. You're right, Duclos. Duclos. Uh, yeah, how about that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, that's the owner's kid, yeah? Yeah, the, psych, the uh, Rock River owner, his son. Yeah, so yep. um, it, it, he is the owner of Rock River. He is a senior in college. And um, as long as I've known Jameson, I mean, the whole family's rode. And, you know, he's rode all through Loretta's and um, really kind of started concentrating on college, didn't really ride a whole lot and hasn't rode a bunch. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously as a lot of these kids dreams to race a professional race and red buds, his home track. So he said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make a go at it. So he, um, we put him on Brandon's bike. He, he has a bike very comparable to our race bikes, but maybe not everything. So he rode press, and he got a little bit used to it, but press, obviously, the, it was so different. And um, he he didn't qualify into the moto. Mm-hmm. He um, right just really right out of qualifying. So he had to go to the LCQ, and he hole-shotted amazingly out of the LCQ. And 
he he led for a lap and a half, got past, and then um, he got he just you know racing these guys has never yeah. done it, so he right. got past and he finished fifth, and uh, he didn't he missed it by that one, but um, the whole second alternate. Thing yeah, I like really that. Well. I like that. So yeah. what, the, what they're doing now, people, is they're filling the gates, either right. motos, with alternates. Used to be the first moto only. Well, hell, if guys are get hot or guys break their bikes, they're filling the second motos, too, which is cool. I, I'm in favor of that. I like that rule. It, so Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, obviously, we haven't had to use it before. Great, you know, but, yeah. um, you know, and for him, I think, you know, honestly, it was just, regardless, he could never even got picked. The whole experience, the whole day was yeah. amazing for him. But um, we had them down there, and I was surprised. Like, there was four, five, six guys down there waiting. Yep. And then um, I saw when Cantrell was, you know, didn't make, finish yep. the first moto, I was, you know, I was like, man, maybe there's a chance. Yeah, so, yep. Um, I said, you know, I kept them in his gear, and I said, just keep moving. Don't get too cold, and <laughs> let's go down there. And we won't know till like, right till the very end. And sure enough, um, yeah. they, you know, they called him in, and, you know, and I mean, actually, he got like twentieth, twenty-first, I think, off the start. But he faded pretty quick. But I yeah. it's definitely to be expected. But he finished the whole moto. Um, I couldn't be prouder of him. Yeah, that's I cool. Think their whole family. It was a good day. So you'll been... be racing at Spring Creek too. Oh, awesome! Oh, that's cool. So you've been doing this for yeah. a while, Christina. We've seen you for a long time. Um, but when you first got this started, and you, you know, wanted to do this. You're a woman in a man's world here in this in this industry. Did you get any pushback from anybody in the industry, or was it was it pretty mellow? It never did. I mean, not to my face anyway. But I, you know, I I, I really kind of was surprised. Um, maybe just in the beginning, but it really it never fazed me. Um, and you know, I guess you know, I don't know if that, even if I had, I probably. It probably to bun me out a little bit, but I'm not one to just give up from a little bit of pushback. Mm-hmm. But um, it never, never really, Do it you... never bothered me, or never, I never saw anything that really made me think, well, maybe, maybe they don't want me here, or maybe I don't belong, or it it never had been like that do you talk to any other women out there that feel like, man, I I feel like I can do that too, and they, they come up and talk to you, and have you like, have you have you talked to them about it, doing it? Oh yeah, oh for sure, like. Three years ago, I met Brooke, um, Ronnie Stewart's girlfriend at the time. Um, she was helping him out in their effort and, you know, really kind of just, you know, asked me a lot of questions, and I we quickly became friends. And I'm like, you could do this. Like, you know, it's yeah. just, I mean, obviously their situation was a little bit different. They didn't have the funding. So I'm like, you know, any kind of, anything she asked, I was always trying to be there for her. And, um, you know, then they obviously got a little bit more support, and she was their team manager. And, you know, it was awesome. Um, and then I got old Courtney up in Canada who, uh, you know, stalked me from the she, – she stalked me for years. And then, I don't know, like, why she was afraid to talk to me or something. I'm like, are you crazy? So we're pretty good friends. And, um, you know, and she I – don't, I don't look at myself as her – idol or whatever like that but i mean she yeah. really made me feel like i did give her an influence on her pursuing what she was doing up there so you know and yeah. i mean i think my daughter honestly like her seeing me do this in this industry and um you know gives her that sense of that it's an equal opportunity for whatever you want to do i mean it's yeah you know um so 
don't know, and hopefully there are women and girls or girl writers or whomever that maybe think, you know, well, there is opportunity, whether it's in this industry or maybe they're in hockey or maybe they're, you know, whatever they yeah. might be, but um, there's, doesn't matter. It's not a, it's, it's really, I mean, we all have our benefits and we all have our, um, our, you know, what we're good at. And I'm fortunate enough that I have the right people around me to make me better, to be maybe more knowledgeable of what these guys know because they are writers yeah. or they're these, um, and the and the flip you know. and the flip side is that you can help them with things that you excel at right. and are really good at. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's a, exactly yeah yeah um, yeah. C- Cycle Trader, uh, how's the outside sponsorship with Cycle Trader going? Are they back for next year? Are they stoked on the sport? How 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 are they taking it? No, oh, they're they're so happy. Good. Um, yeah, they're good. They um they'll they'll be um back with us at the race at Bud's Creek, hanging out and um yeah they're good. We're on for next year and mm-hmm. um. They're growing as a company too, and I think a lot of it. They're benefiting. They're seeing the return Good. on helping the team, and um, so yeah, they're pretty pumped. It's, they're such an awesome company to work with, and um, we're going to be at their facility in September. We do it every year. We go, mm-hmm. we take the semi down to Norfolk, Virginia, downtown in the square right there, and set up and let you know people walk around and hang out, and then we take the truck to. Elizabeth City Motocross in North Carolina. Oh, cool! And um, we have a like Pro versus Joe's Day, so that's that's coming up, and it's pretty fun. Oh, that's cool! Yeah, neato. You know, Christina, Danny, uh, from Team Manager Cycle Trader Yamaha Team on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by uh, BTOSports.com and uh, Fly Racing RoostMX.net. Everybody, custom graphics, custom number plates, Pulp Nation section on the website, Cobra stuff as well. Uh, whatever you can dream up for graphics, uh, RoostMX.net can make it happen for you. Um, do you have anybody like you, talk, you mentioned Hart Raft and everything? Is he back next year? Is A Ray back? Do you have any of that? In I know it's early. Do you have any sort of commitments to any riders for nineteen? As of right now, we have no commitments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's obviously this time of year we're working on, and yeah. um, you know, I definitely would like to see those guys um, back on the team. And yep. you know, it's. Um, I guess it's a little early. We'll kind of see how. Yeah, it, it is a bit out. early for sure. Uh, Yamaha's been good though to work with. You've been happy with everything that Yamaha's supplied you yeah. and been working with. Yeah, yep. good guys down there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I, from what I understand, we got the 19 Yosh- at the Yoshimura this week, so they're already started working on yeah. the you know the development on that bike for the 250. So I think we you know it it took a little bit to get to where we're at right now on the 18, but mm-hmm. we're super pumped with it, so we're going to take yep. some of that knowledge and apply it to the 19, and um, I can't wait to get my hands on one, but they they have, and so we're ahead of the game there. Yep. Um, I'm excited just because it did take a little bit last year to get that started. It did, yeah. But that's That, that company's been so awesome to work with, and um, you know, Dawn and Biggie and everybody, and um, I think it's definitely our bikes are probably better than they ever have been, and um our practice bikes are, if not identical, very, very close. So mm-hmm. we, it's taken yeah, a long that's, time. That's a big to get thing, yeah, there. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We Hard. didn't have that. I mean, the, the factory engine Yamaha stuff that we had was, they're great bikes, yeah. reliable. You know, they got us obviously where we needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just couldn't maintain those practice bikes to be at that level, and yeah. um, we were able to do that with the Oshimira. And um, I. Yeah, you, I, I can't wait to work more with them. Well, you're starting with a good base. That Yamaha 250F has got the motor. 
Next year's bike's even better, so you're going to be stoked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I know. I'm jealous of you out there, Kiefer, riding that. <laughs> <laughs> he rides everything. He's in, he, he's in love with the Husky right now. I Christina, know. don't worry. He's in love with the <laughs> um, Hey, by the way, the Martin Costello kid uh, from Ecuador, uh, obviously, Stad's got something to do with that, that, that team in Supercross that he rides for the um, – what uh, name's escaping me? The, uh, the, 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 why is it? Why can I not I, think of it? The, 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 IB Corp. IB Corp. IB Corp. IB Corp. Good job, Steve. Um, but I tell you what, he impressed me in a little bit uh, that he filled in for you guys there. Martin Costello did. I know, yeah, he right? Wrote well. like, so good. Like I knew I was going through this list. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, who am I going to get? And yeah. I came across his name. I'm, he was already on Enzo suspension, mm-hmm. already on the 250. I thought, what a better fit. Right? I didn't know anything about him. Yeah. And he literally, like, came to the call of duty like i called him tuesday of the week of you know and i said hey this is what we're gonna do so um he obviously jumped at the opportunity not i mean what a nice kid yeah super nice super nice and i mean he he literally just went with the flow and um yeah he did great and i I think you know especially at thunder valley it's nowhere to determine like really like comparable to maybe some other races but um, yeah, did a great job for us, and um, definitely was a pleasure to work with. And I just, I, I really am on the fence about having him come now that Brandon, we know that's going to be out. Mm-hmm. But um, I think for where we're at, I just really want to focus on you know getting Hayden some better results, and um, you know yeah. just well. kind of putting all our efforts there. So it's not anything against. Martin, he's he really is a good kid, and if I if I decide that I we do, then yeah. um, you know I got Jameson next weekend on Brandon's bike, sure. so it would just be the last couple. But um, yeah, he won Mammoth you know. too. Uh, Costello did, yeah, yeah, he won yeah, Mammoth. No, yeah, yeah, he's good. yeah. Um, well, cool, yeah. Christina. Thank you for your time tonight. I appreciate you staying late to where you are. You're on the East Coast, so I appreciate you staying up for us. Um, it no was, problem. It was the earliest time slot we had, and. Uh, Cycle Trader Yamaha, the place that saved Alex Martin's life. That's right. Everybody. Opened the door. <laughs> it saved his life. So, uh, and, and maybe saved A Ray's life too. Um, what was the funniest thing Alex Ray did all year? What was the oh funniest thing? Is there something you and and, that, and that's PG I mean, enough to make the radio like you know that's not going to throw him under the I bus. Know, right. I think the first couple of things I thought of are probably not so. But oh, right, dang right, it! Right. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. I don't know if you have enough time, really, to go through them all. Yeah. He's just hilarious. I mean, he's he, he. I think sometimes he really is a blonde, for sure. <laughs> um, he's, you know, he's <laughs> he just got this kind of yeah. character that he, sometimes he looks, looks at you like he's he really he, doesn't know what uh, hamsters what we're the, talking the about. The hamsters but. going, but there's nothing going on. Yeah, he on. called a Kawasaki yeah. a Harbor Freight motorcycle. Just yeah, let you know that. Yeah, he called. Yeah. yeah. Oh my lord. Um, our listeners, no. our listeners love him though. They love him. Pulp Nation is. We do too. Yeah. We do too. I mean, he definitely you know brought a lot of life to the to the races and. Um, yeah. No, but he's again, great. he's also too very appreciative. I'm pretty lucky, you know, in having these guys appreciate and and give him the opportunity. And um, yeah, pretty pretty good. Cool. Well, thanks for the time tonight, Christina. Thank you. We'll see you at uh, Millville. Sounds good, guys. Thank thanks, you Christina. So much. Awesome. Thank you for doing everything you do for Roost for the Pulp Show too over the years. It's been great. Oh, so. you're tell, welcome. Yeah. Tell Finn yeah. thank you too. Yeah, Finn's cool. <laughs> A Ray ninety one code RoostMX.net, Everybody. Yeah, let's flood him with a bunch of orders because you know. Yeah. Um, he loves getting that stuff in, and 
I'll, I'll definitely, when I get these shirts done from Chris, I'll be flooding them to you. Perfect. Let's see if we could um, get these new designs going. But yeah, absolutely. Seriously, the troll train, I'm, I mean, let's, hey. Let's get it rolling. I, I definitely will back that up for sure. All right. Christina, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. See you. Uh, Christina Denny, uh, quickly for Kiefer. John, quickly. We've got Pastrana coming up. What's your question? Yeah, indeed. I got two of them. One's a stew question. But the first one is about ketogenics and um, people reaching ketosis and motocross. Does that hold a place? Do any of these guys mess with it where your body runs off of fat? Um, it, would it affect them energy-wise? Or is it something they're even – have you heard of it? Yep. No, I've heard a lot of it. Um, some riders do do it. Some riders don't. Um, uh, I've tried it. It doesn't work for me, but obviously I'm way older, but some of these younger kids, they do believe in ketosis and they take some supplements that make their body go into ketosis, but you really got to watch out because, uh, you know, you can see what happens with tickle and things like that. So you got to watch what you put in your system, but, um, everyone's different, man. It works for some people and some it doesn't. So. Okay, cool. And then a uh, quick stew question. I left a voicemail, so you can ignore this and, and answer it later if you still play voicemails. But uh missed the Southwick show, Stu's bike locking up Yeah, on a Kawasaki. Duh, tell me about that. And nobody ever mentioned it, but it oh, was we, brutal. I think we talked about it a few times over the years. Is that when he it, endowed? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was on the, maybe the fastest part of the track. Oh, God. And you heard it click. Yeah. I mean, you heard the bike. It was nowhere. There's no ignition or spark plug on that. Like, it, yeah. it, it, no, it, no, no, it no. almost killed him. That was a rod. That was a rod through the case. So did that do Mike Fisher in with Stu and his dad? or No, no, not at all. No, that was fine. I mean, they weren't happy, obviously, just, but no, I don't think it did sure. anything. So. All right, we'll get to the man. Thanks, and, man. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Bye, no guys. No problem. Thank you. Travis Pastrana coming right up on the uh, Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, race Tech Suspension did the, did, the, did the suspension yep. on his Indian machines. Yes, sir. Which is r- way rad. Yeah. Racetech.com, everybody. And W uh, Works Connection, WC Clutch Perch. perch. You can see it on the uh, on yep. the TV uh, with the Elite. Uh, is it what's Elite Perch? Right? Called the Elite Perch. Elite Perch. Yeah, you can. I always say Easy Elite or something, but well, it's the Elite because now you can choose one, two, three. You can choose your colors. Yeah. So, so Elite Perch on the hand Indian also, which I thought was cool. A couple of our sponsors that work closely with us, and, and I mean that Perch from from Works Connection is is you need to get if you want a buttery I mean, feel. That's what you go to. Is it? Is it better than life itself, or maybe not quite that much? I like life, so I'm going to say yeah, not as much, but right there on the it's, cusp. Dude, it's close. It's you put, close. I put it on arm army. I'm Butter. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, this is Two so seconds good. a lap for you. Oh, dude. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Hold on. Do you hear that? That's RM Army wondering when you're going to ride it again. Uh, I think later this week I'm going to try. We oh. talked about this earlier. Okay, good. Get off my ass. <laughs> Just get off my ass. Uh, Travis Pastrana coming up here on the show uh, shortly. Uh, Do you like the look of his bike? I yeah. thought it looked bitching. No, it looked great, right? Yeah, I it looked like fantastic. The, I like the look a lot. Uh, Pro Filter, by the way, the folks at Pro Filter uh, are on board with us. And, um, oh, wait, now we got Travis on. So, uh, oh, do you think Travis knows that that's Travis with the backflip? Hold on. No, because Travis ain't going to say anything. So, Our Travis isn't going to say anything. Yeah. Our Travis is not going to tell him. But do you him. think Pastrana knows? No. He doesn't really kind of. He won't remember. He's a very busy man. Look, he, he hung up right here. He yeah, doesn't really know what's going out. on. He's done. Okay, maybe not. Um, this guy uh, on the line right now, he is uh, an international superstar after last night's uh, three jumps dedicated to Evil Knievel, Evil Live on the History Channel. He made them all, and rather easily, because why not? Why wouldn't he? He's Travis Pastrana. What's up, Travis? How are you, man? 
Oh man, doing good. Just uh, it's been a lot of press, a lot of stuff, but uh, finally just done. So out here in Vegas, it's uh, man, what what an awesome, awesome event. Yeah, uh, did the Pulp MX show come right before the Today Show in your obligations, or right after the Today Show? Where were we at? Oh yeah, no, uh, you guys were actually after the Today Show. Uh, <laughs> It was good because the after party ended at three, and then Good Morning America started at four, so no. it, was, it was perfect. Are you serious? Uh, oh, it was Good Morning America. That was it. Okay. Um, oh, did you go all night? Was it that much celebration, TP? Yeah. Uh, well, we we had press until midnight, and then um, went up to kind of the after party, uh, kind of uh, you know shook babies and uh, yeah, yeah. kissed hands, and, and then uh, <laughs> I tried to go to sleep by about three, and I was like, oh man. Right. But anyway, right. No, it, it was awesome. I mean, this is it was cool. All the the. So many cables came out. It was it was awesome, and you know just uh, just to have an opportunity to, to to jump the fountain. And you know I know Metzger's Metzger's back with it. You know Maddo's jumped you know fifteen times that distance and everything. But yeah, it was just it was such an awesome opportunity for Knights of the Circus to you know kind of produce an event that that reached three generations. I mean it was the the number one show on on cable this year. Was it really? Uh, oh wow! Wow! It's been awesome. Like there's the ratings came back and uh, best show in history in like ten years. And you know. That just it crosses because of evil and because of, of that. Just to you know, kind of show the new kids where action sports had, had come from and, right. and where the stuntman was, and you know, and to show my dad's generation that the, the stuntman's not dead. But you know, I haven't seen the whole um, uh, the, the whole live production. I was obviously writing. Yeah, you were a little busy, time. right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, to go through town. I mean, we thought no one was going to come out because it was 110 degrees outside. Yeah. Um, and they're just lined up everywhere. It just you know, there's like 20,000 people that were. That were Kind of came out and we're we're on the tops of of every building, of every restaurant, of every everything that could possibly see the jumps and yeah, and just just what what a what a cool experience. Uh, and I don't think people realize, and I think I think people maybe got an idea from the show. Like Evil Knievel was so big, he was so big in the mid seventies. I mean, he had he was massive. He he transcended any sort of you know motorcycle or extreme sports back then. So, you know, yeah, and, but that, that's the, the wild part. And, and, you know, everyone says, you know, like that, oh, back when men were men and, and <laughs> bikes were crap. And yeah. Bikes were meant to fly. Yeah. Usually some other actors. But, uh, you know, it was, just, it was such a cool challenge for, for me to, to try to jump out of that Indian 750 beach win. Um, you know, if it goes right, it goes, it goes great. But bike has so much power. It, it's really awesome. But, um, you know, there's not, not a lot of suspension there. So it, it's pretty hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we, with Nitro and, and, you know, the guys from Rebel New Year No Limit, uh, you know, just as far as setting everything up and um, giving us the numbers, so it it wasn't supposed to be, you know, about me or about challenge. It's, it's kind of tough because everyone's you know, kind of in the industry like, "Oh, Matto jumped further." I'm like, "Yeah, no kidding." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. He's not. <laughs> he's not an Indian. <laughs> and that, that's your back with it. But this was this was just such an awesome opportunity yeah. for for us to produce something, um, in my opinion. And and yeah, there's probably better guys to do the to do the jump. But for me, I'm like, dude, if it's they were calling for 35-mile-an-hour gusts and uh, uh, potential thunder showers. I'm like, you know, I'm not yeah. going to tell someone else to go out there and jump it. But for me, I mean, this is Nitro Circus production. You know, it's live. Yeah. And, you know, Evil, if he said he was going to jump, he's going to jump. I'm like, look, I, I'm like I'm like Andy Bell. I'm a cockroach. I'll say, I'll say my, my one gift is survival. Not because I'm built better. Yeah. I can't figure out how to, how to make it work. Yeah. Um, whose idea was it? Was it who, who first said tribute to Evil Knievel? Like, how did that happen? Um, well, most of the networks come to Nitro Circus now. It's kind of okay. a production company. We have the live events and stuff. But when History came to us, that was such an awesome thing. It was something that had never, mm. you know, come our way. And yep. they said, hey, we want something that has, you know, a lot of relevance, something we can tell a great story behind. 
and uh, we were sitting down at the round table, and actually it was um, it was Dave Mateus, um who was just instantly he's like History Channel, okay, Evil Knievel. yeah, he's like tribute, you know, back <laughs> tribute to the man that kind of started it all. He's like, we can do this. Knoxville loves evil. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, I did it. Yeah. Get involved. Let's get, I mean, everyone loves evil, but you yeah. know, Matt Hoffman, let's see who we can get out and let's see if we can make this. So, you know, first person we called, um, or first people were really the evil family and said, hey, is this something you guys would be, you know, yeah. willing to be a part of? Without them, it doesn't really work. Yep. And they were pumped. Uh, we got all three people's kids out here and, and all his grandkids and just, such a such a rad um, you know rad kind of feel there, and then second thing was okay. What's the most iconic evil jump? Where should we do it? Yep. And you know, obviously, you have a chance. You know, like I said, Metro already backflipped it, but and Robbie can evil jumped it, but no one jumped it on on kind of the no, uh, you know, yeah. twin. And we were talking about the Greyhound buses, and we got Greyhound on board. Um, you know, the, the the fifty car jump, and and then obviously the the, the fountain. So yeah, I just thought Vegas was was a great location. Yeah, it, it, it's really, really cool. And also, too, was neat. A couple of companies that are integral on our show, Race Tech Suspension, helped you with, with your bikes. Dub Works Connection, you had the perch on the bike. So it's cool tie-in for our, our show, too. These Those companies help us out. So um, it was, No, that's it was, definitely right. And honestly, um, that, i got to give props there to our rolling fans. Yeah. I mean, I went to him, and after, as soon as this was kind of going, I'm like, hey, look, you're kind of the, you know, the, the cafe racer, yep. um, evil Knievel's, the kind of seven fifty, you know, the dirt track, flat track kind of guy. I was like, we need outfits, we need everything to be as authentic <laughs> right. as possible. And he's like, Indian, you have to go Indian. And I was like, well, what about Harley? And he just said, look, he goes, you're going to break bikes, you're going to land on these jumps. Goes, yeah, we need a bike that'll last the whole time. And not that Harley wouldn't, but he said, man, these guys are just putting so much effort, so much, um, you know, just into the sport right now. He's like, if Nitro really, truly is about you know, trying to promote the sport, promote action sports. He's like, you got to go, you got to go there. And they're, they're really, they're just putting the most resources, manpower, um, financial, everything into it. And yeah. I have to say that the Indian crew, like when we came out to a commercial, we called up Indian and there were people that came from all over the country, the Indian club. Um, there was, you know, a hundred people showed up. It was 115 <laughs> degrees in the desert yeah. and they were out there all day, um, you know, in full leathers and everything. Just, <laughs> Just, just riding down the road and filming that intro, and it's just such a, a cool network of people. Absolutely. Uh, also, uh, calling in right now, uh, a friend of the show, and uh, the man who made it possible for you to be on, Travis, Randy Richardson. What's up, Randy? How are you, man? Just, just hanging out at home, and uh, just got finished watching uh, your jumps from last night, Travis. I had it uh, DVR'd, so. Impressive, my friend. Yeah, well, Very tell impressive. Him where you were. He, he yeah. Alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. Yeah, Randy. He doesn't give a shit well, about Travis. He wants to go watch a concert. Listen, Randy. Listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you. I have that much faith. I have more faith in Travis landing those three jumps than I did White Snake and Foreigner coming to Greenville again. So I prioritize White Snake and Foreigner. That's was on yeah. Fire hey, sure. Travis, how does it feel? To, how does it feel to rank below White Snake and Foreigner? <laughs> if I'm right below them, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. To be honest. Oh, exactly. Hey, 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 Travis. Hey, Travis is way above Van Hagar. Trust me. Way oh, above Van easy, Randy. <laughs> easy on that. Um. But, Travis, to me, uh, you can you can tell us. To me, the second jump was the hardest one. Um, what, or, or yes or no? What do you think? Uh, second jump had the most consequence. I mean, honestly, like I said, this was a tribute. There's a lot of guys that that, that could have done 
those jumps on this bike. And, you know, it really comes down to I jumped everything on a, on a dirt bike. Um, I, I had to get on a four-stroke, but uh, <laughs> running that was giving me so much, such a hard time. Right. Um, because the, <laughs> I, I, could, I needed the gearing to go faster because that jump was, was 80 miles an hour and uh, the RM250 topped out at, like, 73. So, uh-huh. um, But, no, it, just, it was cool because, you know, the first jump was, was interesting and uh, hit it exactly – Exactly the speed I needed to the exact mile an hour, uh-huh. and you know, tapped the back right, landed right on right where I wanted to. And I was like, "Oh, that looks way too easy." But I just want to pass the dealership. But it's funny with those bikes. Like if you land right, <laughs> you know, they've got plenty of power. Um, they're great. And if you if you land, everything's good. It, yep. it looks really simple. But if you mess it up, you know, you, you end up like like evil. They don't have this jump. So, yeah. um, you know, the second jump was definitely, you know, and I had. So it was 78 miles an hour was ideal. Yeah. Um, you know, 80 would work, and maybe maybe 75 would get you <laughs> on get, the knuckle. Would make it close. So, I mean, like, it, really, you, got, you just got to think. You got to go down a freeway. You got to aim straight. You know, stay in your lane, and you got to not speed. You're not going to speed limit. And stunt doesn't come down to um, how good you are. Stunt comes down to what you're able to execute. And you know, that's what one thing, the reason that I was kind of doing that, and normally with Nitro, I'm just kind of creative now. Mm-hmm. I said, look, I, I know I can execute this. We, we had a really, it was a tough year with, with Phil. It's magical. I mean, he's one of my best friends. Yeah. And, you know, just I don't want to put other people, um, you know, in the position where something may go wrong. Like, I, I know guys like Andy Bell, guys like myself, we can, we're going to figure out a way to, to, to hit those marks, whether it's raining, whether it's windy. And yeah, it might go wrong. We might crash. We break a lot of stuff. But um, yeah, I, I wanted to be the one in, in that position, and, and it was such an honor to live a day in, in my hero's boots. Yeah. Um, and you didn't even you wore some sort of weird dress shoes or something too to honor Evil Knievel. You didn't really have. Well, I don't know what those were. Same tailor. Yeah. Well, not the, the same person, but the same like same shop that he got his boots from. Most expensive shoes I ever had. I mean, I never really paid for shoes, honestly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was cool. Um, they were like four sizes too big because my ankles don't bend, and I couldn't get them to, to get through the. So I just got these super loose high heel dress shoes that were some. Yeah, they weren't exactly a size, that's for sure. But um, I think they had some Michelin tire tread on the bottom, so that was all right. No, there we, there we go, Randy. He got some Michelin hey, plug in. Yeah. Hey, Travis, I want to ask you this, buddy. Hey, you know the the producer of the show is Travis Marks that came and did a backflip there at your house. Remember that, right? Yeah, I'm aware, Randy. Thank okay. you know. Okay, so, so well, here's my last. He talks like he's 80 years old. Okay, Travis, do you remember? <laughs> hey, but I, I, hey, hey, I don't know how many I don't know how many concussions you've had since he came there. So anyway, okay. the reason I ask if that ramp is if that ramp is still there, you know what kind of skills Travis has. If that ramp's still there at Caesar's Palace, and you guys have got extra Indian bikes, can we get him a jump, or what do you think? Yeah, yeah, can we make this happen? Can we get Travis? Uh, honestly, Travis, the, the, the Caesar's Palace jump was the only one that took so. It's a third year, third year takeoff, um, right around you know uh, seventy mile an hour. Like second yep. year might have made it. It's been right on the edge, um, but that was that was an interesting thing. So I was planning on shifting the whole way, uh-huh. and then I got there and I'm like, all right, I'm going to try one run where I'm just going to spin the wheel, Wiley Coyote style, smoking tennis shoe cartoon, <laughs> and see if I can get to where it spins long enough that it doesn't bog in third. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Before the sure. bike really overheated. Yeah. Because you can't really, um, you know, drive around the, the kind of cool down here. So that was kind of going to be my test jump, and it, that thing spun all the way up three quarters of the way while wheeling. I was like, "This is 
perfect. <laughs> and uh, man, it, it got older. I, I jumped further than I'd ever jumped in practice. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. You hear that, Marks? Can, we can, we can go down there, Marks, and, and jump your jump an Indian. I'm in. You're in. Okay. I'm in. Hey, you could, Travis. You couldn't heel ship with your fancy white boots. <laughs> I think honestly, heel shift would have been the way to go. I second year yeah, heel shift. That's what I was thinking. But I just I wasn't convinced. You know, the Indians is a, it's a fantastic bike, um, really really cool. But um, it, it doesn't shift very well, and the boots didn't help that <laughs> much. The whole outfit in general. I mean, just I mean, it, was, it was hot out here. I mean, literally, it was you know 106 when it started, and yeah. um, just full leathers. It was a swamp ass. Pretty warm, <laughs> long day. Long, uh, long press day, long everything, but uh, just to, to kind of get out of there. And I, I didn't know that if I shifted to, to third gear right on where I needed to shift, um, that it would, if if I missed the shift, which doesn't happen often, but it's possible, I didn't know that I could stop before right. uh, the sure. mountain. So that's why we made the, the last second decision. Just to, I'm like, I'll give it one shot to start in third and see if I can. Get the power just in the wheel. Well, it's not like you'd ever plan stuff like that, Pastrana. So, a <laughs> <laughs> um, couple things before we let you go, Travis Pastrana on the uh, Papa Mech Show. Uh, you dropped the the hint there on the on the History Channel Nitro Circus residency here in Vegas, uh, TP. Dude, such a, a rat thing. I mean, I, I tell you, with Nitro, it's you know, it's, my dad was probably the most proud I think he's, he's been, and you know, he loves moto, he loves. Just gesturing again in the, the whole crew and just being around and um, you know t- kind of talking crap, but he's looking around and he saw the production and you know history. I think was a great partnership, but mm-hmm. it was all our guys. It was all guys from the industry, moto guys that um, you know just are super passionate what they do and you know for history at the end to come up and say they like this was one of the most professional um, you know productions we've, we've ever been a part of. Yeah, and maybe maybe it's kind of a, a duck in the water where it just looks professional on the surface, but just a really cool thing to, you know, kind of started a company that, that now is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's helping action sports grow. It's helping action sports continue. And, um, you know, it's such an honor. I mean, it's not X games. X games will always be there as the, as the dominant force for everything, but we're the big air of action sports. We're the entertainment. And, um, as far as, you know, doing the live shows mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's, it's been, a, it's been wild just to see this thing grow and, um, you know, to see there's, you know, there was 200 people working on this project. I'm looking around, I'm like, holy cow! Like we've we've made it. This is uh, yeah. This is this is, really this, is this is us, right? So, your where's the residency going to be at? Where's it going to start? So the residency show, and this was all kind of how it came about as well, and uh, why Caesars is into it because Caesars owns the Valleys, um, the Valleys Hotel. Yep, which. Uh, Basically, they have um, the, the only show area, um, you know, in, in the whole Vegas that's tall enough for it. Uh, it's not extremely wide. It's probably only got, you know, 80 feet of viewing from yep. one side of the, the curtain to the other. Um, but, you know, like Josh Sheehan, he only went 25 feet in distance, but he was 100 feet in the air doing a triple backflip. So we just gotta, we're just working on ramps right now and figuring everything out. But, um, you know, it'll be just a really, really rad experience. And we can have ramps coming up from the, the floor. We'll have a couple guys that actually, yeah. you know, hit the bigger ramps from underneath the floor where we got, you know, they can raise, they can lower. It's just, we got a wind tunnel going in um, <laughs> for like literally jumping motorcycles or jumping bicycles and scooters and rollerblades. You hit a jump and you land in a wind tunnel, fly around, and then like, you know, kind of fly out of it. So right. it's, it's just some wild stuff that we can't do um, unless you're in a permanent residence. 
Uh, no, it's it's going to be fantastic. I've gone to a few shows, NitroCircus.com. If they're in your area, people, check them out because they are they are something else for sure. So my 12-year-old son knows Travis Pastrana, the freestyle guy, the Nitro Circus guy, and all that. And when we were watching this last night, he didn't really understand that Travis Pastrana raced dirt bikes. So I had to go back into some YouTube files and, you know, show him how badass this guy was. So now that he's seen this, and obviously uh, everyone out there knows what you can do racing, will we ever see you line up again anywhere? Supercross, outdoors, is that out of the question? Yeah, I mean, competitive race. Yeah. I, I go out there, like, I'll jump in with, with some of the, uh, well, I guess, I mean, now Chad Reed's retired and those guys, most of the guys I race against are, are pretty much yeah. um, retired. But just to go down to Chad's house, to go down to, you know, Villapoto's or whatever, and just ride some laps where I can cut the track and get back in on, on the race. <laughs> but now my ankles are fused, my knees are done. But you know what? I'm going to Johnstown, PA, and we're doing a, <laughs> we're doing an event because, you know, at the end of the day, there's a few people that, that allowed me to get here. And one of them was Jeff Sternick. When we didn't have enough money, you know, three mortgages on the house, um, <laughs> we went to, to Mammoth and to X Games the first year when I was uh, 15 years old and literally didn't have enough money to, to get back from the race, even with my uncles and everyone chipping in. And, Jeez. Um, you know, Cernic, who, you know, it's not like he has a, a lot of money, but yeah. uh, helped us with gas and then got us uh, to Laura Lynn's like, uh, um, you know, where I was able to you know, kind of sign my pro contract and everything from there. And, um, you know, he hadn't asked me for much. He's always, always the guy helping out whenever I need a bike or anything. We usually have the guys, you know, whoever comes out, I always have a, you know, all the brands and all the different bikes there just, mm-hmm. just to make sure that people have something to ride when they come over to learn tricks. And, and Jeff never, never questions, never hesitates and, uh, always hooks up with a great deal and everything. And, uh, just be awesome to go ride and try to get, give me a reason to get back in shape. I'm, I'm old cat and out of shape and crippled right now, but that'll, uh, at least help me get, a get back on. I wanted to ride the 125 two-stroke, but at 200 pounds and as triple as I am, and then seeing Bill Poto get his butt kicked by a 14-year-old, yeah. that, that didn't encourage me very much. <laughs> so, the, yeah, the Red Bull straight rhythm is probably not going to happen for you. Or or there's this other rumor, Pastrana, that you were going to ride for Puerto Rico at the Motocross the Nations. <laughs> that that would be rad. Um, well, my, I mean, my granddad's from Puerto Rico. <laughs> no, yeah, it, well, no, it all works. Trust me. We can get you in if you want to, for sure. But... Um, uh, you know, I, well, I got a nice circuit show um, that weekend. I've been trying to get out of it. I'm trying. I, maybe if I ride, I can get out of the nitro <laughs> show. But I mean, not that I want to get out of the nitro show. But like, um, dude, this is going to be the biggest race in America, maybe ever. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had Butts Creek was, was huge. That was my hometown. But I had a rally at the same time. Um, you know, you, you had a probably what '86 was '87. Uh, Bob Hanna. Yeah, '87. Um, yep. 87, yeah, that was, I mean, that would have been amazing, but I was three, so, um, you know, it would just be super <laughs> rad to go and be part of that, and I actually got a call from Jeff Stan, and I almost fell over, that was like the coolest thing ever happened, um, he's doing a whole bunch of stuff, he's doing free lap, and, you know, I, I want to be there so much, I mean, Red Bud, if there's any track on the, the circuit that's that's just awesome, yeah. um, and you just the fans and everything in Michigan, it's, it's just a really rad location, so. I'm going to do everything I can to get there. I just got to figure it out and schedule. Uh, go ahead, Randy. I was going to say, I bet when uh, uh, Kiefer, I bet when you Googled some of the, or YouTube some of the videos for Aiden, 
of Travis racing, it was probably similar to all his Eagle Knievel crashes, right? What I told I what I, I what I told Aiden was if there's one guy besides James that was the most fun to watch, it was Travis. And Travis going through a set of whoops was unreal, so we ended up watching Travis go through some whoops. <laughs> there we go. Um, well, hey, always make time. Here's the thing, though, with whoops, as long as there was a run in, it wasn't through the corner, you could always shift up a gear, and if you were within two seconds of lap of the best guy, you could rinse for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no one else shifts up the fourth and just close their eyes. <laughs> you're probably not going to make it for 20. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, hey, Travis, thank you for the time tonight. We know you've been busy, and we really appreciate you coming on. Um, Michelin Motorcycle, of course, dot com. Uh, appreciate those guys. Works Connection, Race Tech, all part of your effort. Thank you for teaching our producer how to do a backflip. He, he still talks about it to this day. And, uh, man, it's been fun. You Once again, you raise the bar for coolness. And uh, it's cool because all of us motor guys are like, hey, that's Travis Pastrana. He's one of us. So thank you, man. Yeah. Good job. Uh, sincerely appreciate all the support from all you guys. And uh, always a pleasure. All right. Thanks, Travis. Thank you. Thanks. Randy. Yes. White Snake and, <laughs> and Foreigner. Hey. Yeah. Oh my Man's got to have priorities. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're, well, that's, like taking, that's like taking a downer and an upper all in one day. Oh. That, that's like, that's like, that'd be like drinking vodka and Red Bull, wouldn't it? Your uh, you're, you're buddy hey, Pastrana but, doing the jumps, and you're at the concert dressed but I'm up. I'm going to tell you what. I, I, I had the opportunity to go up there uh, the weekend uh, leading up to his 4th of July party and went to the premiere of Action Figures 2. Mm-hmm. And I will say that, that some of the stuff that uh, Street Bike Tommy did in Pastrana's garage was probably rivaled some of the stuff that Travis did there in Vegas yeah. uh, last night. Uh, I um, bet. Um, amazing stuff. So, so craziness, yep, for sure. Uh, thank you for getting him on the show. I appreciate that. I know he's a busy guy, well, and, and you know you you have a personal relationship with him, so it's really cool that he yeah. was able to call in, man. That that's awesome. Yeah, um, it, yeah. When I, I checked with him this morning and 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 asked, hey, would you be able to? And he said, he said yes, anything for you, buddy. I'm like, man, that 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 just tells you how how uh, genuine that yeah. guy is. No, really. you know, and and he he has the right. To be, uh, not the right to be. He has. He's a position to be the most arrogant guy in the world. Really, with yeah. everything he's accomplished. But he is the most humble human being. And and again, I I uh, watched the watched the the replay back tonight and saw him stopping and taking uh, selfies with the lady and the and the guy there. <laughs> yeah, just on the, on the strip. strip. <laughs> I mean, and that's and that's and that's that is who he is. You know, I've been around him in restaurants. I've been around him just at home or in a Walmart. Whatever, and that's that is genuinely who he is. And uh, yeah, you're you're right. We're honored to have him as one of ours yeah. in the motorcycle yeah. world. And and I'm old enough that you know I was a huge fan of Evil Knievel as a kid, and I'm a huge fan of Travis to this day. And uh, yeah, he's awesome for sure. He uh, you know what's cool too though, like he he's mentioned it a few times. Those jumps weren't hard. He didn't say they were hard. He didn't play he them up. Straight up, yeah. He, uh, maybe a little bit on the history show we talked about it, but for generally, for people yeah. that knows, he's like, look, this is a tribute to Evil Knievel. Other guys have jumped the fountains, yes, and other guys have done it. This is evil. You know, like, he's not like, oh, God, it was so tough, and, you know, it was so – like, he, he's being cool about it. He's like, hey, this is a tribute. I've, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and he, and he is – you know, I talked with him at his house there, 4th of July, and it's like, no, this isn't about – it's, a, it's truly about honoring Evil Knievel, whom, without Evil Knievel and the way he yeah. uh, was so charismatic and a showman, I, I think he basically kickstarted what 
what is today action sports. And, uh, and I promise you, uh, Travis has done sketchier stuff at Croom on that RM Zilla, uh, where we're in a Hawaiian shirt yes. did, uh, yes. last night. So he, it's, it's he, good. He really had him down easy. Like nothing. But, like you know, guys that in the industry weren't scared to watch what he was doing. Like we knew, right. Yeah, but I mean, it, no, yeah, yeah. It, but for the but for but for mainstream uh, right and, and what and what Travis shared there what Travis was sharing with me, you know there's so many his his daughters they didn't like we say Chris you did your your son Aiden doesn't know Travis Pastrana the racer Travis is like wait a minute there's so many people who are huge fans of him and R Willie and Duffy and all these people that you know Sheehan all these guys in Nitro Circus and and but they don't know who Evil Knievel is. And Travis know, wanted right? to use his yeah. his notoriety and this opportunity to I, pay homage to Evil Knievel. So I thought it was awesome. I read a really good Evil uh, autobiography years ago, and I followed him obviously here and there. People don't understand, like, he transcended sports and every. I mean, he was huge. He w- he had action figures. Oh, yeah. He had a Saturday morning cartoon. He had, I mean, yeah. this guy wasn't, he was bigger than Travis Pastrana is now. Wow. You know? Yeah, See, I didn't know evil, so that's absolutely. crazy. Oh, dude, no, he was yeah. everywhere. Wow. Johnny Carson talk, sh- talk shows. Yes. People yeah. Magazine covers. Was, I mean, he a, was he a good dude, or was no. he kind of, he's a dick? No, he was not a good dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but. Uh, he, hey, he was, he, he was shadier than uh, Matthew's mechanic skills, for sure. <laughs> Uh, yuck yucks yeah yuck yucks yuck, man yuck. you're interested in everybody oh, two drink minimum hey Mark, Mark, Marks how about when, when uh, Pastrana just shut Randy down over your backflip he's just like yeah Randy I like, know like duh <laughs> hello <laughs> hello bro hey, hey he remembers for, for, to be the to be a human being that's been knocked out more times than the people who fought Mike Tyson, he's got an amazing memory. You know what? Did, did he say I, anything to you when you when you called him he said what? hey how you been he said hey Travis how you been Okay, so, so he yeah. knew. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And then Randy's I'm, I'm, like, I'm assuming unless he says that to everybody. No, but. Randy's slowing it down. No. Travis, yeah. remember? <laughs> hey, Travis. <laughs> He's got, got like his, some mashed Randy's potatoes on a plate out. to feed him later. Nah, you know, dude, it's, it's something soft. It's still White Snake. And White Snake is still ringing in Randy's ears. He just can't. Oh. can't, can't hey. hey, how was White Snake? How was White Snake? That's the that's the best con the best white snake concert I've ever seen. Hey, who who was better? That's the only time I've ever been. It's the only time, but it was the best. Who was better, Foreigner or White Snake? Uh, Foreigner, just I think before because they had more way more hits, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think they have a bunch of foreigners in Foreigner because I don't think any of the original band members are still there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. Did you or did you not wear the choker? I went. I, I wore it uh, to. I got kind of an odd look driving to the concert. <laughs> driving to Harvey's, my buddy Harvey. I had a traffic light, and I had the hair going and the bandana going. I kind of odd look with the choker, so I, I kind of put it to a wrist choker for the rest of the evening. So put it on the wrist. Uh, Michelin hey, motorcycle. Like, what? What? I was going to do. I was going to do the read real quick. Okay, do it. Do MichelinMotorcycle.com, the StarCross 5, uh, medi- soft, uh, medium, and hard compounds. And uh, please check them out. They've got a, a wide range of sizes, 21 different sizes, vintage bikes, modern bikes, anything you need. The StarCross 5 can handle it. They'll rip off seconds off your lap time. Mountain to Michelin StarCross 5, durable yet easier mounting. And the uh, comfort case technology, everybody. Thanks to Michelin uh, Motorcycle for getting Travis Pastrana on the show.
Hey, no worries, and, and sincerely thank you for all you do to bring amazing content. I, I like listening to the, the race reviews. I love the post-race podcast, the post-race interviews. Everything you do, Steve, is, is great, and like I said uh, long before we came on as a sponsor, I'm a fan of your show and appreciate yeah. what you do, man. When are you, um, when are you coming back in studio? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how you you fly all these people out there, but then I have to buy my own ticket. I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michelin's got he got tons of money. Hey, by yeah, the way, I mean, too, our our all mutual friend Mike Brown here. Uh, you you and yeah. Kiefer more so than me, but uh, I, I got a uh, listener from the show sent me a Mike Brown Honda of Troy number 100 jersey for the studio. Really. There. Yes. Yeah, and it looked oh, like it, awesome. it looked that like it awesome. came from straight from Troy too, because it's all cut up and sliced up and yeah, shit. Yeah, Mike Brown. Really? Yeah, Mike Brown. Hey, I'll tell you what. The, the the only thing that's harder to get than a Mike Brown jersey is a call back from. <laughs> 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 Did you hear he didn't show for the Canadian National this weekend? Oh, imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> Poor Mike. Imagine. He's sick home with bronchitis. He's getting shit on. Oh, Mike Brown, oh, everybody. Yeah, he's. Hey, that's how he is though. That's how he is. He's an awesome yeah. dude. I hope God he gets uh, get well soon, Brownie. Get yeah, well we're soon. all pulling for hey, you, Brownie. Would, yeah, Brownie. Yeah, I would through. text. I would text him. I would text him to get well soon. Then you hear back from him three weeks later. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, Randy, thanks for getting Travis on the show. Thanks for everything you do for us. Of course, uh, I cannot believe Don't you worry. went to a White Snake in a Foreigner concert instead of watching Travis Pastrana. <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah. hey, whatever. So, the, you think you know someone, and then they go to a White Snake concert. So. Hey, well, I tell you what, I've never had a, uh, I've never had a former girlfriend that made out with Jason Ellis. So, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Dude, stay tuned. How about that? How about wow. that story? Wow. Just, wow. I mean, where did that uh, come from, Randy? <laughs> right. That's more shock. That's more shocking than him learning a backflip in a day. Absolutely. And we're gonna get to the bottom of this later. With uh, with Keith. All right. So, uh, literally, th- literally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks, Randy. Thanks, Be Randy. well. Later, man. Talk, talk to you soon. Have a good night. Uh, Randy Richardson, everybody. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thanks to Race Tech and uh, Works Connection also for being part of that jump. And, and Pastrana's a rad dude. It's, dude, he's such a nice guy. He's such a like nice I guy. Like I said, if there's anyone else, it would have been like whatever, but Pastrana's such a great guy. Yeah, absolutely. All right. First commercial break of the night here. Oh. Paul Mechshop presented by BTOsports.com and, and uh, Fly. Ra- you know what? We got a guy from Australia. 80s though. night. We got a guy from Australia. Okay. We, should, we shouldn't put him on hold. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Mongrel Dave. What's up, Mongrel Dave? <laughs> Good day, Steve. How's it going, mate? Good, man. How are you? What part of Australia are you from? Oh, we're up on the sunny, sunshine coast in Queensland, up just past Coolum, where they have the nice nationals and stuff. Nice. nice. So, um, I just thought I'd give you a call, man. Um, just say good day to everyone in the studio. I'm not sure. I've been out of the office for a couple of hours, and I've missed the start of the show. No worries. Um, well, I actually make Moto stickers. That's Mongrel Motos. I think you see my son's sticker on his suspension at Stapo's house there one day. But um, anyway, I'm just ringing up about that bloody arse-licking thing from Redbud giving Moosekin a hard time. Yeah. The old, uh, the old bird finger. I don't know if it's been discussed in your show already, but... Look, we have some dramas here with we got rugby league and AFL and mm-hmm. if we get spectators that, you know, go over the line and cause they get live fans. Really? And Damn. yeah, man. Wow. They're, they're going for life. They're never allowed again in a stadium or anything like that. Um wow. which I reckon fair enough. I, I just call it bad sportsmanship. Look, if I was standing beside that tool, I probably would have made him lick his buddy 
these freckle mate, like to me they're just real bad sportsmanship and it's it's not comfortable. I'm not a real great Moose Gang fan. He's a great rider. Yeah. He's like a real nice fella. Yep. Um, yeah, everyone had a go at him about in the supercross and shit like that, but hey, that's racing, it's fair enough. Um yep. didn't yep. like it, but he top it on the chin, but I'm you with know, you. what's gonna happen is say so Moose Gang dragged him over the fence and said, Hey, you going? Uh, what's the RMA going to do? They're going to find him. Yeah, no, him? I don't know what they would do. I'm with you. I don't know about banning him. Maybe, sure, whatever. Like you pay your yeah. money, I guess you get to do what you want. But man, well, maybe security yeah. have a chat to him. It's almost like setting an example. It's uh, it's what they've done here, and it's really cut it out. Like years ago, this is why we have plastic beer cups at footy games and shit like that. If you watch the State of Origin years ago. The crowd were throwing cans at the players. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what stopped it here in Australia. You used to be able to buy a bottle of beer or a can of beer and, and drink it, but now they're considered yeah. a projectile. And, um, but like I said, I, I think old mate should be made sample of, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Let's 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 tar and feather him and send him to Australia. That's where all the criminals are, Mongrel Dave. Yeah, thanks. Nah, I'm kidding. Hey, uh, I'm th- the man. I don't want to tie you up too long. Thanks, man. I appreciate the call. Thank you. No worries. Thanks a lot. See ya. All right. I got nothing out of that fucking conversation. I'm surprised you got that much. I don't know. I what heard he said. freckle fella, freckle mate. What the fuck is a freckle mate? I don't know, bro. But Mongol Dave, we're on board. Did you get freckle mate out of that? I don't. I don't remember hearing that. But I'm going to make a drop out of that. I was out of praying, you saying it. That's I was, for sure. I was praying to God he wasn't say Kiefer because I wouldn't know what the fuck that guy was saying. Steve does good getting the Australian accents. Like yeah. he, he he picks up a lot more than I do. Because yeah, I'm a man of the people. I'm a foreigner. Uh, I'm a foreigner living in a strange land. And I've had to adapt. Not Canadian. All right, buddy. We're going to commercial break. We're right back after this, everybody. It's 80s night. Yeah. So, so get ready to rock. <laughs> Sounds gay. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, 
great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. The whole Pulp Nation section on their website, Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp and why. I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team, and we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic yes. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex, Ray, you got one more thing to say? A-Ray 91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then fuck you. I'm lost in Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> 
hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You're bringing the ruckus today. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chance ability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who've purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, 
It will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the gear alloy wheels at gearalloy.com or atdwheels.com. Get your trucking here. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy Wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear.
Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their prolong start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Some 80s night. Tell you what, I don't want to be dramatic here, okay? okay? Yeah. But I love you too. Yep. And I love this song. What's okay? the song it's called? A, it's called A Sort of Homecoming. It's off their 1984 Unforgettable Fire CD. So I love this song. My favorite. This, this has pride on it and this bad. Is, this is after Joshua Tree? Right before Joshua Tree. Before Joshua Tree. And so I don't want to. 
I don't want to, you know, over-dramatize this, but when we went, I've never heard it live. Yep. I've never heard any bootlegs. I've never, didn't know they did this song ever. Yep. And we went to go see the Joshua Tree Tour, and they had, this was their second song of the night. Were you stoked? I was so stoked. I've never heard it live. Did you cry? No. I'm not like you. I would not cry at that, but I was very stoked that you two played Sword of Homecoming. Did you get chills? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I got it recorded as well, so it's great. It's fantastic. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Travis Pastrana, very Alex cool, Martin, Christina Denny. Good humans. And to further expand on the Mark's Jason Ellis story. Yeah, we got a bomb he, dropped He on. happened to inform us during that commercial that he has the audio of Ellis talking about the incident. Good. So stay tuned for that. It's called a teaser. Good, because that might give me some more clarification. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And I like how Marx doesn't say a word to me before the show or anything. He just drops it in. Like, oh, I bought the audio. Right. And I've talked to him about that before the show. He didn't say anything to me. No. No, not at all. That's Travis Marks, everybody. That's the world he lives in. Uh, a shadowy, dark web type of world. You guys talking about me when I'm on the phone? I'm missing you, bad. Can't I'm even, like, defend myself? It's Jack, bro. Just, you, you'll have a chance later. That's Jack. Uh, by the way... Uh, Honda winner, Eli Tomac, we've been informed. Yes. And. 2015. Yeah, but does that count? Because it was Geico. Like. It's a Honda, dude. Okay, you were just talking Honda. I was thinking factory Honda guys. I, I was really was. Honda, period. I was going through factory Honda guys. Because it doesn't matter if you're on a Geico or a factory bike, they're still going to run a Honda ad. No, I know. But who's so. the last factory Honda guy? That one a national. Um, thanks to BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace. We got a neck brace question for you coming up. Oh, me. For you. Uh-oh. Uh W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Pro Filter, Honda World Downey, Ride Engineering. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Uh, let's start with those guys. You want to get in the industry, you got to start somewhere at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Uh, they've got a lot of openings there. Go to their website. Uh, they've teamed up with us. They're the number one source for power sports companies looking for employees and candidates looking for employment opportunities. It's the first and only job board built specifically for the motorcycle industry. Upload your resume for free today. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Look, if you go on there, will there be an ad for a factory Honda mechanic? No. There won't be. But you start somewhere. Right. Get involved somewhere. Will there be a job for a a uh, fly racing gear rep at the races? No. But there might be something in there from Western Power Sports that gets you in the door. Right. So go there. Check it out. The job of the week this week, we want to pick one each and every week. Uh, Just One Helmets. A sales manager and sales associate at Just One Helmets. Okay. That would be something where you can get in your, your foot, your in, foot the in the door. That's right. So check out MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Tell them Pulp Mech Show sent you, and uh, we'd appreciate that very, very much. Also, to the folks at ProFilter, have you used these? Uh, Trevor's going to send me some. Do I haven't used get them. you some? Yeah, we need to. Uh, there's now a real option for riders who don't want to ever clean an air filter again. Imagine a good option that eliminates the time and chemicals required to clean and oil your air filter. If you haven't heard of ProFilter, maybe you've been roosted too many times. ProFilter has been active in the industry for a decade and makes top-quality air and oil. Filters for dirt bikes, uh, street bikes, side-by-sides, and everything in between. Pulpamex35 at checkout, Maxima.com. Go to Maxima.com. Click on the Pro Filter uh, widget, and uh, it'll take you to Pro Filter. And you can order filters by the dozens and never do one ever again. Is these are throwaway filters. They have both, but, yeah, they're, they're advertising so they're the throwaway pre-lubed. filters. they're pre-oiled. 
pre-lubed. I like pre-lubed. For, for your uh, convenience. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, thanks to ProFilter as well for making it happen. And um, Chris Kiefer here uh, in the uh, in the show. Uh, Chris, got a note from Chris. Canard was the last factory guy, 2014. Long time. Yeah. Honda's paid a lot of money since 2014. Yeah, not to have a win. No, outdoors. they absolutely have. Uh, thank you for uh, listening, everybody. Uh, Connor Fields is coming up shortly. Um, let's give away some stuff. We already did. We did. We, we did that. What did the, we do? We, we did the Maxima, right? Yeah. Yes. We need Chess Pro. Uh, is this B Rad? Yes, this is B Rad. B Rad, do you want the Fly Revel chest protector, which can be worn over or under your jersey, or do you want a Pro Filter kit? A pro filter kit and the jersey. Easy. B rad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not a jersey. It's a chest protector. Oh, a chest protector. Okay. Um. Yes. That would be awesome. Which one, B rad? The uh, best one you got. Extra large. Okay. Right. Chest protector. It is. No, we're done with you. We're done. We're not giving you anything, B-Rad. You, you, you're not getting it. We're not, we're, you're out. What, what's your question? Oh, um, what about Travis Pastrana's thing this weekend? Yeah, we just had him on. Did you hear him? He's fucking uh, I did. Yeah, it was awesome. What do y'all think about that? I is thought that it was cool? cool. I thought those jumps were that really easy pretty, for, for... That is uh, pretty cool. We're, we're done, Brad. We're done with you. Is that You think he's fucking with us? I don't know. Dark Side, what's up? What's up, guys? Ooh, B-Rad, B-Rad was uh, on fire. Darkside, you are not winning one of these things, so don't <laughs> yeah, even try. What do you want? Yeah. Don't even try. I'm not even, yeah, I'm over all that. I know I'm out. No, Heather's Let's, not here, though, so maybe you yeah, could win. Yeah, Heather's the one anti, not us. Yeah. <laughs> Heather, Heather's all right, man. It wasn't her fault. So, hey, before I ask my question, I talked to Gringo uh, a couple days ago, and he wants to know when he's going to get to come chase the sun with you. <laughs> Good luck. I offered Gringo a chance to come in studio. I don't think he ever took me up on that. I think he's waiting for you to tell him when. Tell yeah. Gringo he can come ride with me, and then he can come up on the show with me one time. There you go. I'm sure he's listening. So, yeah, he, he told me to bring it up. But, hey, my question is, Red Bud's over. Kiefer, what's your pick for MX of Nations right now? You had to pick. Tomac, Barsha, AP. Yeah. Same for you, Steve. Well, let's let's say that we know. Let's just say Anderson's coming back and he's going to be 100. percent You still go, Barsha? Yep. Yep. Okay, uh, I like that pick. That's that's my opinion too. I was just curious. How about if Anderson comes back and starts killing it, and then you put Barsha on the 250F? I think that's a great idea. Although that would never happen. Man, I mean, AP and Amar, Amar you know is what? damn good right now too. Let me uh, let me go and. Uh, pick some money off my money tree because it's about as good a chance of happening as me having a money tree. Dude, we haven't done that in a long time where we picked <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. 450 or 250 guys. I know, but we've lost seven years in a row, so perhaps we look at some new new things to try or six years in a row, whatever it's been. Percentage pie that we win this year. Go. Uh, 90, 90%. Yeah, 90%. 90% I mean, no, because dark side, it, maybe somebody gets hurt or maybe it starts pouring or something. I don't know. Sure, true. Okay. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, it's high 90s, I think, for me, too. So Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks, man. Have a good night. All right. Thanks, Darkson. Connor Fields coming up here. Uh, Derek has a question about throttle tubes. What's up, Derek? How are you? Uh, doing good, Steve. How are you and Kiefer tonight? Derek, you want a Pro Filter kit or the Fly Racing Rebel Chest Protector? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Fly Racing Rebel Chest Protector, please. You're going to wear it over yeah, or sure. under your jersey? Uh-oh. 
uh, over. I like to represent. Okay, fantastic. All right, uh, you win flyracing.com. Please check them out. Fantastic company, great chest protector, awesome. uh, and uh, and put put them on everybody. Uh, what's your question, man? Uh, quick question was finishing up watching the 250 Moto 2 and was watching Aaron Plessinger on the podium and he's revving out doing his burnout or whatever and I noticed that he really wasn't having to twist the throttle all that much. Quick question was just curious, uh, how much do they modify the throttle tubes on factory bikes? Because I mean, like it was almost like he was on and off the throttle and being on the. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, good question. Some teams do it over the years. I don't think they do it a whole lot. Kiefer, what do you know? The tubes are the, if anything, the tube is a stock or an aluminum throttle tube, but throttle bodies could be different. No, um, but you can change the pull. Yeah, those guys ain't changing the pull on that. Okay. I, I can tell you right yeah. now. They're not changing the pull. It's not a, It's not like a gunner gasser where it's a quarter turn throttle. There's no way. That That's okay, too it, much it, power it to have like that. He, was having to, he wasn't twisting near as far as I have to do to to get it on the rev limiter. So I was just curious if that well, was something they changed to work with. Yeah, it's a little deceiving when he's doing a burnout in first gear or something, you know, because you don't have to rev it up that much. You can spool it up to All a quarter right. quarter throttle, and it'll spool up pretty nice, you know? Yeah, so you're saying he's right. not wide open when right. he's doing that. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Uh, all right, Derek, stay on hold. Marks will get your information. All right, man? All right, good deal. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, Thanks for all the content. You're welcome. FlyRacing.com. Derek has won himself a Fly Racing Revel Chess Pro. Same one to Blake Baggett and Benny Blossom. We're going to talk about those guys in a second. But, uh, Kiefer, uh, 2019 YZ250F, yep. when do I know about this thing? Well, I can't talk about it until July. Why? It's embargoed. But you can talk about it. No, I can't. You can't even talk about it. I you can tell think. you that I wrote it, and you can look on Instagram that I wrote it and see what I said there, but I can't you know, tell no, everyone dude, how it is. I, I bet you you can. 17th, I can. You can tell people. No, I was instructed. If I do, I'm in trouble. They said if you do podcasts or sh- a pop oh, show, done, clipped. Dude, no one listens to this thing. Yeah, so I guess we're safe. Go ahead, t- tell us all about it. It is different. That's what I can say. Lots oh of changes on the God, 2019 one, and ridiculous. It's been getting. Did they touch that motor? Don't touch, don't touch that motor. Oh no! It. I see. See. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Lead me to the edge. Steve's really good at that. Everybody, Love this guy right here, right to the edge. Um. Hey, so what? Uh, what is the deal with this app that they're having? Because I was telling somebody about it this weekend, and I may not have told them the right things. What's the deal with it? Yeah, so Yamaha Power Tuner app. Um, previous 2018 was a Yamaha Power Tuner where you have yeah, a actual, handheld device. Yeah, the actual device, yeah. Well, now you don't have to buy a device for your 18 and 19 YZ 450 or 250. Um, it's free. Now, it's free. So you just download the app on your iPhone or Droid or whatever you have. And then you have this magic little app that you can change your ignition time, you can change your fuel time, and you can check your hours because on your bike. Because the bike has a Wi-Fi signal on it. Correct. Yeah. So how you get that, there's a little Wi-Fi box. You take that number, and you connect to the Internet, and you punch that number in, and boom, you're into your system. There's no one can hack into your system. They need to know your password. So obviously yes. don't tell your buddies and your Yes. So on your phone, you'd go to your Internet. Uh, at the track, you'd go to your you go to uh, connect. Wi- Wi-Fi you took Yamaha tuner, click it. Yes. And then you it. say join. Yeah. And then you enter your password, yeah. one which time. is your, which you is your, it one time. Right. Which yeah. is your serial number. Yeah. And then now you're in. So it gives you, you know, temperature readings. It gives you hour, hour meter, hour meter. It gives you, you know, you can set periodic uh, maintenance schedules inside uh-huh. of there. Um, but what's cool is like Yamaha offers pre-programmed maps that you can put in there or you can make up your own. 
And I've done some of that, and people have hit me up on my email. What about the TP map? That's very good. 450 map, TP. Mm -hmm. TP has a 250 map and a 450 map. I would say TP 450 map is better, and I use that on my bike. Um, so, so basically, so this is this is this is only for 19s. 18 and 19. Oh, 18 and 19. Yeah. Okay. So 250 F is only for the 19. Ah, okay. Um, but for the 450, 18 and 19, super easy to use. I'm not a super high tech marks kind of guy, so and it's easy for me to use. I'm sure Heather can attest. She builds most of the shit in our house, mm -hmm. and I can use this app, so it's fairly easy. All right, everybody. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds cool. Yeah, and, and they also have pre-programmed maps that you can just download straight off from the Yamaha's website. So you can go to Yamaha's website. They have the maps there. You can look. You can do it on your own at the track. So and you can what, actually, what kind of map would you need for the 19250F? I don't know. I, I, I'll I mean, what would you I'll, think? You need to add a little more here. Yeah, I'll tell you the 17th. Take a little more off. Nope. Make a little runnable. Okay. Or it's too fast. You don't speak Aussie. I speak freckle. Say, say freckle. <laughs> this is bullshit. Um, freckle well, me. Well, it sounds cool. And someone was asking me about it this weekend, and I was trying to explain it. And I said, I think it's on Wi-Fi. It's an app. But I thought it was only for 19s only. I didn't realize it was for 18, 450. For 450s, so, okay. 18. So. Um, maybe that would have helped Alex Ray get his started. Maybe. This weekend. Second moto, bike... What he did the parade lap, came back, shut the bike off, wouldn't start again. Uh, probably got water everywhere. Super weird, right? It's yeah. very random. <laughs> Yamaha is one of the. I mean, honestly, I've I ride all the bikes, and Yamaha is one of the most reliable machines. No, oh, of course, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's only a ray. This, this stuff only happens to a ray. <laughs> a lot of shit happens to a ray. He almost didn't. He didn't qualify in the fast thirty six. Who beat him in the LCQ? Runkles. Yeah. <laughs> well, Runkles among others. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Connor Fields coming up shortly. Jason Thomas as well. He's on a plane somewhere in Amer middle America. Uh, so he will be on shortly. Um, somewhere in middle, middle America. America. Uh, Kiefer After Dark is coming up as well. Yes. Um, hey, so you did a Kiefer uh, podcast on handlebars. Very thorough. Tell us. I'm a pick. In like eight minutes what this oh. thing was about and what you found out about it and what surprised you and what didn't surprise you. Okay. Maybe less than eight minutes because we have. Full, uh, full phone calls online. But yeah. go ahead. So basically, I'm very picky. Besides, you know, sandwiches, I'm very picky when it comes to handlebar setup. So I go through several different bends, different types of companies, handlebars, um, crossbar, non-crossbar. So basically, in this podcast, I go over um, seven different brands of handlebars. We talk about seven eights. We talk about one and one eights. We talk about crossbar, non-crossbar, and I give you how rigid they feel, how much comfort you get out of them, and the differences between. It's not really a shootout, but I just kind of do a comparison of what feels the best, what has the most flex, what's the most rigid feeling bar. Yeah. So. So, so whatever you're looking for necessarily, if you got bad wrists or, right. or, or if you... So let's say you're an off-road guy yeah. or if you have bad wrists, there's the Fast Company Flex Bar where that thing flexes a lot. For me, in moto, that's too much. So I look, I'm more of a non-crossbar type guy. Are you a crossbar type of rider or not? Well, here's the thing, Kiefer, is years ago when I was a competitive racer. Yes. So long time ago. Right. I ran... Let me, hold on, let me guess. You're probably a crossbar guy. No. Really? Okay. Here's the dilemma. I like a crossbar on the bike. I like the way it looks, and I like the way it's in front of me and all that. I like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I had two bikes that I was struggling with suspension with. I had a 91 CR500 
and I had a 90. <laughs> Shocking that you had problems with that. Yeah, no, and I had a 92 CR250. Okay. But I could not get, I had no lean base valves in it, and I had race tech some stuff. I could not dial in the forks to, to what I liked it. And this was the, in the day of 7 eighths right. bar. Yeah. Um, put a pro taper set on both bikes um, with the, I didn't have the bolt-on extensions. I got the top clamp. Yeah. You know, I wasn't the full bolt-on guy. Yeah. And immediately noticed suspension being better. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget that because Crazy. I was out of my local track the first time I rode it with the with the no crossbar fat pro taper bar and was like, holy shit, my forks are better. Right. And That's I've always maintained that. I'm just like, I, I did it from one day to the next. Right. Well, it's so, funny you say that. Paul yeah. from, uh, from pro taper will love to hear that because I disagree. I know you do. I think seven eighths crossbar still flexes more than an oversized. Um, I know non crossbar, and but that's proven in science, correct? On paper, yes. But I don't give a shit what paper says. I don't. Oh no, I thought you meant paper proves that the seven eighths flexes more. No, and on paper, Paul has factual information yeah. that they run tests that. Yeah, seven so there we go. So my my feeling in my hands is correct. Well, right. my forks were better no. with the crossbar less bar. Well, I feel different. You ride a yeah. Kawasaki. Okay. Well, this with... is key for t- testing, everybody. Who, <laughs> who goes against science? <laughs> against science. I've... Key for t- ink testing. What you else are you going to tell us? How many battles I've had? Are with the engineer. dinosaur bones real or not? Were they put there by God? The, the world, the dinosaur is, the world bones. is flat. Okay, got it. <laughs> key for ink testing, everybody. No. So we go over seven different types of bars. We talk about if you're a crossbar type of guy. If yep. you're not, um, we talk about cutting your handlebars. We talk about what shape of handlebar is right for. What type of rider? Um, because in my production testing, we have created a bar bend for a machine for a size of rider. So I kind of go over that. And over my knowledge over the years, um, I range from 5.6 to guys to 6.1. And we kind of just overall broad spectrum of bar bends, mm-hmm. rigidity, all the oh, stuff. Sounds so fascinating. Ignoring science, Marks. It's an hour long of handlebar talk if you like handlebars. With no science. With no science. No, yeah. the science <laughs> yeah. is on the track. That's the science. Fuck the paper. Sounds like fake science to yeah, me. Yeah, no. fake science. No, fuck You want that. fake science? Go fake to, science. Go to, yeah. to keyvering.com. Sad. Uh, his shirt should say, we believe in fake science. Fake science. <laughs> fuck you guys. Keyvering, we believe in fake hey, science. You know, telling an engineer how bad his muffler sucks and looking at his fucking face when you yeah, tell him that, know, it's, right? it's like a baby just I got bet. stabbed. Uh, John, what's happening? How are you? Not much. Just uh, enjoying the night here, listening to the Pulp MX show. Thanks, buddy. What's up? What's on your mind? So I, I had a question about uh, two strokes, and, and I ride Yamaha mostly. Um, I'm wondering if any of these Japanese makes or models, like you know um, Yamaha or Honda or anybody's, coming up with new evolutionary uh, two stroke to keep two stroke evolution to keep up with like KTM or Husky, like fuel injection or anything, and, and what kind of that improves. Com- Compared to a carburetor on two strokes. Yeah, you gotta think that Yamaha, and only Yamaha, because I don't think the other OEMs are getting dragged into this. I really don't. Honda's not making a two stroke. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think they're making one. You gotta think Yamaha's being like, hey man, we gotta do something. Like we're selling a lot of them, and KTM's got a little bit of a a edge on us. We gotta start looking at it. You gotta think they are right. Uh, Kiefer, possibly. Yeah, I would say they. Oh, that sounds. That sounds like you might know something. Uh, I don't know anything. It's embargoed. Science. (laughs) <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah, like it just, just seems like they haven't haven't made any improvements in a while, especially on like the yeah the Yamaha well, here, and Honda. Here's all the it. thing: the suspension is great. They're not never going to touch that stuff, and they probably shouldn't. No, yeah. and, and the current YZ one twenty five and two fifty is still very very good. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like 
yeah. rivals KTM stuff. Put a put a V Force on the 250. Yeah, Pro Circuit pipe, FMF pipe, whatever. Marks. And hey, the, I've ridden TPI bikes, and they're more four-stroke ish than they are two-stroke bikes. Are they really? Yeah, they take the, some fun out of it. They take the fun out, but they have lots of track. <laughs> they have lots of traction. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if TPI is right for moto, but definitely yeah. great. I, and for KTM wood. doesn't have TPI on their on their motocross bikes. No, yeah, so they're you know they recognize that it's right more. For, Not to say uh, that they won't do that someday, right. but yeah. So, all right, John. Um, hey, John, you want a pro filter kit for the for your Yamaha? Oh, I need it. Never do a filter again, bro. Never, ever. <laughs> all right, stay on the line. Profilter.com. All right. Thank you. No problem. Use the code. Uh, Pulpamex 35 to save. Uh, ben wants to tell you what a freckle's all about. Ben. Freckle. Good day, Chris. Um, Chris, how you going, mate? How's it going, man? Yeah, just sort of clarify what old mate was saying there before. He said he's going to bend him over and make him kiss his own freckle. That's, uh, that's convict speak for kiss his own ass. For, for, okay, so ass. for, for butthole. Here, here in America, we call that a starfish. Yeah, well, right. Yeah. <laughs> Freckles your bum, so yeah, got okay. it. and you kick your kid in the freckle or whatever. Yeah. All right, cool. I thought he said freckle me. So. Nah, that's what you said. I, I, I think he said he was going to. Yeah, he, he did. Let's let's, freckle, let's move mate. on. Let's yeah. move on. Well, what's up? What else? Let's move on. <laughs> I just want to talk to you, Steve, about fantasy. What kind of fantasy do you have? Uh, Max fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> Max fantasy. You told you, know, you, you you were selling fantasy back in November about it's going to be a fun way of uh, adding to your motocross fun, watching it and everything. <laughs> I freaking hate it. <laughs> I am so bloody hopeless. Yeah, dude, it's intense, right? Don't Hey, don't tweet but the riders, yeah. though. Don't tell them they're douchebags. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not like that. Right. Not at all. Oh. Especially like over, over in Australia. We're gonna, I've got to get up at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. To, um, try and get my picks in before the race. Dude, starts. I know, right? Like oh. it gets competitive and oh. you're and we have the live scoring that Marx has done where you're like watching these guys score max points and then something happens and they're just dropping down the, the thing. And, oh. and dude, how often do you pay attention to like Tomita and A Ray and these other guys, right? Well, like Tomita, I'll, I'll give him credit this week. He, he done great. Oh, yeah. No, he killed it. Yeah, but like, because I, I work on a Sunday because it's on a Sunday over here. So I'm I'm in the truck driving, trying to check up my scores. I've got the phone up on the dashboard there, checking on the scores. And you just get so frustrated driving around. Like, where'd that rider go? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I know. It's, uh, it's fun, yet it's frustrating. I totally feel your pain for sure. And, uh, you should see some of our, you should, you should see some of our group texts for some of these guys. Oh, like, well, that's the only entertainment I get is listening to um, JT right. on the uh, yeah. fantasy pod. Yeah, he, he's he's d- doing as bad as me, so it just <laughs> I don't feel as bad. Right, uh, Mark's got like three hundred and thirty this week, so Mark's was ugly. A guy I know. Yeah, a guy, a guy, a guy Mark's I know knows got it. like three. Yeah. It was like three eighty, dude. But so, it was still bad. Yeah. I, 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 I think I've done worse. Oh boy! I think I was like three, three twenty. Or yeah, something. yeah no, it's ridiculous. Hey, it's addicting though, and thank you for playing. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no worries, thanks, guys. man. Good show. Thanks, pulpamexfantasy.com. Please check it out. You should pick. I never, could, I never played. You could pick Runkles every week. No, you can't pick them every week. Every other week, you can pick Runkles. Um, that's what I would do then. Yeah, you just pick Runkles. Yeah. Uh, before we get Connor Fields on the show, uh, let's go to. Uh, this is Jordan. Uh, Jordan, this isn't a question for After Dark, right? It's not, no. Okay. Damn it. All right. I'll call back later for that. Yeah, go ahead. 
Uh, well, I'm looking at moving my wife up to a, a big bike, so either a 125 or. But a, like I said, a real like you mean a motorcycle? We're talking like, real life, right? Real life, right? Yeah, I already got the big bike. Oh, I don't, I don't oh worry my. About that. Okay, all right. So I'm curious what I could do, like if I were to put her on a 250F to kind of tame it down a little bit to begin with. Well, the good news is about we're just talking about the Power App. You can do that kind of stuff. So on a Yamaha 250F, you can detune a little bit with your ignition and fuel settings to kind of mellow it out. So that's basically a, a you know a easy fix. I don't know how mellow you want to go, but you also can put uh, another muffler, slip-on muffler that's like a like a FMFQ that's pretty quiet, and that'll kind of plug it up a little bit and make it even more mellow. And, and couldn't you do a throttle tube? You can do a throttle tube. So there's ways to make it less. Less of a hit and less violent, less excitement, but overall horsepower might go down a little bit, but and, not too drastic. And what about like one of those Yamaha 230s or something? Or is that or is that just too too tame? Is that too well. What I'm what I'm worried about is I'm worried about getting something like that, and then a year and a half or a year from now, she's ready for a 250F. And yes, I'm stuck yeah. Buying another bike. Yeah. No, for sure. Absolutely. Right. Like I, I get that. Yeah. Um, kind of my dilemma too is going 125 or 250F, and and. I don't know. There's a lot to think about. For, uh, you know, you know yeah, what I mean? well, she's still pretty new. One twenty-five, I would say, is probably to me be a more viable option for her. I mean, I mean yeah, isn't it harder it, to ride though? Yeah, but you can actually—it's a little lighter and more easier for her to yeah, handle. I, I feel. Yeah. Um, you know, and you can run it a little rich, so it's not so crisp and barky. Um, is there anything you can do in a carburetor on one of those to tame them down? That's that's Mathis's area there. I mean, honestly, you could. Put the stop in there, just like, stop. A, just like a yeah throttle stop, right? Oh, okay. I mean, you can, they're out there. You can buy them on a two stroke. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Google it. It's out there. People make them. Um, so you could do that. You could just do a good old throttle stop, you know. Or like Kiefer said, a nineteen Yamaha 250F if that's in your budget, and just use the app and tune it down. All right, make it super mellow. You'd be surprised what a what a what a real quiet muffler does to a bike. It it makes it really mellow. Yeah, yeah, that too. All right, man. Can I ask uh, Kiefer one more question? Sure. All right, burning building, fly racing, twenty nineteen gear embargo or Yamaha embargo? Which one are you letting out? Um, which one are uh, you breaking? Um, I'm gonna bust out the fly gear. I'm taking it with me. All right. <laughs> well, we, we expect some, some, for you to talk about that a little bit on the show then, now we, that you said that. Yeah, we, uh, we've seen it. We've, we've touched it. We've talked about it. We felt it. Oh, my yeah. God. I put it on. I put it, Kiefer put it on. I walked around. Oh, you're was getting hard. me into an after dark kind of mood. It was, it was hard for to Kiefer and his boner. Like, it, the pants were weird looking, but yep. he, he, got it, he got it working. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a sandwich waiting for on the table, and I ignored the sandwich yeah. and yeah. put the gear on. He did. He literally oh ignored God, the sandwich. I, I can't wait for it. So that's how good it is. I'm just letting you know. If it wasn't good, I would eat the sandwich first. Trust me. Yeah. All right. All right. I can't wait. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Connor Fields on the line. One call quickly. Colton, what's up? Colton, how are you? Hey, thanks for taking the call, guys. I appreciate that. No problem. Um, quick question for you all. Uh, you mentioned Tomac, Barson, AP being kind of your guys' pick. Uh-huh. And then you kind of led on to potentially – um, the results changing if it goes kind of muddy, ruddy conditions. How I just kind of want to get your thoughts on that. I've kind of noticed those guys to be really good in those conditions. Yeah, well, if it pours, America's in a shit ton of trouble. Okay. Yeah, those guys yeah, are really good. Your... Yeah, they're really good. AP, um, AP's good in the mud, though, and yeah. Barsha's good in the mud. But still, th- those so, guys are they're yeah, great. Right. They're great. Um, 
I would put it at very even odds if it starts raining. Okay. So, all right, man. Thank you. Thanks for your time, guys. No problem. Thank you. All right, next up on the show here, a friend of the show. He's been in studio a bunch. He's got a gold medal, everybody. Connor Fields. What's up, Connor? How are you, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How you guys doing? We're good. Thank hey, you for uh, coming on. Appreciate it. Always love checking in with you to see what's up. So, have you yeah, no, have no you seen this night? Um, have you seen the nineteen fly stuff yet? I was just gonna gonna say something about that. If uh, if Chris is leaving a sandwich on the table, it must be pretty damn good. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Yeah, it's 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 pretty sharp looking. Of course, you are a fly racing uh, BMX athlete. So, where is the gold medal right now? Uh, right now, it is at my house. I have like um like a display case that's got some of my favorite trophies and cups and stuff from over the years. And it's just sitting, just kind of sitting there. So if if like, to be honest, if somebody broke into my house, they could steal my TV and my wallet and my gold medal. Oh yeah. I've heard of people putting them in safety deposit boxes, but that's not that much fun either. Right. My favorite story of somebody doing something crazy with where they kept it is, I think it was a track and field guy. I don't know who, but he got a, a fish tank with piranhas. And he put the medals yeah. in the fish tank with piranhas. <laughs> uh, I don't mind that one. That's actually not that bad. That's yeah, good. yeah. Why not? Only, right. Only problem is, is when someone's like, "Hey, can I see your medal?" And you know, how, how are you even going to get it? Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Hide the hide the uh, the, the tongs or whatever you would use to do it. Um, <laughs> how's it going? What's happening? I saw you on, on. I follow you on Instagram, of course. And uh, you didn't have so much luck at the World Championship round or something. No, I had an injury um, earlier this year. I got a pretty bad concussion. Yep. You know, whenever whenever I get a concussion, I've been lucky. I've only had a couple, but I, I take my time coming back. I don't rush. You know, it's, a head injury is a bit different, at least to me, than, you know, a bone or, mm-hmm. or a ligament. So I just didn't have much prep time. And to be honest, I just wasn't prepared. And, yeah, it just wasn't my best showing. But you know what? part of sport at the end of the day sometimes yeah. you are the one kicking ass and other times you're the one getting your ass kicked yeah i know absolutely how do you feel though do you feel 100 percent recovered from it or the, the stuff still linger because we know these head injuries are you know we don't fool around with those nowadays no and that's what i did is i waited until i felt you know all the way good to go and they didn't have anything lingering but okay. i ended up taking a bunch of a bunch of time off yeah. so i was you know kind of sh- behind the eight ball when i came back but yeah, the the crazy thing with us is after that World Championships, we get kind of we get ju- ju- June, July, and a bit of August off, and uh, Olympic qualifying actually begins on September first. So you know it's two years out, and we actually start qualifying for Tokyo wow. in September. Yeah. Jeez. Oh wow. Yeah. It doesn't. No. No joke. Right. Um, I mean, it, it feels like just yesterday I was partying from the last one. <laughs> do you, uh, so are you just been practicing in town here? Like what, what happens with, do you take some time off again after you sort of struggle like that? Or do you get right back on it? I don't know exactly how it works for you guys. Uh, no, I was pissed. So I went straight into boot camp mm-hmm. and I've been training my ass off and, uh, I want to come out swinging at the next couple of races. So we've got one, uh, we've actually got one up in Minnesota the same weekend as Millville, oh, cool. uh, about an hour away from there. Yep. And then, uh, and then after that, everything from here on out counts for Olympic qualifying. Oh wow, pressure's on, bro. So you don't make it out of one round. Does that boot you out, or? No, basically the way it works is uh, you accumulate points for your country over a two-year period, and that's how they decide who gets the spots on the starting gate at, at the Olympics. So, you know, I, I think for the MXDN, they let kind of anybody that's got a team sign up and race. Yeah. At the Olympics, only 24 men will get to compete. So you have to earn your country.
country a spot, and then every individual country will then decide how they give out those spots. You know, whether it's yeah. points, whether it's a race so, off, yeah. whether it's a pick. So the country, a country can be like, hey man, there's no politics involved. We are taking our top four point scorers, however that is. Yeah, yeah. And like the U- the U.S. goes their top point score, and then the second spot is a race off, uh, basically like Olympic trials, mm-hmm. and then the third spot is a committee like a nonpartisan committee of 10 people that pick that third uh, selection. I mean, it's Olympics. So yeah. it's, it's more than just, and, you know, Roger DeCoster picking a guy. Yeah, and you got in off that committee, correct, because your injury last time? Last time I got in off that committee, I was right. picked. Yeah, wow. you, yeah. You, you, were, you were hurt, and then uh, so you didn't, yeah, you didn't, you weren't able to do it. Well, Exactly, yeah. Um, what else is happening, man? What else is going on? Just basking in the glory that is the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, ridiculous, dude! This guy loves hockey. Now. So him and Puka are on the same level. Him and Puka are same level. Yeah, they are. They are night nation. Yeah, it was cool, man. I mean, being from Vegas, we've never had a team, and yeah. we got a team. And I'd never watched hockey before. Yeah, I was like I'm gonna watch hockey, and hockey's pretty badass. I see what you've been talking about all these years. Yeah, no, dude, it was cool. You were really into it. You asked a lot of like smart questions. You know what I mean? Like I could tell that. You were legitimately following it and learning about it, and it was impressive how much you got into it. That's cool, yeah. You know, so. And, but on the on the flip side of that, it was devastating when we lost. Yeah, well, it was devastating for my pocketbook the whole run, the whole playoff run. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Did you hear about the Maple Leafs and John Tavares? Did you hear about this guy? Are you talking about the team that hasn't won a championship since like the 1960s? Yeah. See, he's already a cocky <laughs> hockey fan. He's already a cocky hockey fan. Um, <laughs> did you hear about it though? For reals, I, really I did hear about it. You guys are now. I saw the uh, odds-on favorite to win the cup. Yeah, year. I don't. I don't. I don't buy into that. The Vegas, you know, Vegas casinos work. They want to get your money from, you know, the popular teams are often that way. But, but it is, it's a strong pickup. Fields, it's a strong. Oh, no, pickup. It, it is. It is. I. Uh, it's definitely good, and I'm just hoping that we can lock up. You know, some of our guys are Carlson and uh, yeah, Flurry and those guys to long-term stuff. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you what, Paul, Paul Stassi was a good signing for, for center. He, you'll be surprised. He'll be really good. So I'll take it. I'll um, take it. Hey, listen, I got I to gotta need a favor because – so Pookie, uh, her 40th birthday is uh, this weekend here in oh, Vegas. Yeah. and yeah, uh, I'm going to the party. She invited me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Yes. All right, then. I love I, it. I'm, I was just going to say, like, hey, bro, could you surprise her and come by? Right. But clearly – Things have... She sent me the invite. Okay. All right. Well, that's what I was. My all wife. right, Barry. That's marriage, everybody. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Yeah. Pookie, <laughs> Pookie moves fast. Uh, she invited you over, probably some of my friends. I bet. Um, Pookie, come up here. Uh, no, that's awesome. Good. So you're gonna come on by. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Good to hear for sure. Yeah, it, it'll be really fun. Kiefer will be there too, as well. And uh, Marks may stop by, although Marks may not bring his wife after last week's story that he showed on the air. It's a long story, anyways, Connor. Yeah. Um, well, hey. Chris, bring um, the, the if you can bring the pictures of the 2019 flag gear. Oh man! Oh boy! We gotta talk off. Listen, air. hey Connor, we can't talk you, on you can call up Baisley and get it. <laughs> you could, you're number one BMX guy. Baisley loves uh, BMX. You could get the, the the images. I bet you any money. Yeah, but I don't want to be that guy asking. I bet you, you'll probably end up you guys. You're gonna get in the gear here in a week or two. Yeah, it's not gonna be likely. too long. Yeah. Um. Hey, so uh, for you practicing here in Vegas, um. Does it get monotonous because you have only a couple places to ride? Do, do you get a how do you how do you sort of get better at that? 
Um, yes and no. I mean, it does get, you know, a bit monotonous doing the same thing over and over, but the way I try to get around that is by practicing or focusing on, you know, little specifics, mm-hmm. you know, rather than, you know, it's exciting when you go to new tracks and you ride new places all the time, but sometimes you can get so wrapped up in how much fun you're having or riding something new that you, you know, don't focus on the very basics or the specific things that you need to work on. Uh-huh. So because I've ridden these tracks a bunch and I do know them really well, I can really push that envelope to try to get a little bit better at, you know, specific things that I want to work on. Yep. You know, it's cool. Not melting. It's like you're one of the best. Yeah, not melting. Dude, how hot is it right oh, now? Did you go down to Pastrana's thing? Did you go down there? Dude, come on. I'm from Vegas. You know better than that. <laughs> the strip in the middle of the day during summer? Yeah. No, I know. I'm out, too. I, 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 had a friend who, I had a friend who went, and he said it was awesome to be there. Yeah, I know. It was pretty cool to see and everything, for sure. Um, does, it, does the heat affect anything at all for you practicing or being out there or anything like i mean obviously outside of melting it just it's just brutal yeah you know this week's been like especially brutal just because of the humidity that we've been getting the last few days yeah but i just go early man i get out there at like 7 30 just like when you guys go ride out at western like you have to get out there yeah. early yeah yeah we gotta get you back out there get you get you out there I've been wanting to go, man. When you, hit me up next time you guys go. We were going to go that one day, but it was closed. I know, dude. We need dude, to get but, you in, like, shootouts. But, dude, like, what if you get hurt? The, the gold medal, the America needs you to get this gold medal again, so. I'll take it. I'm going to take it so easy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to just, like, if the wheels get off the ground, that'll be crazy. <laughs> that'll be that'll be just nutty for you, huh? Just pump. Yeah, do, like, a pump track. Yeah, that's it. I just want to ride a little bit. And um, for a while, it was looking like I was going to win a, a Kawasaki in the pulp fantasy league but i had a couple bad weeks <laughs> yeah don't we all bro don't we all yeah. uh it, it, it's been a source of frustration for for many people uh you too i i guess then yeah it has been and it's been uh you know as an athlete i i get the the you know mean tweets or yeah. people complaining but like i've come real close a few times to being <laughs> like bro come on <laughs> No, don't. Don't do it, Fields. I will, I will, I don't will. do it. Yeah, be better than that. You are, because you understand that 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 rise and fall of, of pro athletics. That, one thing that has been, been cool about following the fantasy, though, is, you know, for example, you keep eyes on guys who are in that, you know, 6 to 10 range because you're trying to see yeah. the first couple of guys that aren't all-stars. Uh-huh. And so you really are watching them, and you're noticing how they're doing rather than just those main top kind of yeah. superstars. Yep. And it really exposes, you know, unfortunately, it exposes guys like Joey Savacci who are having a really tough season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And even further back, uh, you know, if somebody's double points, you're, you're trying to get them, if, if they've got to get 25th or better to get huge points, and they're in 28th. So you're on the You know, cusp. like Kevin Morans, who called earlier, you know, or... Runkles? Runkles, and you're just... <laughs> you're begging these guys to get, like... If, if they pass two more guys, they will get you quadruple points almost, right? Like, the, from where they yeah. are. Wow. So you're just, yeah, you're you're just you're dying for the, these guys. The, yeah. You're watching, like, the battle, like, Eli and Marv out the front, and you're looking to see who they're lapping. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, just, oh. yeah it's, it adds a whole new dimension to the game for sure. Uh, hey, yeah. so something we want to talk about tonight when, with you getting on there is uh, this Dave Mira auction that's going on for a real good cause. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I thought, you know, it'd be cool to come on here, and I appreciate you letting me get on here and uh, and do this. Um, same weekend as Millville is uh, actually the X Games up in Minneapolis. And like I said earlier, we have a BMX race in Minnesota that weekend as well. Uh-huh. So it's just a massive action sports weekend. And uh, a good friend of mine, 
decided that with all of that going on, they wanted to put on a benefit uh, for Dave Mira and Kevin Robinson, uh, two BMX legends who have passed away in the last couple of years, back-to-back. And uh, both of them left multiple kids behind. Uh, Dave has two kids, and and Kevin has three. Um, You know, and and that's obviously a really tough and, and hard situation for the whole family. So the whole action sports community is kind of coming together behind them, uh, and they're going to raise money for the kids, and all of the the proceeds are going to go to the kids' education fund, to their college education fund, which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Um, So it's on the Wednesday before Millville in Minneapolis. Um, It costs 40 bucks, and with that, you get a drink, you get meal, you get entertainment. They're going to have a band there, and then you get to hang out, meet, take pictures, autographs with a bunch of action sports athletes. Uh, Ryan Dungey, he's going to be there. Oh, wow. Matt Hoffman, oh, Ryan Hoffman. Nyquist. Wow. Yeah, I'll be there, and a ton of other X Games athletes will be there. So uh, oh. it's going to be a fun night. Dunge uh, never did the show one time the last year and a half, despite me asking for a whole bunch of uh, t- time for him, or not a whole bunch of time, but a whole bunch of times for him to come on. Mm-hmm. But if I paid my 40 bucks, I could go actually talk to him. Hmm. And your forty bucks would be going to a really good cause. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what is there a website where we can learn more about it? There is. There's a website, and then there's also, if anybody uh, is interested, there's going to be some auctioned items there, as well as some stuff that's going to be online. Okay. Auction. Yep. Um, some of the stuff that's going to be there that's going to be like a Chad Reed signed jersey, Travis Pastrana signed jersey, Ryan Dungey Weedy's box. Uh, all of a jersey out there, and then. If you're into other stuff, like Jimmy Johnson's going to have some gear there, Nigel Houston, Ryan Sheckler. I mean, it's a who's yeah, who of, sure. of action sports. Um, and then online, they've even got all sorts of stuff, like Tom Brady signed stuff and wow. Tony Hawk and uh, Minnesota Vikings memorabilia. Um, awesome. So when we hang up, I will send you the link uh, for both the auction okay. and the information for the event. Or, or t- and, uh, put it on your Twitter. Or we'll retweet it. How's that? All right, I'll do that. And then it's also on my Instagram. I posted about it, and it's on my bio. And oh. I think Dungy posted about it, and Pastrana posted okay. about it. Okay. Actually, Mark's, Mark said there. he just found it. Mark's found it. So Yeah. Um, that's awesome, man. So you'll be there. Awesome. So that's cool. Yeah. And Matt Hoffman. We'll be hanging out. Matt Hoffman's a the condor. Legend. He's a legend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got a pretty cool ESPN documentary, if anybody out there hasn't seen it. The Birth of Big Air. That thing's that thing's good. Yeah, oh, I watched it. It was yeah. good. Actually, Pastrana was on earlier tonight, Connor, and mentioned uh, getting Hoffman on for the Evil jo- show, and he, he wasn't on there, I don't think. No, he wasn't. Right, so I don't know what happened, but he loves Evil, so I don't know, maybe scheduling. He, he must have been the only guy that wasn't on the program. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we found out what Goldberg thought of Evil and everything, so that's good. That's good we and know that. And now I know how much uh, a Slot Machine weighs. Yeah, that's Slot Machine <laughs> also, too. Um I gotta think Hoffman's schedule just didn't work because he that guy loves Evil Knievel. I remember that from way back in the day. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, hey, we got a phone call for you uh, from Dale. What's right. up, Dale? What's uh, what's your question hey. for Connor Fields? Hey, so uh, big fan. Grew up uh, riding BMX and always watched Connor uh, wax the field at like 15 expert at all the SoCal Nationals and nice stuff <laughs> like that. Just wax everybody by a whole straightaway. Um, but I know, like, him and Nick Long have been teammates, you know, from, you know, what, 10 years ago or more. Factory, I think it was the Intense team. Um, yeah. And I just want to know, like, how, what's the relationship between you guys being teammates and, you know, competitors that long? 
Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Um, so I've I've known Nick since I was maybe 11 years old, and he would have been about 14. I rode for his dad's team. Intense was actually run by his dad um, for you know five six years, and and then we both turned pro and we started racing uh, when we when I turned pro. And yeah, it's uh, we've been on two Olympic teams together. We've been on probably five or six world championship teams together, and. You know, we battled each other, but at the end of the day, we've known each other pretty much our whole life, so we're able to separate, you know, what happens on the track and what happens off of the track, you know. We're cool. We hang out. Uh, we were both actually at a bachelor party in Vegas two weekends ago, partying and hanging out. Um, but then when we get on the track, you know, we, we're rivals because we've been racing so long. So it's pretty cool to have, you know, somebody like that where you can go head-to-head, you can battle with him, and, you know, go get a beer with him after the race. That's awesome. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's I've watched you just wax everybody since, you know, I'm I'm closer to Nick's age, but, you know, I, and I never raced that class. But, uh, yeah, just watching you guys, my holy smokes, these guys are two levels above everybody else. It's just, and seeing you guys go home and, or take home an Olympic gold and everything, it's just, it's been awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate big, it. Big fan of you. He's like Tim Ferry of BMX. We yeah. get it. We know this day. Oh, ex- yeah. exactly. Exactly yeah. like that. My kid and I go uh, to the BMX more, track. A couple more championships to match all the Manitoba ones, right? Right. Thanks. Thanks for calling, Dale. Appreciate it, man. My Thank kid you. go in the BMX track, and we use Connor to get in for free. His name is, yeah, we know Connor, and we get in for free. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> no, no, we, no. Where do you guys ride, Chris? Uh, Sperria, BMX. Apple Valley. Oh, yeah. We'll go to Dead Man's Point. Yeah, Apple Valley BMX. We've been there. That's good. Yeah. yeah. But hey, Connor, uh-huh. the, the hardest I've ever crashed, okay, motorcycles, everything, was on my cruiser at the gate. Riders ready, watch the gate. Did, did, did. I go one rotation, two rotation, chain snaps, boom. Oh. Dude, collarbone broke, two ribs. I couldn't breathe. My kids oh. laugh. My kids laughing. Ha ha, that was fun, Dad. I was uh, like, ha! Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> Gnarly. That is everybody's biggest fear is blowing a chain right out of the gate. Oh my gosh, you just, dude. You just go straight to the ground. And it's like concrete on those those BMX tracks. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're Oh yeah. Man, they're uh good times racing BMX. I did too for a while. Oh, dude, you hit so hard. I raced BMX. I I dreamt of having like this PK Ripper bike that was just oh, like PK so, Rippers, yeah. Dude, I wanted one so bad. And then I got into dirt biking a little more than BMX. You remember Trackmaster frames? No. Oh, yeah. Those no. guys were right around the corner. Um, well, hey, Connor, uh, thanks, man. Thank you for coming on. We just retweeted uh, the link for all the auctions and everything that you you had on earlier. So um, that'll be exciting. That's awesome. Uh, you can go online and get it. So you don't need to be there. But if you are in Minneapolis, then you can go for that and meet some legends like yourself and Dunge and, and, uh, and everybody else that's there for X Games. Uh, the Condor, that'd be cool. Um, thank you for the time, man. Come by the studio sometime. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm uh, just down the road, so we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll make a plan at uh, Pookie's birthday party. Yeah, hey, fantastic. Yeah. And get Steve to come out and go ride with me. i got a bike for you. Uh, a BMX bike? No, dirt bike. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I want to see Steve on a BMX bike. That'd be fun, too. No, nah, I'm done. I'm done on that. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. Uh, thanks, Connor. Uh, always a good time, and we'll see you on Friday, buddy. Thank you. All right. See you later. Have a good show, guys. All right, thank you. Connor Fields, everybody. BMX gold medalist winner. He's a nice guy. Gold medal was here in studio. Yeah, we got a picture with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, speaking of um, gold medals, uh, Dustin does not have one, and he's on the line. What's up, Dustin? How are you? 
Good. How you guys doing? Good. How are you? What's the question? Good. Uh, um, curious. I know with the end of the season, you know, there's going to be a chance for either Martin or Plessinger to possibly pick a single-digit number. And, I mean, the AMA can't hold seven forever, right? What are the chances you think one of them picking the, that number? Dude, I got to think that it'll be available this year, right? I mean, yeah. James's dad wrote a letter and said, we want to keep a seven, we may race again, and blah, blah, blah. But, dude, I... His dad wrote a letter? Yeah. Yeah, they were gonna. They had to. He had to petition to keep the letter to keep the number. No shit, because he was gonna give it away. It's only one year, right? Or is it two? Yeah, years it's one year. You could be yeah, two, right? It's one year. Or if you had a couple years of injuries, you know, you got to file it each year. Um, I gotta think they let it go, man. I have to, right? I mean, they can't keep yeah, it again. Can. Yeah, you can't. I mean, what are you gonna do? You can it's hold a, it for. It's yeah, a, it's a sick number too. I like that look of that. Oh number. yeah, seven's a sick number for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but. Uh, I gotta think that they're gonna uh, they're gonna give it away. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, you've been on hold for a while, and it is Pookie's birthday, and she wants me to give away a Pookie's birthday prize pack. I don't even oh, know what I'm this. All over that. I don't even know what this consists of. I bet you're all over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even know what this consists of, to be honest. So, uh, can we get um, Dustin's t-shirt and hat size? I'm guessing, uh, Marks. Um, thanks, buddy. Thanks for calling. Thank you guys very much. Uh, thank you, Pookie's birthday party. Prize pack giveaway. Say that five Here on the Pulp Mech Show. Uh, Jason Thomas coming up here shortly. We got lots of segments to do. Race Tech Rant is coming up. BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis. Uh, we have the X-Brand Goggle Tariffs also coming up. Uh, and we have Kiefer After Dark as well. Um, hey, something that I wanted to uh, bring to your attention. The guys at Ride Engineering are offering a discount on their website. Uh, pulp-20 is the code to save uh, at rideengineering.com. A lot of teams use the Ride Engineering as well. Uh, Moto Concepts, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 5150 team. Yamaha uses Ride Engineering. Uh, what they've sent us this week, uh, I put it on the social earlier. It's uh, the billet caliper. Uh, really sweet. It's uh, 80% stiffer than stock casting, uses pistons that are 10% larger than stock, uh, so it has extra braking power, uh, matching it with um, an 11mm master cylinder, which comes stock on the Honda, uh, KXF or RMZ gives it that softer, more progressive feel, and yes, you can change the master cylinder on a Yamaha, and it'll fit right on, so all four Japanese brands fit right on with this caliper, and uh, it's easier to use, it stops braking, and it's basically like putting on an oversized uh, rotor on your bike with that caliper? It's actually better. Honestly. You think it's better? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, I did a review up on keyfreaktesting.com not too long ago on this thing. And I've been riding with it for a little while. I've helped Adrian a little bit on it back in the day. And uh, so I put it on the Honda and the Yamaha. Um, those two have kind of mediocre brakes. And just putting this caliper on alone with just... Yeah, you know. well, bigger pistons, it just makes sense. It yeah, bigger pistons. so you're get, what he said, what you just read was like, yeah, you're getting a little bit more of a linear, softer pull, but when you're doing that, you can actually modulate the front brake, to me, better when I'm going through ruts, so I can drag my front brake and I can feel it more, and it makes my front end stick better. It's not so grabby. So that's what I don't like about a Brembo brake. It's very powerful, mm-hmm. but it's super grabby, and I don't like that feeling. So what this does, it kind of takes away some of the grabbiness, and it's just more progressive, and you stop actually right. better. So add that with the 270 and it, disc. And it's billet, so it, it doesn't flex doesn't as much flex as the cast as much. stuff. Yep. So um, to me, I don't think a lot of people know about this part, and it's one of the be- If it was me, I would get this versus an oversized rotor. 400 bucks. Use the code Pulbomex-20 yep. to save on that. Yeah, and they, it, Plus it looks cool. Yeah, it looks bitching. 
all Japanese brands. So. I tried to get him and do a different color, but he has black. Still looks cool, though. Yeah, I think it looks cool. Yeah. You don't think the color is? No, I like black, but I was hoping like he did a polished look or something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. And he had one at one time, but yeah. then we went with this. Oh, so. Okay. Um, what else do you like from Ride Engineering? What else would, would you recommend for people to try? We did the bar mount last week. That thing's pretty sweet. I got one on the RMZ. Yeah, a lot of people email about links, especially on the Honda and the RMZ. The new 18 RMZ can use a link. Um, I know the shock is pretty good up on acceleration coming out of corners, but where that shock lacks is everything off-throttle. And what I mean by off-throttle is D-cell mm -hmm. bumps. Um, you're coming in and it want, doesn't want to settle so much. So getting a link on there, which is one millimeter, just kind of helps settle everything down a little bit and improves D-cell braking and doesn't hurt accel braking. So um, acceleration. Sorry. Yeah, acceleration. So RideEngineering.com. Please check them out. Uh, these guys have been on the show in the past, and uh, Adrian and everybody down there, good people, and uh, we're happy to support them with their quality products that race teams use yeah, all over the place. he's super good, too. Like, if you have any problems, you can call him and ask him about, you know, Anything that you might for installation or something, he's he's a pretty mellow guy. So uh, absolutely, uh, BTOSports.com and uh, Ray Fly Racing is on board with us. Race Tech Suspension and Engines and uh, Gear Alloy also too. Roost MX Vertex Pistons X Brand Goggles Michelin Star Cross Five Maxima USA FMF Works Connection Atlas Neck Brace W Wheels Guts Racing Get Data. Pro Filter Honda World Downey Ride Engineering Motorcycle Industry Jobs.com. We got a Two questions for you. Uh, first up is uh, Peter. What's up, man? How's it going? Good. What's, What's up, your Peter? question? Um, so I got a 2018 YZ450, and I'm having a bog issue. And it's not when I'm accelerating. It's when I'm landing. Mm -hmm. um, I've taken all the electric, electric, uh, electrical um, apart, torn everything, and put it back in. Everything look, nothing looked burnt or anything like that. Um, I did come down to like where if i'm under a half a tank of gas that's when it does it but I, when i fill it up it doesn't bog and it's only when i land off bigger jumps super weird dude like that seems so old school to me like i've never had that problem on the on a on an 18 yz 450 have you checked your tps sensor your throttle position no. sensor yeah sometimes well, yeah, for sometimes for some reason, I know some of those get out of whack, and then you have to go back to stock. You can look that in your manual. I can't tell you enough about it offhand because I've never done it myself, but I have run into a few guys that their TPS was off a little bit, and they reset it, and uh, it helped that problem. So this sounds a little bit different, but it's worth a shot to look into. Yeah, and I, I, honestly, I can't think of anything either, man. Like, super weird. I don't, don't understand. I mean, the, could it, I don't think the fuel has anything to do with it. I think that's a coincidence. It's weird. It mostly or how about this? Could be getting how hot. About, how about getting hot, half tank of fuel, vapors, not going out the one way check valve? Oh, maybe the it's getting pinched. Pinched? Yeah. But it, and so it, when you have it, when, jumps like yeah, so you're getting like a, you're getting biggest. a hit. Yeah, that, I mean that yeah. if if your ventilations are off, yeah, same thing. You could do that when because you because it, does it happen with that? I'm sorry. Does it happen with a full tank or without? Without, without. Like right. So you have right. So you have fumes. You have air. You have air. You have fumes in there. Getting hot. Is it Pull. is it stock? Yeah. Yeah. Besides an exhaust. Pull the. What, what kind of exhaust? FMS. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if the fuel has anything to do with it either. But maybe that's just you're a running. You're running pump fuel, correct? 
Yeah, non-ethanol. Okay, yeah. As long as you're running pump fuel and not running race gas or something, then... Uh... Try the TPS thing, like Kiefer said, and try taking the vent off the top of the gas and get just replacing it with a straight one without the without the check valve in it. That doesn't have one in it, no. It doesn't have one in it. Yeah, those things are gone now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shit. I don't know, man. That's a great question, yeah. That's weird, dude. Like, I've never, never really heard that from anybody, but uh, if you checked your electrical and... Only other thing that I could think of, and it doesn't sound like your problem, but I've heard of some water getting into the kill switch cluster, and it does have intermittent fire at times when some water gets in there. So just be aware of that as well when you're washing your bike. Yeah, but wouldn't that be like a wouldn't it consistently bog if it was? No, it'd be inconsistent. Some electrical problems are inconsistent. It's not always the same thing. Okay. All right, man. Thank you. And, uh, you know, if worse comes to worse, go to your dealer. They can contact Yamaha maybe and yeah. pass it on down the I, line. I, so They denied me. Oh, really? It's only got huh. 10 hours hey, on it. Have a buddy video you doing it so I can hear it and then send it to my email. Okay. Do that for me because that actually will help me a lot so I can actually hear it, you know? Cool. Okay. Thanks, man. Cause it bogs it bog till it dies, so you'll know. Oh, jeez. It's that bad. Yeah, send me send me a video if you can, please. That helps. All right, will do. Okay. All right, thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, Garrett, you got a gear question for Chris Kiefer. Yeah, so um, two questions, actually. Um, so I know Kiefer is not a huge fan of mismatched gear, but um, I'm trying to ball on a budget, and I feel like I do the mismatched thing pretty good. Um, so I've got – I had a setup the other day. My buddy was giving me crap about – saying that you'd hate it but it was uh i just had like some black gp troy lee designs pants yep and then uh flow yellow uh seven uh compression jersey and a black over jersey (laughs) and my reasoning for that was that uh that seven was once made by troy lee so it wasn't that oh my god don't don't even dude (laughs) yeah Hey, I appreciate I appreciate your thought press uh, thought process on that because you were trying, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to give that an F. I'm sorry, um, that is not that is no good. Although you did uh, have a lot of thought behind that, um, that is a negative. I would go get some black seven pants immediately. Okay. Um, so my other question: uh, Do you have uh, a preference, or I guess not necessarily a preference, but like a favorite? helmet to goggle combo because for me like certain goggles don't look good in certain helmets and i'm really picky about that so i was wondering what your yeah it sounds like you're that. super picky with your gear sounds like it <laughs> <laughs> uh well and not to piss matt this off but i'm a big oakley guy over here i like air brakes x-brand goggles choice of champions everywhere um but i've tried a lot of different goggles and to me um, the port is what's important in the helmet to goggle ratio and what looks good. Um, and honestly, a 60 helmet, showy helmet, and I, although I do love an awry helmet, goggles are kind of a pain in the ass to fit in that port. So the showy and the 60 to me feel really good, and those two can go with any type of gear. You're not locked in. Yeah, and I just got a 6D, the ATR2, and I, I've got a bunch of 100% and then one pair of Scots, so I'm kind of trying to figure out what I like better with that. Max Brown goggles, choice of champions everywhere. Hey, I will say my brother-in-law just got uh, some X-Brand goggles, and they look pretty sweet with the showy. There we go. Boom. Make it happen. <laughs> uh, 
Thank, thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Later, yeah, man. thank you, guys. See ya. Thank you. Uh, Race Tech Suspension. This is the Race Tech rant of the night. They uh, they provide the suspension for Travis Pastrana on uh, on his Indian, and they can also provide the suspension for you on your dirt bike. Michael Lessi, well, not anymore because he got hurt, but Tyler Medallia uh, and everybody up on the uh, Monster Kawasaki crew up in Canada are killing it with Race Tech. Uh, Race Tech down here has been used by a number of top privateers over the years. Racetech.com. Get your oil changed. Get the damn thing revalved. Get the right spring rate, whatever it is. And go to Racetech.com. Punch in your weight, what bike you have. They'll give you your spring rate spec. Yeah. Make it happen. Love the folks at Racetech, and uh, they've been supporters of this. They've been supporters of the Privateer Island podcast that we're trying to do with Runkles. Yes. Hopefully soon. Kiefer's going to get Runkles on the pod. And, uh, yeah, so here's the Racetech rant of the night, everybody. Steve, I'm telling you to play this one on the air. This is the Racetech rant, okay? I just got back from Redbud. Even talked to Weege about this. He told me to call in. Here's the thing. We'll call closing at 5 p.m. Complete horseshit, okay? You have families and people who work, privateers, then they're racing. They got to get there. Sometimes they don't get off work till 5 p.m. Sorry, that's just life. That's the way it is. Closing at 5 p.m., shutting people down, tell them they cannot come in there. They can't camp or do anything else when they have racing the next day. Complete shit. It needs to be changed. That's it. Uh, that's a ridiculous rant hmm. because... A, they're open balls early on Saturday. We'll t- we'll call is. Okay. B, can these people? So he's off work at five, but people have to keep working because he's not there. I mean, they work all day on Fridays. They don't want to be at the track for sixteen hours. Mm-hmm. These people deserve a break. What do you want them to do? Right. But you get you don't see any part of his side at all. Well, sure, but Here, here's, get there in time on Friday. Here's the thing. I agree with this guy because. What makes a, an outdoor national? The fans. What provides the money to run the outdoor national? The fans. They're putting the money in the tickets. They're doing these things. They're right? open balls early on Saturday. Okay, but what if he wants to get his shit done Friday night? Sorry, bro. I mean, sorry. Like, what? How late should these people stay for this guy? Have another shift. Have the evening shift come in. Don't come and t- in. And, and how late do they stay? It's eight, seven, eight. That's it. Three hours. Do a three-hour block. Boom. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. Honestly, think this, about this it. Guy. I, I understand your side, yeah. Fake science, and now this. <laughs> Fake science. But listen, like, people do. The, the blue-collar guys go to the outdoor nationals. Those are those people. They get off at 5 o'clock. Not everyone takes vacation day at, on Friday. So just stay open till 7 or 8. That's it. Somehow I don't think this, like, the two-hour window is what is what is going gonna, gonna to get it. No, I... But I understand where he's coming from. I'm not saying that's the end-all, be-all, but I get where he's coming from. Like, maybe this guy straight up works his balls off, wants to get his family there Friday, get the shit set up, well, and the, get his family dialed in. Take the in day for off se- work, bro. Take the day off work or leave early. Make it happen. So, But I, I get what he's saying. That's the Race Tech rant of the night. The guy's wrong, no matter what Kiefer says. Uh, use code PULPAMX18 to save at Racetech.com. Uh, get your suspension oil changed. Get motor work done. They do motor work now as well down there. Those guys do. And uh, they'll dial your bike in, motor, suspension, whatever it is. And uh, those guys are big parts of this show, of course. Uh, let's go to David. What's up, David? What up, guys? How are you guys doing tonight? We're good, man. What's your question? Uh, what's uh, So I was listening to another uh, podcast uh, 
Well, screw yeah, you, bro. It. Screw you. Well, no, it was it, you, you weren't on yet, so I'm loyal. F you, dude. But anyways, uh, the dude that uh, hosts this particular show said that uh, there's a possibility that um, Tomac might not win again. I don't know if he was uh, being sarcastic or not, but uh, right. what do you think the percentage of this happening? Is like it possible? Might like, not win ever again? Like percent. No, no, no. It's, it's this season. Like, you know, like what happened this weekend. Oh, no, no, no. Zero point zero. Okay. Unless he gets and hurt, then, uh, of course. But, uh, you know. That's... And then uh, as far as uh, what you guys were just talking about, the guy complaining about the track not being open long enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on this, Steve. Like, these guys, they bring in their, you know, 45-foot fucking toy haulers and all this. BS that is not needed, you know, just because you've got a toy hauler that takes five hours to get ready yeah, and drive yeah. however many long distance, you know, yeah. and, and you're bitching because the track's not open long enough. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Now, Kiefer, Kiefer, the next day. Well, Kiefer is one who ignores science and he sides with these type of people. So, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, all, right right on, boys. all right, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate thank you. it. Thank you. Uh, last week on the show, Fly Racing, uh, we we're going to give away F2 Fracture Helmet. Oh, yeah. And we got all the drawings right here. Pookie put them in the John Tavares Toronto Maple Leaf hat. Who John Tavares? John Tavares is a Toronto Maple Leaf. Okay, but where was he before For the next seven that? years. Where was he before He that? played for the New York Islanders. He's one of the very best players in the league. Okay. He's from Toronto. And he became a free agent. And he chose to sign a seven-year deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because he's from there. Yes. And he's very, very good. It's going to propel you to a Stanley? We hope no. so. One can hope. Mm. So this is for John Tavares hat, and uh, this is for a fly racing F2 fracture helmet. Chris Kiefer is digging in there, and he's going to draw Dang, one name out. It is Tyler Harvey. Tyler Harvey, come on down. You're, dun, you're, the, dun, next, you're the next contestant dun, doing a fly dun. racing F2 fracture helmet. Congratulations. <laughs> Chris Kiefer drawing your name out right there. Tyler Harvey. Uh, Jason Thomas still coming up. JT. And we have some phone calls. I still want to talk about Joey Savacci with you. Ugh. And we are running out of time. Uh, Travis Marks has Jason Ellis's clip coming Ugh. up where he speaks about so the incident. So much good stuff. Kiefer after dark. No, we can't. We're too busy. We're too busy. Cody, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, I just wanted to ask you guys, if y'all could pick an MX of Nations team using any U.S. riders in history, who would y'all pick? Timmy, Bubba, RC. Oof. Nice. I'm going to say... No? Oh, God, this is good. Who would you have on the 250? 250F. Stu. <sighs> nice. Yeah, I'm going to say, of course, Stu, Carmichael... And Jeff Ward. Nice. What about you, bro? Where you go? What do you go with? Uh, you got to take Stu and Carmichael, and uh, maybe Pastrana on a two fifty. You okay. know, he was uh -huh. on the show tonight. And, yeah, uh, I think he was pretty good. He was good. Yeah, he was a member of the winning team for sure. So, uh, by the way, go to Road to Recovery website to uh, get a ticket for the. Uh, Friday night dinner that Jeff Stanton was on talking about a few weeks ago, and you can bid to uh, sit at a legend's table as well. So um, check that out, everybody. Road to Recovery website. Um, 
Thanks, Cody. Anything else? Uh, no, that's it. All right. Thanks, buddy. Later, Appreciate Cody. It. Uh, remember, Wygant, Bidus, they'll all be there. All the media guys will be there. Heavy hitters, like Stanton said. <laughs> um, uh, so please, yeah, go check them out and uh, sit with a legend. And if not, just uh, get a ticket to go down. Friday night dinner will be fantastic. Uh, Brandon. What's up, Brandon? What's up, Brandon? Hey, yeah. Uh, I was just wondering, because I think it was in Lakewood that A-Ray's starter button got ripped off. He had to, like, push it back to the pits to get it started. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that uh, Factory Honda and I think Geico Honda have, like, a backup starter button mounted under the shroud. Why doesn't Yamaha have that, or does... Does factory KTM and uh, you know what? Do I don't they have know. Backup starter button? Uh, no idea. I know Honda does. That's all I know. I don't know if KTM guys have it or not. I've never seen one from KTM. Um, Hondas are underneath the shroud on the right hand side. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know why Yamaha didn't have it. You know? Yeah, no, I don't. I think it, it was when Kenny crashed at Monster Cup that they they couldn't get it started and they started doing that. So yeah. I just figured maybe the other teams would have one. But yeah. I wonder if it's on there know. now. I'll, I'll ask around at Millville and see if they have it back on there. Yeah. Good, good cool. question. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, there is only one solution to improve your bike's performance. Get, get. Brand new get engine control units for two and four-stroke off-road bikes. You'll feel like riding a totally different bike. What are you waiting for? Uh, the RX1 Pro ECU for the four-stroke CDI for the two-stroke Get has a solution for any request. Getdata.it. If you want a deal on anything Get makes, email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com, and uh, we can uh, get you dialed in uh, ASAP with the folks at Get. I want one. Get, get. 18YZ450. If anyone's listening, I would love to try one. 18. YZ, or 19. Okay. 19, sorry. 19. Um, what about for the 19YZ250? Don't know. Embargo. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, so... Quickly, yep. Joey Savacci's year Shit. couldn't be any worse. Supercross was not good. Uh, outside of one win at the Triple Crown on A2, he lost the moto win when his bike blew up at Lakewood. He lost the podium this weekend late when a crash. He crashed at Southwick. He crashed out at Southwick. He's crashed out at Muddy Creek, I believe, or another race. Like, nothing is happening right for this guy. And it's a shame because in most years, he would be right there for the title, especially with these injuries. Yep. But he cannot pull it together. I talked to Osho, who coaches him a little bit, and Johnny's like, yeah, man, it's just it's bad right now. And I'm like, yeah, like, what's no, the deal? nothing good can happen, it seems like. I've written that I thought he should – he needs to change. Uh, I thought he needs to get away from that training uh, RC camp just because we've seen Bogle went to RC's place and started killing it. Right. And other guys go from this place to Baker's Factory or this place to – club and you know like just the change just a change right whether you're whatever you're changing doesn't matter you're just changing it and, I, and i've written that maybe you know savachi needs to do that also but i mean seriously Kiefer, as a racer as a pro guy i mean you never had the pressure that joey savachi has you never been right. that high profile but dude what do you do do you just keep pounding your i mean you can't keep pounding your head against the wall this is unbelievable this bad luck streak he's been on what happens is um just like just like you said he, I wrote this all year. It's been a big roller coaster to be a fan of Joey Savacci. The guy is technically gifted. You watch him ride a dirt bike. He's picturesque. His feet are in the right spots. His elbows are. He's just really nice to watch ride a dirt mm-hmm. bike. Yep. But he explodes by himself. He explodes. He does wrong moves when he's around traffic. He just makes wrong decisions. 
And I think these decisions, decisions snowballed into having him make those almost every single race that I've seen. Just weird things. Like, he was up mixing up this weekend. Yeah. Right there. He just, I feel like he needs to get a better start. And I feel like he needs to win one moto. That's all he needs. Once he wins one, I think we will see a better Savachi. But, he, but when you, as a rider, when you get beat down by life every weekend, it's hard to go back to the farm. That's what go, I mean, dude. I'm going to go do work. But it doesn't matter where you're at. And think about Bogle's with him, and right. that ain't working. So he just needs to, he needs to chill out. Don't worry about it. Hey, he, got a, he has a ride next year, right? And I think that's some of it. He has a little bit of fallback. Like, hey, I got a 450 ride next year. I'm good. Like, I can fuck up. I can risk some things. But in order for him to get back on the tracks, he needs to win. It's a tough thing to do because it's depression. Dude, nothing's man. going right for him. Dude, and, and as a rider, I, I'm not even at his level. And if I don't ride good, I get bummed out. Right. And I couldn't even imagine being paid to ride for Mitch. Yeah. Mitch, you know how Mitch is, and you're not doing well. That's not a fun place to be around, probably. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, dude, it's it's bad right now, man. And uh, just keep thinking he's got to turn it around at some point. Right. Yeah. I just remember he was he and he still is good. I know I say he was good, but man, he was really good. I mean, he was the guy. Got good starts. It was up there, consistent, and then boom, this year was bad. Yeah. Crap. That's Joey after every moto. <laughs> just literally, just crap. Have you interviewed crap. him? Crap. Dude, he's gone. He doesn't hang out. So you haven't even been able to talk to him at no, all? No, no, dude. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't do much media stuff. I've asked him to come on the show a couple times. He said, told me no. He's never been. He was on the show before. He has been, yeah, but I, I, I probably wrote something that pissed him off. I don't know. Who but knows? he hasn't told you that. No, directly. no. And no, you haven't got, heard that from no, anybody. No, no, But I would assume that he's not a fan or something because I've asked him twice, hey, you want to come on the show? And he's been like, no, that, no, no, I can't, you know. I mean, he doesn't, he's not a dick about it, but. No. And have you texted him lately? Say, hey, do you no, want to come on? no. You These guys, when they're low like that. Like, you don't even try. Yeah. I mean, my, someone told me a story like last year I had Marv on, and I hadn't had him on for a long time. And he got ninth at a Supercross or something. Mm -hmm. So I, But I, I don't care how he did. He's Marvin Muskan. He's incredible. Right. But I texted him saying, hey, Marv, can you come on the Pulp Show? And he was telling people, yeah, Mathis only texts me when I do bad so he can have me on when I, when I do bad. And I'm. That's yeah, how these guys a, think, man. That's how they thing. think. Like yeah. that's how their attitude is. They like, think that they do, but everybody's out to get them. Yeah. And when you do good, yeah. you only want me because I'm yeah, doing yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm like, I don't give a shit right. what place you got, Marv. You haven't been on in a while. How's this home life? I don't know, Kiefer. I don't know. You're, you're ridiculous. No. That. You're ridiculous. What did RJ say on the on the first moto? I don't know. Podium. I I don't pay attention to the interviews. Okay. He said, "My home life is good. That's why my writing is getting better." Oh there my you go. god! Home so life. brutal. Um, hey, so I was wait we're writing on JT still. Uh, he's stuck in airport. I don't know where he's stuck right now, but uh, so let's just do this right now without JT. The Gear Alloy wheels—they have the hottest off-road styles for your truck, Jeep, or SUV. Each design features bold, aggressive styling and a flawless finish to make your ride look badass on the street or in the dirt. Proud sponsor of the Rocky Mountain ATV MC WPS team with Baggett and Bloss, Dakota Alex, A-Rod, as well as the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC team as well. And uh, Gear Alloy has teamed up with SoCal Super Trucks to bring our listeners a great deal at all Gear Alloy wheels during uh, the season. Go to SoCalSuperTrucks.com. 
Uh, X 18 at checkout and the hottest styles. GearAlloy.com. We used to do the Gear Alloy cold call. Uh, and I was thinking about cold, cold calling A-Ray, but he was pretty much on suicide watch at the end of the day. So instead, what we'll do is we'll just talk about Benny Bloss, where the Gear Alloy is a big part of that team's effort. And they got a whole display each and every week in the Nationals where you can go see the Gear Alloy wheels. Uh, Benny Bloss, third place in the first moto, man. And yeah, Tomac broke, but I don't care. Like, that's legit. Third place, and he's getting good starts. Yeah. He's getting five, six start, fifth place starts, six place starts, and putting himself in good positions. And to me, the bike, I feel like I've been watching him ride all through this whole year, and I feel like his bike has gotten a little bit better recently as well. So, um, do you, when you're that tall, I don't know. No, I know. <laughs> when you're that tall, and Preston is that tall, and you ride with Travis Preston a lot, and he's Benny's probably taller than Travis. Oh yeah, but but still, Travis is what six two, six six three, six two six three. Um, when you watch TP ride or mm-hmm. Benny, mm-hmm. like obviously it helps him in the whoops, yes, and rollers and those type of things, yes, no doubt about it. But the the sitting to standing, yes, Benny uses a stock seat, that's harder. Corners are harder. Get you your knees out of the way in these ruts. Yeah. Like, where do you see TP has an advantage over you out on the track when you're riding with him? And where do you think he doesn't? And this, how does this apply to Bloss? And it, is this a dumb question? No, it's it's a good question. So, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, where TP has an advantage, I feel, question, when we go so. to faster tracks with lots of bumps or rolling whoops, and most of these outdoor national tracks have these waves that we call them in GPs, that's where Travis is really good at sucking those up. He doesn't. His rear wheel stays to the ground. His body soaks up most of the wave, and the bike keeps driving forward. You watch Benny um, at Redbud. There's this one section coming up where there's waves, sand waves on like a, a right-hand corner, and the bike doesn't even move. You watch him over jumps. Benny doesn't really scrub. He soaks up with his legs, and he's yeah. staying as low as these guys that are scrubbing yep. the shit out of the jumps. And so you can move, you can manipulate the machine with how much you suck up with your legs. So that's what he does good. What impressed me the most is how balls ruddy Redbud was. Yeah. And his big ass feet, you know, yeah. they're going to catch ruts. Yep. So he really has to pay attention of where he places his feet and he really has to make those things go back because. Having 13, I don't know what size he is, yeah, 12, 13, yeah, like that. that's a big-ass clod hopper. So you got to move those suckers back and not catch them in a rut. So. Uh, he's been killing it. Third place is great. Did, now, what? did he bring something to the team to come on the team? Was that something that I heard a while back? Well, I think at one point he brought cash. Yeah. yeah. So he bought his way on the team. Yeah, I don't think he does now. And now he's legit. Yeah. So I, and, and that's what I heard. I, I don't. I don't want to confirm this, but I heard it from a few people. Right. Um, Which is rare to to hear and see when your guy buys his way in a team. He's usually not that good. Yeah. He's kind of earned yeah. his well, way there. Benny won the Horizon Award winner. You know, three years ago or whatever. Yeah, but he like, wasn't, like he was legit. Like right. he's legit. You know. Right. Um, but he's absolutely killing it right now, and I wonder. You know, he 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 was. I was interviewing with him afterward, and he he was like. Before I started, he's like, hey, ask me about next year. Like, I just kind of assumed he was going to go back on that team, right? They like him. Right. He probably doesn't make a ton of money. He's a sec- good second guy uh-huh. all day long. And I just assumed that maybe he'd be back there. But if he's if he's asking me to ask him about next year, then there's something going on. So like, he wants to ride. Like, he's shopping. Okay. Right? Yeah. 
So I just I found that odd. So did you ask him? Yeah. And, and he said he doesn't have anything. Hmm. And he's looking around. But well, to me, he. Speaking of looking around, JT, uh, what's up? How are you? Who are we talking about, bro? Benny Bloss. Mm. Let's say you're Kawasaki. Would you take Benny or Savachi? Even though we know no, what's going no, on. Yeah, you got to take Savachi. Really? Yeah. I mean, Savachi, I think he's signed, sealed, and delivered, right? No, I know. I'm just saying that let's say it wasn't. Who would you rather take? Uh, I would probably take JG. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Holy shit. Someone's drunk. Someone's traveled right. and drank a lot on the airplane. The altitude. You, you wouldn't take JG? Over who? Savachi? No. Okay. I mean, dude, you got to stay healthy. Right. JG's fast. You think Savachi's killing it right now? It doesn't matter. He's healthy. What about Benny? I'm trying to put Benny in there. Healthy doesn't do you any good if you crash all the time. Well, I, I must have missed all these wins JG racked up when he was healthy and racing. I mean, right. I mean, I, I thought, I thought, other than you know, JG's been injured this year. I thought the last two years he's been super solid. I mean, uh, you can go back and look at results, but I'm pretty sure he was in the top ten in series points both years leading up to this uh, injury right I, now. I would absolutely put Joey Savacci in the top ten in both series next year. Okay. You don't? No. Uh, not when not with the way he's going right now. No. Oh, okay. Well, that's where we differ, I guess. I think Joey will be fine. I don't know what's going on right now. I, it's not good. We okay, talked well, about him. But. I, how can you say, I mean, I'm going off of what he's doing. Like, Yeah, he, he, I know. But just a fresh start, new class, you know what I mean? All of that. All right. I mean, that's you're speculating. That's, that's, mm. All right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would pick Joey and Benny over JG just because of Well, you jo- hate JG. But no, I don't I have nothing against there. JG. I don't have anything against JG. It doesn't matter. You have nothing against JG. No, what do I? What? What? what, oh, what, what? I mean... Do you have something against JG? No, I'm talking. I, I'm, I'm able to 100 uh, percent be neutral and just call it as a team manager. Okay, the the guy doesn't I'll, race. I will retract. I will retract the fact he does race. This is the first injury he's had in the last two years. But I will retract the fact that you hate him. That's not true. But you and JG don't see eye to eye. That's fine. You can say that. But it. it um, what? He, hold on. This is now. Now we're going to start what about, yelling and screaming at each other any minute. Is, is he coming he, back this and season he, and or he no? Just got JT. on the show and it's yeah, Millville. He's coming back to Millville, and yeah. he and he is just going to finish the year out, and we don't even know if he's retiring or not. We don't know nothing, right? Uh, that's as far as I know. That's correct. Right. So, okay, he missed the second half of the Nationals last year. He did make it through all of the Supercrosses. Uh, in 16, he only raced four nationals and missed the first half of Supercross. Oh, that was when he was a f- fill-in uh, in seventh in 16. Yeah, he didn't start yep, the Daytona. Right. Uh, in 15, he was on Wardy's team, I think. Was 15 Wardy's team, or what was that? I think yeah. so. I think uh, so. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Maybe. And he only raced one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven nationals. On the, the only reason I know he's been around is because obviously he's worn fly, so I've paid way more attention to him than before. <laughs> yeah. And his his our concern always in in his first year deal was it was it was race by race because we were concerned about injuries. But uh, he's he's been really solid, and obviously he's missed a bunch of races lately in the last you know couple months. But before then, I can honestly say we have well, had. A really, really good experience with him. He missed six outdoor nationals last year. 
So, okay, well, he raced he raced 24 out of tw- or 23 out of 29, I guess. So, when a rider gets hurt like this and you're a fly rider, do you still get your your contract money? Uh, we have never uh, enforced an injury clause in our history are there, that I know of. Are there riders that and are Trey, more and Trey Kennard is very thankful for that. Are <laughs> are there certain riders that are more proactive about like, hey, I'm hurt, but I'm I'm willing to help you know, promote the product in any way I can, or are some worse than others? Uh, I don't know that they're proactive. You know, in that situation, like like Mathis said, Trey was a unique case because he was, you know, along with Andrew, they were the face of the brand for several years, and Trey had a rough go of it, and, uh, you know, that's not breaking news. So we would obviously ask him to, you know, partake in, in certain events and do whatever we could. Um, you know, and usually as long as he didn't have something conflicting, he was, he was more than happy to do it. He, he understood the situation too, that, you know, we were paying him very well and, and he couldn't do anything about being injured, but there were still things that could really help us as a brand. Uh, so I, you know, everybody's a little different. Some guys are, are more flexible than others. I think that's just personalities too. Um, I know Alden's program, sometimes it's tough to work around their schedules because they, they're really, uh, just locked into I need to be here and here and here. So Zach is super uh, willing to work with us, but sometimes Alvin's just like, hey, man, I, I, I need him here. I need him here. I need this to happen. So it's always uh, – you're always shuffling schedules and prioritizing. And, and obviously for us, if, if he's saying, hey, man, it, this this is going to inhibit results, obviously results trump, you know, something we would ask him to do. So – on our end, we're always uh, very accommodating. I think as well. We don't we don't really try to pressure guys too much if if they feel that's what's best for them. Kiefer, don't you think Savachi will be a six to twelve place guy next year? Absolutely, indoors and out. Yes. I, I just feel like he'll be yes. That yeah, I can't argue that. Well, okay, that's I, I can't argue that either. A, I just feel like they have a lot of they have a lot of continuity. I think JG has gotten along really well with that team. Um, yeah, I agree. I would hundred percent agree with that. Yep. Yeah, and, and I can't argue Joey either. It's not like I'm saying no way I would never hire Joey either. I just, I guess, at this point, with I, I would probably continue on my relationship. But there's always the outside chance that Joey, you know, really takes to the 450, and you you get a lot out of it, right? There's always that chance. So, um, so that, I'm sure they're looking at the the huge upside that could be there as well, where they kind of know what they're going to get from JG already. So. At the end of this Kawasaki deal, JG will have done uh, 23, 27, 20, 20, 30, 32 out of the 58 races. Just a little more than a half. Okay. So, if he makes it, if he makes the rest of the outdoors. Um. Anyways, uh, it'll be interesting to see. So, yeah, Bloss, JT, like, I just would think he'd go back there. Just go back to Rocky Mountain, right? I don't know. Why not? What's why isn't that happening? Uh, I don't know to be honest. I haven't talked to Forrest, but um, it's not it's not always Forrest call. I would say a lot of times it's not Forrest call. He mm-hmm. has, uh, you know, Rocky Mountain. The owner of Rocky Mountain, Dan Thomas, I'm sure has a voice in that. Um, I don't know how much that Fly Racing's voice, would, but for sure we would be consulted on. Hey, this is what we're looking at doing. Uh, you know, anybody that's involved with that team, I think he really tries to make the best decision for everybody and, and the way benny's riding i i would have no problem with it personally as a yeah. or as a sponsor for wow. me i'm like no problem i'm all in i, I hey. love that family and i think he's really stepped up this summer but 
um, I think when you're forced, you've got to look at every scenario too, right? Who's available? Um, what's going to present the most value? You know, because for Benny, it really hasn't gone that well the last two years until this summer. Like this summer is when he's really turned it around. So um, I, I would be surprised if if Benny was was high on Forest radar before, let's say Vegas, because I really think he's he's turned a corner. So. He's doing himself a lot of good. Whether he stays or whether he doesn't, he's doing everything he can at the moment to stay, I believe. Are you uh, are you upset, JT, about Marv's cross-jumping rocks in early in Moto2? I don't know that I'm upset about it. I think, uh, I mean, there are there are a lot of people that were upset. Uh, because for me, okay. I've just kind of come to accept it with him. I, I, it, it, you can't really surprise me with cross-jumping with Marv anymore. Hmm. Well, uh, I disagree on this one. This one I, I looked at a, a few times, and he hooked going up the face of the jump. Looks like he slipped, and it kind of hooked him that way. And, and I felt like Roxon saw it coming, and that's why he didn't, the last second, he didn't jump it to the, to the left of him because he saw Marvin kind of drifting that way. But if you watch it, well, I, I don't know how many times you watched it, JT, but I kind of watched it a few times, and it just looked like the yep. bike kind of hooked and drifted out to the left real yeah, quick. I'm with, I'm with Kiefer. Right. Well, and, I, and I'm going to defer to Kenny's reaction because Kenny went for the kill in the corner after because I'm, I, I have a very strong inkling that he wasn't pumped on it. Right. No, and I uh, – yeah, we, right. Well, so, yeah, but in the instant, Kenny doesn't have the replay, the, the chance right, of replay. I think his yeah, instinct thought he was critting cross-jumped. I agree with that. Yeah, but when you when you said he's drifting, nobody likes people drifting over on jumps. Like, that's not cool. I'm not thrilled about with that stuff when that stuff happens. Um, I This one, I wasn't, like, freaking out. There have been times where I'm like, Marv, what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. And not just Marv, other people, too. This one, I was kind of like, ooh, that doesn't – the optics on that one are pretty bad. I don't, you know, and then I watched Roxon obviously respond the way he did, and he felt that it was, I think, out of line too. Um, but I just think whether that was a particular case or not, where you know maybe I, I could understand your your perspective where he didn't really mean to do that one. I think he has so many instances where he, there's no way he can charge it in a vacuum. Use for it in a vacuum. Uh, I am, I am. I haven't really freaked out about it. I've been pretty neutral on this one. Um, but I just think it's one of those things where you go off of what you saw and then you go off of what Roxon retaliated with, and, and you don't really see that very often from Kenny. So he obviously felt slighted by it. Well, let me, um, let me yeah, I, I saw a lot of social media reaction from it. It wasn't one of those things where I was tweeting or, or really making a lot of comments about it. So clearly I wasn't, I wasn't one of the most upset. Let me ask you this. Have you been in a race, and you've been in many of those? Yeah, he's that, been in a race, yes. <laughs> yes. And... Uh, you have reacted to a rider and done something like a Roxon did to Muskin, like get inside, push him out, and, you know, actually you can feel like, hey, Roxon was pissed. Have you done that to someone while you're racing and then realize, oh, shit, that guy did it on accident and later on? Um, I'm sure I have, but I usually didn't get the benefit of being on TV or having a film to review, so... It was really hard to get that objective viewpoint afterwards. You're all, I was always doing it from what I saw and felt in the moment, having to go off memory. Um, so those guys are, are fortunate because they, they do 
every time they go out on the track, there's a, there's a camera on them, whether it's their own or whether it's, uh, you know, an NBC camera or Fox camera or whoever. Um, they, they have so many ways to actually see what really happened for me. It was, it was basically myself or the team or someone telling me what they saw and what I felt and all that stuff. So it's a little bit more difficult. Yeah. And I just feel like I, I think he reacted. He was pissed, and rightfully so. When that shit happens real quick, it just pisses you off instantly. But you're like, dude, I could have died right there. I could have been effed up, hurt, done over again. And you're just fired up instantly. And so he yeah. reacted how he did. And I think – if he went back to the truck, everything calmed down, and he, he viewed that on the TV, he'd be like, oh, man, he just kind of like rear tire hooked one way and he went that way. Yeah. So, Matt, Matt I would ask this. If, if Kenny doesn't have the presence of mind to back out of it there, which not everyone would, right? what happens there? Because it would have been ugly. Yes, and it, you're right. It would have. Absolutely. You're right. Uh, all right, let's get us some phone calls, and then we'll do the X-Brand tear-offs. And I don't know where you – where are you, JT? Is it late? Or I don't even know. Is it I am in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, shit. Okay, so, yeah, it's late where you are, although you're not on that time zone. Uh, Paul, what's your question for JT and Kiefer? Well, I had a gear question. Um, I follow the GP series uh, quite closely. And this last weekend in Indonesia, uh, Erlings, Koldanoff, and Jonas wore the same exact – "Quote unquote star spangled pants that that uh, Tomac did. They wore a different jersey, but the same pants. So I didn't know if there was something. I mean, is that an exact gear line that Alpine Stars uh, presents, or is that a special one-off that that they multi-purposed for for different countries, or what? What was with that? JT. Uh, so they did an LE launch. They had uh, apparel, glove, and boot." Uh, that they launched all this weekend, so it was all globally launched at the same on the same weekend. So, uh, just because it was you know stars and stripes with the boot and the gear, which obviously makes a lot of sense for America, it was a it was a global LE event. So those guys were all wearing it, wearing the same thing as well. All right, cool. Thanks. There you go, Paul. Thank you. Uh, another gear question? No, it's not a gear question. Aiden, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? I got like uh, a few small questions. Okay. Um, first one for Kiefer: When Christian Craig was riding, mm-hmm. how much did it bug you seeing Fox gear with A Star boots and a sixty helmet? Uh, it doesn't bug me as much because it's a mid-year switch, and they 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 were kind of uh, obligated to. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Nothing. They were obligated to hold up the contracts with the helmet and the boot company, so I'm not hating. Yeah. Yeah, like, I got it, too. It was just weird to look at. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was fine. Hey, but no. what, hey, but what they're doing, they're setting a precedent, so people are going to start wearing that kind of stuff now. So I feel like they're going to start a trend, and that's kind of yeah. cool, right? So if, I think that trend end, have, end next year. It ends real if quick. If you would have rode the whole Nationals and people would have got used to it, then it would have been no big deal. Right. It's fine. It doesn't matter. It's fine. You can wear A-stars with All right. Fox. All right. Yeah, you can, you can also Stars eat, is a boot company. Chick-fil-A is also fine to eat, but you don't do that. A boot company can Thank be you. worn with any kind of gear. Loud noises! Just right. because your company makes boots doesn't mean you can't wear a Garnet, a CD, or an Alpine Star, which are a, is primary a boot company. So you're it's gonna, fine. You're going to wear a Garnet with Alpine Star gear? No. But not in that case, no. Thank you. All right. All right, next question. I think, I think uh, you're underestimating the... Uh, the competitiveness and uh, serious nature between Alpine Stars and Fox globally. 
I, I for me, I guess I think I'm a little too close to it. You are. You are. This, this there's a lot. Aiden doesn't care about that. Aiden's racing locally. We're gonna make Aiden care. Aiden, Aiden doesn't cares. care about yes, that. Does. So it's fine. Okay, go on. All right, go ahead. I think you're gonna see. I, I will say this. I oh, think here we you, go. In the future, in the future, you will see less <laughs> and less of that, and I will say a dramatic reduction and stuff like that. So we're gonna see more head to toe deals. Yep. Okay. I think you will see right. companies come in and say, "You will not, we will not do this deal if you're wearing that boot or that helmet or this or that." I well, just see that's, that. Who, who else? Who else has done it though? Because I don't ever remember seeing an A stars on a Fox or something like or on a Shift or something. Well, yeah, it was super unique circumstances this year because, like Kiefer said, it was uh, one company. I don't, I don't want to. I don't know exactly their yeah. details, or maybe if I did, it's not the right place to say it, but. Uh, they were, you know, there were contracts in place, and then one company stepped in, and yeah, that's uh, very listen, atypical. Yeah, it's fine. It's no big deal. And if that happens, JT, which I'm not saying it's not, because you certainly agitated. have your finger on the pulse of this, then Alpine Stars only has themselves to blame. Okay. What do you mean? Well, for I don't know what that means. Well, putting gear on guys and, and making it, uh, you know, signing riders to big gear deals. Like, oh, if, I if, think I think they would be doing it on purpose. I don't think they would be blaming themselves. No, no, no. But like. To me, you don't sell the gear in America, right? So you are you, – you, what do they own in the boot market? 60%? 40%? What was the number of the boot market that A-Stars owns off-road? Right. It's a ton. And so what's going to happen is guys are going to switch off. They're not going to see the A-Stars boot as much as they used to where everybody wore the Tech 10. Right. Jesus – McGrath and everybody else wore Tech 10. Well, and so if they lose market share Jesus. off their boot, it's it's because they went and signed Tomac and Anderson to gear deals. And the other gear companies raise the middle finger to them. Well, stay tuned because Thursday I'll be at the new 2019 Alpine Star boot, yeah. helmet, everything. Launch. So, so, JT, the gear has got to be available in the U.S. then if this is going to continue to happen. Uh, I can't. I don't really have any say over that. We don't. No, I'm not saying you do. I'm not. I'm not saying you do. But but you know my point. You see my point, right? Like this is this is going to cost them boot market share if that continues Um, to turn that way. I don't know, man. You know what? So much of market share comes down to people who don't care at all about racing. I mean, a huge percentage of sales are not even. They're not even racers. They don't care. They all their gear is mismatched. They just want to go ride their dirt bike. Thank you. And you know, yeah. we get super tied up in what looks cool. And and trust me, you know that's that's where my passion is too. But it's such a small percentage of of oh. the overall sales for a company like Alpine Stars. Look what you've done, Aiden. Look what you've done. Yeah, yeah. This was supposed to be a quick question. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, it's too, it's not quick when it comes to gear. Well, with Kiefer and JT, they're snob assholes, and so that's what happens. <laughs> all right, we'll make the next couple quick. Okay. Uh, it, for A Ray, um, is he he's not officially here. like? Well, yeah, okay. I know, but about A Ray, um, is he officially the highest earned number rider to have a factory ride for a race? Like ever? No. Yeah, like because I mean, Roxon runs ninety four, but that's a career yeah, number, right? Um, A Ray has ninety one earned. No, I mean, Mike Kardowski got one when he was seven sixty two. Wasn't uh, Larry Ward nine seventy one? Yep, Larry Ward was nine seven one. Okay, but well, Larry never was a full factory at nine seven one. JT, um, yeah, that's true. He was a Yamaha support guy, but Kudrowski was full factory at seven sixty two. Akira Narita nine eighty two. 
That doesn't count. But you know what? Um, yeah. You know what, Aiden? You're not far off. Yeah. You know, like it's it's up there for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, Anything else? The Mike Mike Brown was uh, 92. Pro circuit. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, just one more. Uh the RMZ two fifty, everyone talks about being underpowered. Mm-hmm. Uh rumored to be underpowered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could like J T or Kiefer compare it to like race prepped one twenty five? Is it still just stomp those? Oh yeah. Yeah, their bike would stomp a one twenty five all day long. Yeah. Uh, not even yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, I just, it's not that bad. I, I feel bad every time we trash talk, like either friends I mean, you, or whatever. You saw the start the Dakota's got, right? It's still, I think in in certain situations, like Supercross, where there's not a big load on the bike, a start where the it's groomed perfectly and it's hard down the start straight, Yeah, I think you, you can get away with some stuff if your technique's perfect and you do everything right. But when everything's equal and that you're in super deep dirt or like a red bud start where it's crazy deep this up. You're so screwed if you're down on power because there's just nothing you can do. Like you just twist the throttle and either have the torque or you don't. And those, you know, they just, they just seem like they don't yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah, that's all. All right. Thanks, thanks. man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good one. Thank you. Oh, man, we got so many questions on the phone, but we got to get through what? this. Thing. We got to get through this thing. Kyle. Quickly for Kiefer, what's up, bud? Segments. I know. Um, I, I just started listening to some of the Kiefer tested podcasts. I just want to tell him how much I love the content he's putting out. He, he's doing a great job. Years yeah. and some of his uh, points that he brings up, like on the blue collar racing, like for prepping, mm-hmm. is great. Thank you. On just breaking it down from the pro level down to. Uh, how, how do you feel? How do you feel about him telling you that your Alpine stars are garbage when you wear Fox gear? <laughs> Alpine stars are best. No, I know, but how do you? Hey. I mean, I think it's fine, but Kiefer thinks you're a jerk off. <laughs> I'm also the same guy that rides the 03 YZ 452. Yeah. Oh, uh, Tim Ferry bike. We had some success on that bike, let me tell you. And let me through just. Through. Hey, let me, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Um, I also wanted to get on Steve, too. Um, hmm. Some of his guests he had on for the sound check that he was uh, getting pretty harsh reviews for their songs, including yours, Kiefer, but I still have not been able to find the Steve Mathis sound check. It's, uh, we did it. Zach Osborne did it. It's, it's on there, bro. Right, but Steve Mathis's choice for the sound check. Yeah, Osborne was the host, and I picked my songs. Oh, I just need to look through the archive a little harder. Yeah, it's, it's on there, and I got flack for my songs. JT was included in one of them. He didn't like my songs either. But, uh, yeah, um, it's on there. It's real life shit. Yeah. Definitely. Kiefer's, I think, was the best so far. I'm going to have to find yours. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, Kiefer's story about him and Heather breaking up over that one. Oh, it got oh, deep. Oh, God, that's bad. It got deep. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Thank I you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's go to Abe. Abe, what's up? What's happening? Hey, Mathis. Um, I'm looking to get my uh, bike or my my fork sent to uh, Racetech. Yeah, Racetech.com. And I'm about, I'm 275. Okay. So uh, I was looking for some pointers. You know, you're a bigger dude, too, how to set up your bike. Well, it's what, more for my speed, for? Abe. It's more my speed than my weight. So I'm really fast. Oh. So. Okay. Um, All right. So, uh, yeah, actually, uh, and, no problem. They can dial it in for you. And uh, what, do you run gold valves? I mean, what, I have gold valves. What are they all about? In the RM Army right now, I have a set of gold valves in there. 
um, yeah, I'm very happy with my stuff. It works works well. Okay, I'll, uh, I'm definitely giving them a call this week. Then. Call them, mention Pulp MX for the discount, though. Don't forget. I will, absolutely. Okay, cool, man. All right, thanks, Thank man. you. Yep. What? Um, Sancho. 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 Hello? What's up, bro? Hello? How you doing? What's up, man? Hello? All right, we don't have time Yo. for this. Uh, hey, uh, Cody's on three about kidney belts. We, gotta, we, don't, we don't want to talk about kidney belts, Cody. So just uh, we gotta go. Tell tell him that, Marks. And I'm the, I'm the asshole. Yeah. Um, Paul Parabinos, what's up? How are <laughs> oh, you? Oh fuck! I already know what this what? call's about. Paul Parabinos, how are you? I'm good. What's up? What is this call about? Ah, uh, listen. We <laughs> quickly because JT's on the line too, so we don't have a lot of time here. We got to make this quick. But um, uh, uh, we were speaking with Kiefer earlier. Here we go about his Handlebar podcast and. He says that the the crossbar less bar does <laughs> not he already knows. He doesn't does not flex more than a seven eighths bar. And you have showed him science and he doesn't care, Paul. He's saying he said the science is not it's fake science. Fake science. It's fake science, Paul. Fake science. Uh, he's, he is he is set in his ways, man. Some 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 dogs are too old to teach new tricks, even if you show them, show them what's underneath the skirt. I mean, what do you tell the guy when, he, when you show him? Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I am a writer of feeling. I don't give a shit what the paper said. You show me a paper said this is better, I'm still going to go try it. I'm going to go feel it. I'm gonna feel what if I'm I a- show you a, what if I show you a dyno run and this bike makes 60 horsepower and this one makes 50? Are you going to say the one that makes 50 is faster? Hey. I've seen dyno numbers oh, before on, on runs that says this is better, but it doesn't feel better on the track. So there, You're right. I may have a shit example. But it kind of was, Paul. It kind of was. Um, JT. I figured you couldn't argue it. JT, more or less cross flex with a bar without a crossbar. Hold on. Stop it. No. A 7-8 crossbar or a 1-1-8 and one non-crossbar. Uh, man, that's tough. I would I would go with the science. It's I, not I like uh, it's not tough. I like facts. It's not tough. Yeah, it's not tough. <laughs> it's, it's not tough. Anything with a crossbar is stiffer than anything without one. It's like uh, I, well, well, it's leverage. It's hey, science. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not debating your science. I'm just debating the Big feeling science. that I get when I ride. Um, that's all. Paul, he asked me what I thought, and I t- told him the story about I put on pro tapers. On a on two bike, two different bikes that had shitty forks that I felt were shitty forks. I shouldn't know. And I put pro taper on, and I immediately noticed better fork action, and it was because the bar was flexing. And I, I've never forgotten that. And I did it on back to back days on two different bikes. And he's just like, no, 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 no. And I'm just like, what are, what are you talking about? Like, it there's more so flex. Did Bradshaw in '91 at Glen Helen. That's why he started racing with him. Right, seven eighths right off. Like. So, Paul, how frustrating is the deal with Kiefer Ring testing <laughs> when you show oh. him science and then this is what you get? Oh, my God. Actually, I haven't, I haven't gotten quite frustrated at all over it. Kiefer is a unique individual, as we all know, yeah. on many, many different levels. So why are you with him? Okay. All right. I just, just ride the wave. Just I wanted, to, I wanted to get yeah. you on the record as saying that your science, your real science, shows that crossbarless bars, even though they're oversized, they flex more than a seven eighths bar. Hey, I know. I oh, I had to. He was arguing with me, so I had to dig deep into my archives and my emails and pull out some lab data, and I showed it to him. And 
Yeah, in one ear, one out, out the other. He, I, can, I show him a blonde, and she's a brunette. Yeah. Hey, is where is the flex points at on this Jesus Christ of uh, gospel of handlebars? Well, it's it's simple. If you have a crossbar, the bar can only flex from the crossbar mounts outward. But if you don't have one, it it flexes from the triple clamp outward. Yeah, I don't like it. Know what I mean? I yeah, like he, he doesn't like it. He doesn't doesn't like it. Not confusing. at all. Confusing. That's confusing. Yeah. No, this is Kiefer Ring testing, everybody, where we will ignore your science. Hey, that's right. We ride. We, we want to get a T-shirt made with fake science underneath his logo. <laughs> don't start so, this shit, because yeah. I'm going to get a bunch of shirts that people are going to You are. We don't believe in science, Kiefer Inc. Um, all right, Paul. Thanks, buddy. I just wanted to bug you. I know it's late, but Thanks, uh, Paul. I wanted to back this up with Kiefer. That, that, so. All right. Thanks. No worries. Thanks, buddy. See you. Right, see ya. All right, there we go. Kiefer ink testing. <laughs> Not believing in science. Don't show me your paperwork. Uh, all right, everybody. Let's do the beat, uh, the X Brown Goggle Tear Off segment. Oh, with Jason shit. We're Thomas. doing a segment. Here we go. Now. Great. Here we go. Awesome. It's the X Brand Tear Off segment. 15 second rapid fire QA. Rapid fire. X Brown Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Lorenzo Lucrucio running X Brown. Kyle Cunningham. Eighth overall. Dude, he's ripping. X-Brand goggles, everybody. Right, really good. Uh, and uh, many, many other great racers out there, including uh, myself, use uh, X-Brand goggles. Use the code PulpMX18 to save at xbrand.com, eksbrand.com. As I said, goggle of champions everywhere. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Hmm? Does anybody know him? Mm, weird. Don't know that. I'm unfamiliar. Yeah, me too. Uh, 30 seconds on the clock. Let's do it, Marks. Kiefer. Mm-hmm. Would you let Jason Ellis bang Heather? No. <laughs> oh, boy. 1.4. <laughs> Steve. Yep. What is your educated guess on what failed on Tomac's bike, and you can't say spark plug? Oh. Um, well, his wheel rolled. His chain was on. It didn't roll for a second, though. Yeah. It was locked. Yeah, I guess it kind of was for a second, right? But, no, he drug it for a yeah, while. Yeah, but no, no. Yeah, he, he was pushing it with the wheel locked for a long time. It was it, it was rolling on the side of the track. Yes. So before, And then when he got on the water truck lane, it locked. No, it, it rolled. No. He was pushing it he locked. Pushed it, he pushed it with the wheel dragging. They were even talking about how strong he was pushing it with the wheel dragging. I watched him push it all the way down. It looked like it rolled to me. He, he, drug, so, he drug his wheel like 30 yards. You could see the whole line of where he drug the wheel. Okay. And then it, then it started rolling. It yeah. rolled. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, drivetrain. Drivetrain and something was stuck in there, and then it freed up and fell to the bottom of the motor, and, and then it freed up. So, drivetrain of some sort. Is that okay? Yep. What was that seconds? 50. Yeah, right. Well, you guys were fucking arguing with me. You wasting wasting showtime, JT. What grinds your gears more, arguing with Mathis about troll or attempting to organize? A, hold on, was that a shot at Tomac grinding gears? That's messed up. <laughs> I don't know. This Moser guy, he's a jerk off. Uh, arguing with Mathis about troll or attempting to organize a time every week for the post race podcast. Oh, podcast all day. I, I mean, that's the biggest argument Steve and I have. Well, I shouldn't say that. We argue about everything, but. <laughs> Yeah, that will be the death of us one day as this freaking race review podcast. I'm ready all the time, and JT and Weege are infuriating to deal with. Oh, I loved it, though, that you canceled it this week. That made me so happy. I did. I did. I was the, I was the reason why. Kiefer. Yep. Prior to Mark's dropping this knowledge on us, out of all the Pulp Mix producers, Tits, Gibbs, and Travis, 
Who is most and least likely to hang out with Jason Ellis at a party? Most likely would be Gibbs. Least would be Tits, for sure. And now, and now <laughs> we found out Marx is the most likely. Steve, when a motor or tranny implodes, how hard is it to find the root cause? Oh, it's pretty hard when everything goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. Throw everything in the garbage. Um Yeah, you just, yeah, you don't know what what broke first. <laughs> You're not exactly sure. JT, besides Barsha, do you think we could see another 450 moto winner this season? Besides, oh, besides Marvin and Eli and Barsha. Um, and Barsha, he said. Yeah, Barsha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh well, Kenny won. Yeah, no, I think he I don't know. Well, Barsha hasn't won, so he's saying besides Barsha, yeah, the next out of guy the, yeah. out of the people that haven't won yet. Yeah, do you think anybody yeah, Blake, else can? Blake could win one for sure. I'm not saying he will, but yeah. he absolutely could. Yes. Oh God. Okay. Uh, Kiefer, how did you find the learn how to ride volunteer for your podcast? Uh, that is my one of my best friend's daughters, and she's underage. So everybody, just chill down. <laughs> Dude, how many dudes? Knew exactly hey. why he asked that question. Yeah, because I'm out there and I did this Instagram post, and then she's like, "Oh, look at I got like 40 new followers." I'm like, "Holy fuck, great!" Yeah, Steve. Yep. <laughs> if Marks will let Jason Ellis bang his girlfriend, what do you think he would let Pookie do to his wife? Uh, honestly, at this point, anything because <laughs> I don't know Marks anymore. I don't. Did you hear the story, JT? I did not. I, I we don't have time, but. We're gonna At have some to. point, not <laughs> after an Ellis mania, Marx is in Ellis's hotel suite at Hard Rock. His then girlfriend. Nope. He says they weren't girlfriends anymore. He was not his girlfriend anymore. We weren't girlfriends anymore. <laughs> it was not his girlfriend. He said it's not his girlfriend anymore. Was grinding Ellis uh, nonstop. Ellis was like, "Are you cool with this?" Mark said he was, but then Mark started rubbing his eyes a lot. Ellis thought he was on drugs and kicked them both out of the hotel room. So, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> hey, Dude. can we get into this now? Uh, and Ellis talked about it on his show, and we got that clip tonight. So, Mark said that Ellis thought because he was rubbing his eyes, he was on drugs and kicked them out of the suite. Why does Mark always get? I mean, he's Dune Goon. Then he backflips at Pastrana's house. Then his chick is banging Jason Ellis in a hotel room. Yes, yes. This is. This How is, do you find yourself in these situations, Marks? I'm like I'm like an onion. I have layers. Many to peel. That uh. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, so, ogres have layers. So this is this is the story we got last week. Just dropped on us out of the blue. You're welcome. Well, I will say if it's not your girlfriend anymore, and then. Whatever. Like, what do you care? You get, we got to stop talking about this. I'm chomping at the fucking bit here. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's finish this up. Here we go. Then we got to let JT go. He's in Florida. Uh, JT, last one. Who will be our biggest com- competition at Destinations? France, duh. Yeah. Dummy Moser. That's a terrible question, Moser's buddies. Yeah. X Brand goggles. Get them wherever you get goggles. Uh, appreciate uh, those guys as well. And uh, thanks, JT. Thank you, man. All right, guys. Be careful, Moser or Kiefer. I don't know what you're freaking out about, but I hope whatever it is, you you take care of it. Oh, I'm gonna put it to bed tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> it's gonna happen. All right. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. 
Are you, are you about to do Keeper After Dark? Is that what you're waiting for? Uh, well, no, gonna, no, we we're going to do, do that, but we're going to cover this bullshit. We've got to cover this Marx. thing with Marx's thing. Oh, yeah. oh I got you. We've got to play the you Ellis audio. I want to break it down to what really do you, happened. Do you want to stay on or do you want to go? No, I'm going to go to bed. I'm tired. Yeah, okay. That's what I figured. All right. Thank night. you, JT. See, see, ya. see ya. All right. Uh, flyracing.com, please check them out on the web. Get your local dealer to have them. Uh, we're going to skip the second commercial. Okay. We've got to get going. Uh, but we do have the BTO tweets at you. Do you want to run through those? Should we do that? we got to sure. do it. Let's let's jam through it. That Quickly, though. No, it's fine. I'm yeah. good. No, you're not. we got to get I'm you just, home. I just right want to talk about the Marks thing. I know, but we got to get you home. Why? I'm going to go home. All right. Here we go. Jeez. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from btosports.com. The tweets of Travis. BTOsports.com. Call them. Put Pulpamex in the notes section on BTOsports.com and uh, they'll help you out, man. Whether you're riding a dirt bike, blasting a berm on a dirt bike, on a U- driving a UTV across the desert, chasing the sun, road race, mountain bike, whatever it is, BTOsports.com has got you covered. They've got what you need head to toe. Uh, Malcolm Stewart. Big part of BTOsports.com and all the, everything he's doing this summer. He's racing in Holland. He's racing in Italy. He's racing everywhere. Um, so please check out BTOsports.com. Great deals on all products, including a lot of our show sponsors from Atlas to W to Guts to Get to FMF to Maxima to X to Michelin. You name it. They can, they can got you covered. Uh, these questions are submitted to at Pulpamex Show on Twitter. And Jason Ellis's buddy over there in the corner picks the best ones. And uh, <laughs> let's have it, Marks. <laughs> uh, from Plump MX. If AC was racing this summer, where would he be in points? Top five. <laughs> Top three? I don't know. Kiefer? Uh, second. All right. From Miguel Torres. Who do you think, who do you guys think is looking most forward to the weekend off? Everyone, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Southwick was tough. Redbud is tough. Like, everyone. From Todd Martin. I feel Savati needs a change of scenery. Not saying all the issues have been his fault, but it seems a fresh start could do Joey some good. Agree or disagree? Yeah, we agree. We talked yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. From Angry Clint. Who is Malcolm McCassie? Oh, Weimer's guy. And is he motocross's biggest leech? He seems to attach his name to everyone who is successful. I don't really know Malcolm. I know him from the mini Warriors days or whatever. I don't know what he's got going on. I really don't know. He was Malcolm involved with no like, fear a little bit. Malcolm seemed like that guy because he's always in the background of the shots and stuff back in the day. But when you meet him, he's actually a pretty nice dude. I've met him a few times. I'm not a fan. I don't really know Malcolm. I met him a few times also. I'm not a fan, though, of the guys that like jump around in the background on X Games and yeah, all like, that. Like, yeah, 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 I get I'm that. just like, come on, guy. Yeah. Like, Who let are the, you again? Yeah, yeah, like let the athlete have it's, – it's too much of a look-at-me moment right. on all the podiums. Like, all, I know this guy. I'm going to jump on him. And even with the Supercrosses and people who jump in the Supercrosses podiums and all – like, I never did that when I was – I didn't come over and hug Red Dog. And, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, you You're know. the guy behind the guy. Yeah, I just I, – Malcolm did strike me as that type of guy, and there's a lot of them in the industry. I'm, I'm not a fan of that, but whatever. I mean, yeah. Oh, I hate that one guy. Uh, angry Clint. From Sean Sandback, when should you adjust high-speed compression and rebound? Well, high-speed compression you can use when you bottom out on a G-out. So it is not speed of the motorcycle, everybody. Yeah. G-outs, um, faces of jumps. Um, I feel like you can also use high-speed as a ride height. 
so you can adjust your ride height instead of jump, adjusting the sag. Um, high speed rebound, that's very rare. I don't have enough knowledge to uh, really get into all that right now. I, I've used it a couple times, but there's not that many shocks out there that have that. And there's also fork, KYB fork that had it, but that, that was a piece of shit fork, so I didn't fuck with it. This one's from GL's Drunk Thoughts. Oh, boy. Kiefer, if Marx is so into swinging, why does he find you kissing Pookie so weird? And also, if you kissing Pookie is just a friend thing and not sexual, why don't you kiss Steve? First, I'm heterosexual, so and Steve is my friend, so I'm not going to kiss him. Pookie is a female, and she is my friend, so I'm going to embrace her and kiss her. I mean, her. it's a different greeting for males to males and yes. males to females. I mean, that's, come on, GL's drunk thoughts. Right. Uh, as far as, what was the swinging, what? <laughs> if Marx is so into swinging, why does he find you kissing Pookie so weird? <laughs> that's you answer that question. Uh, uh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> From Timmy Kelly, Steve and Kiefer, have you listened to Vital MX's podcast with Mitch Payton? And if so, what do you guys think about his ideas for changes to MX and Supercross to help the sport and lengthen careers? I did not listen to it, but I can already tell you that Mitch said less races. He's told me that for 15 years. He wants less Supercrosses and less Nationals. And I could agree with him. That'll never happen, though. That'll never, ever happen. I don't listen to it, no. And, and, and if it does happen... All these jerk-off promoters will put extra races in there because there'll be a gap in the schedule. Hmm. Like, sweet, you guys took away Supercrosses and I want to make some money, yeah. Yeah, here you go. So, From Tom Townsend, which is the scarier jump? Pastrana over the Caesars Palace Fountain, Plessinger over Loraco's Leap on a 250, or Roxon following Marv while he's cross-jumping? <laughs> Roxon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Roxon. From Darkside's Ponytail. Kiefer, after listening... We, we have the... Fucking weirdest people, weirdest people on Twitter, man. That, that, it's that. getting it's getting worse, like it, it exponentially. Is. I saw. I would love to meet people week. behind this. Jack my stove, McKeel or something. I don't. The know. stovepipe ones are getting out of control. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer, after listening to the YZ eighty five pod, do you feel better knowing that Aiden thinks it's important for his Fortnite characters to be best dressed? Yes, he's learning, and he's he's actually getting to be worse than me because he will go out in the garage and ask Heather what he should wear, and if that goes together. So, yes, he's getting uh, pretty bad. Is Fortnite just a Call of Duty? No, Fortnite is... Is it just a uh, big Call of Duty game? Mark can probably explain it more than I can. I don't... I, I mean, it's, it's just... A, a, it's a game. It's a game online where you shoot and kill people, but you have these skins, what they call skins, which is like a suit, and you can change your suit into different characters, and then you can play online with your homies, and you can talk. So, yeah, it's just a big game that, you know, you kill people. Yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah, sort of. Outside of skins. Is he farting? Dude, he's been farting for an hour. Oh, my God. It's been horrible. <laughs> what do you think I've been doing this shit for? Oh, my God. I got one over here. <laughs> right. It just did it again. Holy smokes. His are, his are gnarly. Yeah. Uh, from from when, when to lip kiss. <laughs> again. <laughs> again with these people. That's a good one. It reminds me of the, of the mask. You remember that movie? Oh, lip kiss? Yeah. Lip or Ipkiss. Ipkiss. Kiefer, in the age of Blue Crew, Team Green, Red Riders, RM Army, and Orange Brigade, mm. does Husky need a brand family name, too? And please make sure they don't go with white supremacists. No. Yeah. White Lightning. Husqvarna needs a, a catchy name as well. The Bro Show. <laughs> it's a good bike. Yeah. Andy, hook me up. I need a Husky. 
from Tyler Tillman. Steve, all the energy drinks are throwing an after party. Which energy drink party do you have the best chance of getting into? Red Bull. Uh, from Todd Krieg. Steve, not much of an update on the silly season lately. Can you tell us what you're hearing or thinking? Any ideas where Reed will end up? Webb. Uh, Reed does his own thing. Webb ends up at KTM. Savachi's on K- Kawasaki. Um, will any teams field three 450s next year? Mm, probably not. Amart, JGR. Yeah, Amart's JGR. Sealy's going back. Marty's going to go back to Pro Circuit. All those teams are going to stay the same. Hunter Lawrence will be here on Geico. Um, Cowie? Do you think Tomac stays with Cowie after next season? Uh, Yeah, probably. From Neil McKitchen Appliance Exhaust Vent. Yep, exactly. Do you think Forkner's parents ever disciplined him for leaving doors open as a child? Oh, jeez. It's a good one. Uh, We covered this, and I absolutely believe that Forkner, after you chop a guy off and take the lead, you got to go the inside next turn. Yes. 100 times out of 100. Or just roll the throttle off. Yeah. From BC, we know how you feel about starting devices, but what about Lit Pro? Seems to be taking some of the skill out of line choices. Yeah, that too, man. Dartfish, Lit Pro, uh, Metal Grates, Works Connection, Easy Start devices, all of that, man. Just it's uh, uh, get get ECUs. It's like taking the art of starting away from everybody. You still got to do it, though. It's up to the rider. It's a hell of a lot easier than it used to be. Yeah. Actually, I got worse starts last year at Loretta's when I had a freaking start device on. The first moto, I didn't have one on. I did better. Good point. From Richard Thatcher. Kiefer, in your opinion, why is Barsha so much better now? Does this technique look different? Is this year's bike that much better? Yeah, it's bike. It's set up on the bike. He feels comfortable on it. That bike is stable. It's much better than the bike he rode previously at JGR. Maybe he's using the app. Home life? What about? Uh, for sure his home life. There's chick, solid. Oh, dude. No, you know what? Screw you, Steve. I'm telling Joey you. Joey Savacci's home life looks good. He's got a chick, regular chick. Maybe I, think, I think he got engaged to her even. Stick it up your ass. I, maybe something's up. I'm not saying that's the end-all, be-all, but I'm just saying if you have a home life, that's a good base to start doing better at racing. Oh, my God. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, in the 90s, everybody banged everything that, that walked and moved, but they all st- they all started to win. No problem. Things evolved, Steve. Your mom's evolved. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, ask him about the neck brace. Uh, I want to get his opinion. I don't think we've heard it for a while. All right, I'm getting there. Okay. Well, hurry up, because we got to get this stuff done. Wow. Well, no, i got to get you home, bro. I'm going to be home regardless of late anyway. It doesn't matter. Right. From Chris Stadel, with Amart crushing his teammates, why is he the one on the chopping block for TLD? Doesn't have a contract. Got to get the amateurs in there. Quinn wants to know. <laughs> Kiefer, Kiefer wants to say something, but he, he, he didn't. <laughs> Quinn. Kiefer, Quinn wants to know, please tell us what four-fingering means. Uh, four-fingering is when you have all of your hand on the clutch, or four-fingering could be other sexual things that I'm sure he can think of himself. Pull your mic in. Closer? Yeah, like it was, it's up. Or just go down. How's that? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah one, people were really wondering about that when you were... Yeah, four-fingering is yeah. when he grabbed the whole clutch with his, so he has his thumb on the grip, and then he four-fingered the clutch, pulled it in with four fingers, so that's what four-fingered means. Um, from Marx's troubled past. <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy. Chris, Chris, are there a pair of pants that have knees designed for the few of us that don't wear knee braces? 
Um, yeah, so there's all kinds of slim fit athletic cut. Um, really? Pant- in the knees they'll do that? Yeah, they're, they're, all athletic cut are very narrow in the knees. So but you can you can put knee braces with them though. You can, yeah, but yeah, it's but tight it's in tight. that area, yeah. so it actually would accommodate knee guards better. Hmm. There we go. So look for athletic cut. Um, that's an after dark. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if this one is from Warren MX affiliate. Kiefer, oh how do I differentiate between sprint lap speed and ten lap moto speed? How do I pace myself? Uh, sprint lap speed is I when think that's real. Yeah, that's a real question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I do motos, obviously I'm pushing and I'm trying my hardest, but I'm not on the very edge to where I'm just balls out. I need to last an X amount of time, 30 minutes or 10 laps or whatever he's saying. So you want to try to ride maybe 98%. And this is obviously real world. This is not professional. This is just average people. And when you do sprints, you try to push the envelope. You almost ride the edge where you're almost starting to ride over your head. And you try to go faster. You push yourself into corners harder. And you really focus in on trying to push every bit of the track you know, harder on your bike than you do in your do, motos. Do you find when you're not pushing your hardest, and this is me talking when I've been riding, your mind wanders a bit? When I'm not? Yeah. Like, I find if I'm just cruising. Yeah. And again, my cruising is really cruising not compared to what you do. Yeah. But but it's almost the same in the similar as that. You can cruise and do all the obstacles and not even, you know what I mean? You're such right. a, it's such a ingrained in you. I find my mind wanders a little bit sometimes. Yeah. I've got to bring myself back into like... Yeah. How long does that last though? Like when you're wandering, how long is it? Two, three seconds? Yeah. Or maybe four, like right. whatever. Until you until you maybe get a reality with a bump or a reality in a turn that you... Like I do that. Something. My mind will wander. I'm start, I'll think about things I got to do at the house yeah. or just certain dumb shit, but yeah. it'll last literally one second yeah. and then I'm back in it. Yeah, you're back you know? in it. Yeah. Right. Speeds I go, I have time to wander for a long time before I hit the next turn. <laughs> From Spencer Kiefer, do you wear a neck brace? And if so, what kind? Don't waffle on me, please. Yeah, it's interesting. Sorry, it's an interesting topic for you to talk about. So, yeah, I do not wear neck braces. um, Atlasbrace.com. Because one, um, and I'm going to be straight up. I know Atlas sponsors the show. I just think no neck brace for me is my maximum movement. I put a neck brace on no matter how small, big, whatever. I lose my movement when I ride. I can't look up far enough ahead. I feel locked into my my riding, and I feel stiffer when I ride. Now, moving on to the safety factor, I'm not completely sold. And here we go, you know. There's science bullshit's going to come up again. Fake science. Fake science. Okay. (laughs) I'm not completely sold on the science of neck braces. I feel like your neck is meant to flex certain ways. Um, When you crash, I would want to bend and fold. I don't want to be stiff and and, uh, not have my movement in my neck. I can see both sides of it. I can see a rider side, and I can also see the... Yeah, that, the engineering side of how to save your neck from a from a crash. So I get that part. Yeah, the atlas, for example, breaks away. It lets your neck go, but it it breaks away to you know before your neck goes snap back down into there. And then yeah. okay, so you're putting the trust into that technology to break away. Yeah. So you're adding something to trust, and to me, I'm I'm removing that right. for me. 
I'm removing that variable and I, I stretch a lot. If there's one thing I do a lot of, I stretch and I move, do a lot of movements with my neck and just my back because I'm getting older. Have you tried an atlas? Not in a very long time, no. Right. So I can't sit here and say the new one sucks. I never, you know, I, yeah. I don't like it. I haven't, haven't tried it. When I tried them, they were new to the market, um, maybe a couple years in. So for sure, off-road guys don't like it because... They're trying to look up mountains going up ahead, and they don't have enough mm-hmm. movement to go up. So first and foremost, for me, it's more of a technique and feeling thing on the bike than anything else. All right. All right, last one from Michael M. Kiefer, Steve mentioned you were next to go Team Ridgeline. Wouldn't hauling any other bike besides a Honda and your Honda Ridgeline go against all your non-brand <laughs> yeah. crossing statements? Yeah. I thought about that actually. <laughs> like throwing He's it. kept them up at night, I bet. <laughs> no, I thought about it, like throwing a Yamaha in the back. But here's the thing: I have my Sprinter van, so I would use the Honda um, for other things to drive around. I don't know how much I would use it for putting a dirt bike in there. Okay, that's all. Janky Mike. Hey Steve, how's it going? Good. How are you, man? Yeah. Did you uh, did you by chance get a text earlier? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how, that, how do you feel about that? I replied to it. Um, oh boy. I mean, how do I feel about it? I feel like that's that's our guy in action. You and I are kissing the same lips. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really oh it, man. My no, God. I, I mean, he's got his arms fully wrapped. There we go. Let, let me give you a quick story about that picture. Yeah. So, uh, so the first um, the f- first time. He kisses you. Is it your wife, Janky? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's the first time. Like, what are you... How does this happen? Well, the, the first time this happens, I'm actually on the starting line at Enduro Cross, and I look in the stand, <laughs> oh, fuck, and he's kissing my wife that. on the lips. Oh, my God. Just rattled. You're just rattled now. Hey, hey he looked and back. What? He looked back on the start like he's on the gate. Gang, 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 gang. And he's looking back. And I and I wave at him like this, and I just start. I kissed his wife, and I go, "Good luck with that race, buddy. Oh, <laughs> I got your wife on lock up here. Don't oh, worry about it." Oh my god! <laughs> so that picture that I sent you, yeah. I'm Chris comes down to my house to get a bike or, or whatever he came down for. My parents are down visiting me. I don't know that he's <laughs> ever even met my parents before, but oh. my mom is like the most square person you've ever met. And we're just my wife, I, and my parents are sitting in the kitchen. And Chris comes in, doesn't really say anything to my parents, goes, oh, hey, Elise, how are you? And just kisses her on the lips. And I look over at my mom's face, and I, I, don't, I don't even know. I yeah. Think she thought she was going to have grandbabies with the last name Kiefer. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah, no, she's just, what is my son into? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It, uh-huh. you know? it's, it, so Janky's wife is yeah. one of the few. Yeah, she is. Yeah, one of the chosen few. One of the chosen few. Yeah, the chosen few. But, Janky... You get to smack lips with Heather. That's what you and I are kissing the same lips on Heather. Yeah, absolutely. How are those lips? Everything's good there? You guys approve of that? It's great. Was I not in your bed with Heather and you on Saturday morning? Yeah, you were. But let's explain that before that goes farther. Sounds gay. (laughs) So we're going to do some testing and riding Saturday morning. Heather and I wake up. We have coffee. The Tour de France is on. That's what we watch in the morning for three weeks. We drink coffee, hang out a little bit, talk, and watch tour. Janky comes over to go test with me. I left the front door open. I said, hey, come on in bed. We're just watching the tour. He hops in bed with us, and we're just hanging out. Wow. Uh, Janky, what about Marx's story last week? Uh, 
Did you guys already talk about it? Because I haven't, I haven't listened to the whole show yet. Oh, no, we have not talked about it this. Yeah, I've been fucking I, at, I, the, I at the, the gate original, revving. I heard the original story, but I'm, I'm excited to hear the details. Yeah, no, we're getting to that right away. But no, Janky, this is... We're sucked into this world of Chris Kiefer now. I'm in, man. I'm excited about it. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Don't act like Steve's not excited either because he's all right with it. I don't – as I said, I'm pretty open-minded. I don't mind. It's whatever. But for Kiefer to repeat that it's just cool, no big deal, we're friends, like, sorry, man, like 95% of the world thinks that that's super weird. Really? Originally, it was like <clears> – <throat> 17% weird, and now I'm, I'm just, I'm fine with it. Yeah, because you know it's not a sexual thing. No, I'm fine with it too, but for Kiefer to sit there and be like, what? Like, honestly, what? I'm not thinking about your wife's fucking pussies when I'm kissing them. Yeah, okay. Why not? Are you saying she's ugly? Yeah, now you don't want to bang her? No, I'm just yeah, saying, I'm not thinking about banging your wives when I kiss them. I'm like, that's a greedy. Crotchal region. Right, yeah. I'm not thinking about that. Okay. Uh, All right, well, uh, hey, and Chris won't tell you anything about the, the new Yamaha I won't either, but I'm looking at it right now in my garage. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic, I bet. It's unreal. Oh. I can't tell you why, but it's... Nope. Embargo. Embargo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, Janky. Thank you, man. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks. For people who don't know, Janky Mike makes the pulpies. Yeah, he makes the trophies. Makes cool trophies. Makes the lit kit trophies also. Yep. And uh, and all that. So he's a friend of the show, Janky Mike is. Uh, Thanks to BTOsports.com for those tweets. Appreciate it. Use the code PulpMX. So... All right, uh, we'll run through after dark after this, but we got to deal with this Marks thing right now. Yes. Uh, so, Marks, we don't need. To, I told the story earlier to JT. Go back and listen, people, if you want to last week. But I think most everybody would know, right? Yes. So, so we can just move into this Ellis clip. I think first. Yes. Marks, do you think that would be the best thing? Sure. Okay. So here's Jason Ellis on his show talking about the night that you were on drugs, rub, rubbing your eyes. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks. She's like, I'm. I, she comes into my room with another guy. And I've got a big room. I've got a guy so like jacuzzi and the stripper pole. And I had all these people there partying, and I got snacks. I didn't get hors d'oeuvres because I fight ten people, and I don't eat hors d'oeuvres. But I did get drinks, and everyone was being very social. Oh wow, I got brain damage. What was I saying? Uh, you were being quite social, and uh, you didn't eat snacks, but everybody was up there. It sounded like there was some girl and girl action in your Oh, room. yeah, so she comes to my room, and she's super cute. And she's like, hey. And I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? And this guy comes in, and he's like, is there a problem? And I'm like, no, there's no problem. I just don't know who you are. Who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm her friend. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, then, cool. She was in Alice I got no problem with that. And then... First, first Alice, question. First yes, question. Yes. You, is that true? You came in and said, is there a problem? <laughs> no. Okay, all right. That, that sounds no, a little... I came in, and he was kind of looking at me funny. Yeah. And in, and you said... Okay, yeah. He basically... Uh, he was like... I don't remember what he said to me, and I was like, oh, I'm just... I'm I'm her friend. Yeah, like, okay. So he it, was, was eyeballing you where you were like, hey, man, is this... Yeah. I was like, is it... I mean, is it yeah, cool? Okay, if not, right. then yeah. whatever. He makes it sound like you He were makes like, it sound yeah. like I was like, right. came, came, came in trying problem? to... Is problem? What's up, bro? Right. No. Okay. Right. Come on. Okay. Later. Hours, I'm sitting there talking to somebody, and she comes over and kind of bumps everything into me. And I'm like, you don't want to bump into me. They're like, three in the morning. You bump Don't back. bump your fucking genitals into mine. Like, I will cause a ruckus. And she was like, my genitals are all kind of frisky. And I lean over to Katie, and I go, this lady's genitals are frisky. Am I in the clear? 
So you ain't fucking in the clear. So I was all and uh, and then she tried to make out with me, and I was like, "Well, Katie, I'm playing her boob horns. She's trying to make out with me. That's okay. I don't care." And then she kissed me, and I felt weird about it because there was other people in the room, and I'm like, "I know that I'm like a weird guy that can do stuff like that, and my girlfriend thinks it's cool, but I don't want to do it in front of people that don't know that." That's understandable. So I let her do it for a second, and I was like, "Okay, easy. That'll." I gave you the, enough of, an inf- of information that if you really wanted to go, we'll go, but just not right now. And then I look over, and the guy that she came in with is sitting on the couch, and he looked at me funny. And I go, and this, and this, this whole time I've been talking to other people, and she's like, sort of like doing a weird. I'm like, okay, you know, don't get too. Well, I'm talking, and I look at the guy, and I caught it, and I go, Are "You all right?" And he goes, "Yeah, man, because I am." I'm like. This is not your girlfriend. He's like, no, man, it's not my girlfriend. I'm like, but you, you never dated her. And he was like, well, I'm like, oh my god, dude, lady, get the fuck off me. And she's like, what? And I go, dude, take her back to her room, make sure that nobody attacks her or hurts her, and then lock the door and run for like an hour, any direction. Run and never talk to her her again because he's looking at her. He likes her still. She takes him to my room, says I'm super super available to have like lesbian sex with you and your girlfriend, which is it's not a pretty side. We're very like don't I don't want anybody's boyfriend to see what I'm gonna do to their girlfriend ever, even my worst enemy. <laughs> and I'm very kind. I spoon, but it's an aggressive spoon, and people get hurt. So I go, and this, I felt very big of myself, because she was really hot. And I said, you need to get off me. And she's like, really? You don't need to go that far. And I'm like, no, you need to get off me. As a matter of fact, you need to leave. You need to get out. You guys need to get out of here. You cannot do that. You cannot do that to this guy. And she was just like, huh? And, uh, and, and then I realized that that was just somebody that's going to learn later on. But to the guy, he had such an innocent face. He thought, because I could tell that I was mania. I'm like, uh, cool. You know what I mean? So, so that's my uh, it's face. like, she made out with the cool dude in front of her ex-boyfriend. And I'm the guy that do it. Uh, celebrity. Like, I didn't finger or anything, but I was going to. I'm like, oh my god, you make me feel so gross. I, I can't trust any of you. You're so mean. A man would never do that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, wow. There we go. <sighs> okay. I, I have an innocent face. Yeah. Can I start now? It's, it's, a, it's a kind face. Um, yeah, yeah. I, he's telling some things to make it a little Yeah, now it's a little clear, clear, though. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit clear. All right. Okay, so you... I thought it was clear. You, you, First time. For, just, just, <laughs> just so I know, you're, you're not together with her, correct? No. Okay. Yeah, we'd already... We'd been Bro- broken, broken up. up. Okay. Like months. And you, and, you're, and, months. You, and you said last week that you were helping her train or something? Yeah. yeah. She did some boxing in Ellis Mania, and I... And, and I you used, were helping her. I used to, like, box and, and uh, do jujitsu a lot and stuff, so I was helping her train boxing, because mm-hmm. she didn't, you know... Okay. So here's what I think what was going on with Mark's. 
she, you still liked her a little bit, okay? You were helping her train, obviously, doing her thing. She, if, uh, Jason says she's super hot. I'm going to take his word for it that she's super hot. So you're doing these things. She wants to go up to the room. You guys go up to the room. Jason's up there. She sees him. You go in knowing, oh, shit, she, she's going to, like, try to get down a little bit. But I'm going to make sure, I'm going to protect her, make sure no bad shit happens. I'm going to walk in here. And a little piece of you, and I didn't hear him when he said what you rubbing your eyes. I feel like you no, we were, didn't get much of that. I feel like you were bummed out a little bit on her because, yeah, either even though you are not with her, okay, you still had a little attachment to her because I feel like you still wanted the pussy. Or you still wanted to bone her. Or you might have still been kind of boning her in times. Okay? <laughs> and just, you're not together, but still having friends with benefits. And then this goes down, and you're like, holy shit, she's making out, doing this thing. And you're like, man, I just want to get out of here. And that's when he said, you got to get out of here. You, you know, I'm over it. So I feel like you were trying to be cool and still be like, yeah, no, I, I, it's cool. Yeah, do what you got to do. But deep down, you were like still into her. All right, so we had been broken up for like, I don't know, six months or so, and we didn't really like hang out. We didn't, I mean, we we chatted every once in a while, but no, we didn't, there was no like, there really wasn't like any friends with benefits, like nothing like that. Okay. We would like, uh, you know, text every once in a while. Um, she worked right by where I worked, so I would see her every once in a while, we'd chat and be fine and... There were no hard feelings, nothing like that, but it was just whatever. But then when she she said, "Hey, I'm in a I'm in a box in Ellis Mania," and asked me if I would help train her, we would hang out every once in a while. You know, we would do the training thing, and but it wasn't there was there really wasn't like any extracurricular activities. Going you said on. really, so what does that even mean? No, I'm saying like we would hang out. Like sure, we would like hang out on the couch, like watch some TV or a movie or something after or before we would like go work out or something. But no, nothing. No friends with benefits, nothing sexual, anything were like you, that. Were you hoping that it would come to that? No. Okay. No. May, I mean, maybe back in the day, sure, like deep down, but I, it had been so long and I had already like moved past that and like gone out with other girls, done the whole thing. Like I really, it was whatever. Why Why? So, why did you go with her to the suite? Right. If, if you... I was her, I Drove with her there. And did she say, hey, I want to go try to bone Ellis? No, no, no. We were down, st- like, after the event, and then there was an after party yeah. in yeah. whatever the club is. Right. Um, and then Tully from the show, um, he he was talking to her and was like, hey, we're going to go up to the party in the room if you guys want to come. Right. He didn't tell Jason until we'd gotten up there. But Tully is like Jason's dude on the show, so he was like, "Yeah, it'll be it'll be fine." So we were like, "Yeah, cool." I used to love Jason Ellis, like, and I don't I don't have a problem with him. Still, I used to listen to his show all the time. I remember him from shows like Haggard and and the I don't remember if, I don't think he was in CKY, but he was in Haggard, which was all the CKY and Jackass guys. Um, so I used to be a, a fan of his, but uh, you know, and so I thought, "Oh, that'll be cool." I'm gonna go hang out in Jason Ellis, but I don't drink. I don't do drugs i don't smoke right just rub your eyes i just rub my eyes because right. it was three in the morning and i was tired right um so so why didn't you say hey i'm out of this bedroom or wherever the fuck you were and be like hey because we weren't we were like it was in the the main part of the room and it was a big room hmm. big room so i'm like on the couch in the middle of the room and there's even like a bar in the room so they're all like sitting at the bar and she's like up 
he's like on a bar stool talking to another chick and his his chick's like standing there next to him so then my ex-girlfriend was like up and she was like kind of rubbing on him Mm -hmm. doing as uh as he said and i was just hanging out on the couch like i'm i'm kind of an introvert i don't like I said, I don't party. I don't drink. Like that's kind so you're of just like, oh, my fuck, like I yeah. was just like whatever. Like I was chilling on the couch, backflips and dune guns, hanging out on my phone. Um, like I said, I was I was tired. It was three in the morning. Right. I don't know how to. And you ha- have way more patience than a normal dude. I don't know how to hang out with people like Jason Ellis. Like that's right. that's so out of my realm. Like, yeah, what are you gonna do? That's not. Yeah, that's not my. That's not my thing. Right. He's too cool for me. I'm not that cool. So. <sighs> Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty mellow. He's too nice to be like. If that was me, I'd be like, "Peace out, like you're you're good, like I'm out." Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking. Well, and she, like I said, like like Jason said, she was getting, you know, she she had some drinks and she was getting a little. Yeah, I, I would have I mean, bailed on her. Obviously, I, like, Fuck this. Uh, I mean, I still cared about her enough to like not like just totally ditch out on her. But if she wanted to like go do her thing, sure, I'll go down and gamble or or, or something. Right. She wants to send me a text after whatever. I'll what if she started getting down right there? Would you have still stuck around? Would you? Nah, not? I probably would have went out. But like, he, he said, you had too much of an innocent face. I have an innocent face. You do. Right when he said that, I was like, ah, that's true. <laughs> he does have an innocent, innocent face. face, dude. He had to go. He had to, he had to get out of there. It's kind. It's a kind face. Kind face. Yes. Um. So that's all. This is not very exciting. I'm not a swinger. Wow. The story was still all amazing. Right. All right. Still- I knew it wasn't a swinger story. I knew Marks was too nice. I knew. It was more of like, hey, I maybe still care about this Did chick. Did Courtney hear about this story? No. Can you Nothing tell... Nothing on Twitter or anything. She, no. didn't say she, doesn't, any she doesn't use any Twitter or anything. Can you tell me this chick's name off the air so I can look her up and see how hot she was? <laughs> Please. Sure, sure. Thank you. Thank you. That's all you want. Yeah. I um, want to see how hot she was. Wow, you made the show. If Ellis is a guy that you loved listening... And you yeah. made this show, and you yeah. had this interaction. Well, because I that's I used to listen to his show on. I had Sirius XM. I used to listen yeah. to his show every day, and that was like the day after Ellis Mania. Yeah. So I'm like listening to the show, and he starts telling the story. I'm like, Yeah, bro. Oh, here we go. You're like, Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. I made her listen to it too, and she felt she felt dumb. Like first, she was mad when we got kicked out. Where's she now? Uh, here in town. Married? Uh, no. Single? No, I don't think so. She's been with a guy for a while, I think. I got to see what this chick looks like. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. Well, the whole thing started because somebody asked about who was the worst guest we've ever had. Well, somebody asked because Ellis was on your show one time yeah. a long time ago, and they yeah. said he was a dick. He was a dick. So I was like, yeah, he is a dick. I yeah. got kicked out of his hotel room once. Uh, yeah, that's it. And that was. Yeah, that's all it and took. Then, that's, that's all it takes here. And then, like, I went up to Ellis a little while later. You said you went up to him, and he and, was still kind of a dick. He was still a dick, dude. Yeah. And I, I thanked him for coming on, and I told him who I was, and I thanked him for coming on. And I'm like, yeah, that was cool, and maybe you know we'll get get you on. Late. And dude, the guy could care. Oh, he is arrogant he, he as did, can be. He looked at me like I was garbage. He reminds me of like a McGregor type, dude. He's yeah. And the thing about McGregor, like McGregor, McGregor's arrogant. Don't get me wrong, but there's like candid videos out there of him, and when he's kind of like off, off, turned uh-huh. off or whatever. Yeah, uh, he's pretty. He's pretty chill and humble and does a lot of nice things for people. And, um, you know, he's still arrogant for sure. Don't get me wrong. Like, only but, so much of that can be an, an act and right. a persona. The but, Cowie guys always liked Ellis because he got bikes and stuff and he hung out with them and all that. Of but, course. And he likes read. Like, they're both Australian. Yeah. He, he likes right. read a lot. Um, and he rides. A, he does ride. But I feel like I he's only he, cool with other cool people. Like, he would. Yeah, you got to be like. Yeah, right. it's bullshit. Yeah, he's. Hmm. 
All right. Whatever. Um, there you go, everybody. All right. Travis Marks. Sorry to let you down. That's okay. It's 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 what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but so you're really like your point of it was you kind of believe him when he says he wasn't attached to her and, and he wasn't your, your story. I, is felt, that, I felt like he was a little bit like, yeah, man, I'm trying but, to get her back. But now you think that it's, no, I believe him. Yeah. He would tell you're, him. You're, Don't get yeah. me wrong. Like I, I'm sure at the time, I can't remember cause this was years ago, but I'm sure at the time a part of me would have like probably would have been a little bummed, but I, not to the point where I was like heartbroken. I would have just like, whatever. And I would have got over it the next day. Like it was, yeah, because I've been with chicks and then broken up and then we reconnect and I'm like, Oh shit. That maybe. And then they're like, oh, get me hook up with some one of your homies. I'm like, well, that's fucked. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so let's wrap the show. All right. And then move into KAD. Yeah. It's been a long time. Uh, I Travis get... Pastrana, Alex Martin, Christine Denny, Connor Fields, all on the show tonight. Paul Parabinos as well. We thank him uh, also for coming on. Um, and uh, don't forget, you can get this show on Stitcher, on, on uh, the PulpMex app, on uh, iTunes, uh, wherever you get apps from. Sponsor deals on PulpMexShow.com to get a discount. Uh, thank you, Swissgore. Thank you, Moser. Thank you, Pookie. Thanks to our guys at BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Pro Filter, Honda World Downey, Ride Engineering, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Honda World Downey, 30 minutes anywhere from LA with a 5 and a 605 freeway meet, over 1,000 new Hondas in stock, over 100 used cars, including certified Hondas and some cheap as-is cars, uh, pre-oil change for the first-time uh, person who goes down there, mentions Pulp MX to the guys there. And you drive a Honda, you'll get a free oil change from the folks at Honda World Downey. Uh, join Cole Seeley, Ken Roxon, Adam Entignat, Vince Freeze, myself, maybe Chris Kiefer. Get a Ridgeline, uh, and they'll give you the best deal anywhere you can mention, anywhere you can get Hondas from. Mention Pulp MX, man. Those guys have been great to us, and they'll be great to you too. Uh, thanks to our guests. Thank you, people. And scene, we're back. Hey, Kiefer, after dark, we're still here. Lock up the little ones. That's Don't right. Don't let them hear this. We got a Okay. <laughs> okay. We have a uh, one tweet, one voicemail for Uno. for Kiefer after dark and uh Hey, one's again, better than nothing. I appreciate it. So people uh you know, we try to help you with some of your issues you have off the bike. Chris Kiefer is the one to do that, and uh, so please don't email our sponsors. We we gave you a warning to shut the shut the show off, and, right. and move on with your life. All right. Um, all right. Let's do the tweet first, Marks. All right. It might be an after dark question, but I'm seriously struggling to quote unquote ride long motos. Mm. I usually finish very very fast, mostly in less than two minutes. What do I need to do? I tried everything. I need help from Kiefer, the sex god. Funny. Yeah, you like that? So, I have a buddy. We'll remain nameless. Same thing. He's He's got married. His wife feels so good that he can't last that long. So, here's here's something that I've tried in the past um, that was just for fun, just for, for testing purposes. There is a, a, testing a, purposes. a little lubrication slash lotion that desensitizes the tip of your head. On your dick. So you lose a little bit of sensation. And what this lube slash lotion does is for when you have anal sex with your wife or your chick, it numbs that area. Well, you can put a little bit of that on your on your dick, and that will help desensitize your feeling. Most of the sense 
the senses are in your head and your foreskin. So that's where that stuff goes. Put most of that on there. You don't need to dab a whole shit ton of it on like there. gallons of it? No. Okay. Just, just like a couple dabs. As your, as your buddy reported... So now okay. he was literally like he was worse than this guy. He was literally like one minute. He's like Kiefer, ten minutes, no problem. He's like then it wears off a little bit, but it also what happens it desensitizes them a little bit because it gets inside of them. Mm. But it makes you last longer. And I think over time, what he told me is like I put less and less on, and now I don't need it as much. So now he can build up some stamina. So there's that. There's also the pull-out method. I've told you guys on this. Yeah, that's before. been here to regroup, regroup that, a little you bit. You got to regroup. You got to take it out, kiss, make out, kiss other areas, put it back in, go again. If you feel like it's going to happen again, take it out. Men are visual beings. Of course, for me, I like having day sex. I like having the lights on. I like looking at what I'm doing. Turn the lights off. Don't look. If you see something that you're attracted to. Put a to, sheet or, over your chick. Right. Or it, whatever helps you last longer because you're going to please her more. So just make sure you don't see anything that arouses you. Think about other shit. Grandmas, baseball, yeah. soccer. So much. Do something. But try the, try the lotion. You can go to like Adam and Eve. They have a bunch of that shit. All right. Uh, and uh, voicemail. I don't, this has been on for a couple of weeks, so I don't know what this is about. I forget. Maybe it's lame. And voicemail. Coming, coming, coming. Innocent faces. What's happening? Not working. Delete. Doesn't want to play. Oh. Stand by. Go to Damn my it. computer on there to the drive, and maybe I pick the drive. I have an after dark question for you. Oh. It is very, very graphic. So, kids, please make sure you turn your radio off. Chris, do you think that human beings are made to sleep with one person their entire life? Mm. If you could uh, chew on that for a second, appreciate that. Maybe JP and uh, Stevie have something to contribute. Doubt it. <sighs> Doubt it, he says. Wow. Nice little dig at the end there. That's a great question because I talk about this a lot, actually, with other people. So I think women, yes. Absolutely. I think they can be with one person. I'm not saying every woman, but yes, most women. Can... Oh, unless Jason Ellis is there. Correct. Jason Ellis is an aphrodisiac. Yeah. <laughs> but men, I try to steer my friends. Hey, I'm a virgin. I'm going to get married to the first dude. That's a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe for divorce. You're going to have temptation sometime in your life. You need to be with other women, to feel what different vaginas feel like. Everything about a woman is different. People's like, oh, you know, whatever. You've been with, you know, 10, 15 women, it's all the same. Bullshit. Every chick is different. They feel different. They act different. They do different sounds. Everything about them is different. And what happens is your mind will wander. And I don't think the male species, we were put here to, to spread our seed. You think about it. Think about, think about it. Adam and Eve. You know, we are all the desensitized lotion. <laughs> I'm just saying. Could you have been, Steve, been with one woman for the rest of your life and not know any other thing? No, no, that's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Terrible. Yeah. So you've been with women before Pook. You know what's what it's like. Shh. You met Pook. Shh. So many of them. Right. 
Dude, I don't even know. Have you ever got the batting order? Uh, the batting order. How many have you been with? Oh. Uh, yeah, I think we've done that before. Like Pookie and I have been. Yeah. I just told her to stop at some point. <laughs> stop counting, you know? But, but um, no, I'm honestly, I don't think males are meant to be with one person. I think as far as a male, you don't grow up until you're 30. If, if you are going to get married in your young 20s, man, you better make sure damn well that you've had a lot of time under your belt yeah, with some women. That's gnarly to get that that young. Seriously, because yeah. once I said I do, I didn't. Like, that was it for me. And when I first met Heather, I was banging our chicks. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I finally went out with Heather. And I'm like, oh, this chick's kind of cool. And then as I was dating her the first couple times, I was still boning other chicks. I had to f make sure this is the how we decide if we want to be with this girl. If the girl's cool, okay, that checks that box. She does the same shit I do. That checks that box. How good is our sex? If that box doesn't get checked, it's, it's, you're fucked. It's done. You're done. So you got to make sure you've had some time sexually. If you don't, chances are you're going to cheat or you're going to have a lot of temptation to cheat. And you don't want that on you. Well said. I think we, we're a lot smarter tonight, Marks, for, for these questions. I'm smarter every time Kiefer comes. Um, listen, I, I don't want to scare you. I really would like you and Courtney to come to Pookie's party on Friday. Okay. But if I get some <laughs> drinks in me, I, I, this story, I gotta, this might come out. But she be knows, trouble? right? She no. knows? No, he said she doesn't know. She listen to the show? I'll tell her. I'll tell her tonight. I mean, he tweeted. It's not a. It's not a big. No, like, it's not. No, it's not I know. A big deal. No, it's not. So. It's not. But you tweeted out like, I may have made a big mistake. Yeah, or something. that was me. Like, just, yeah, yeah. I know. okay. Playing along. Here's the thing. I I like to talk about Heather's previous relationships. I think it's fun because I didn't know her in that time. Yeah. So it's fun for me. Like, ooh, yeah. Like, what'd you do? Like. Was his dick bigger? Like, I ask oh, her that, certain questions. That's a little, yeah. No, because I, I like to know. You know, like, hey, was I, am, am I, am I the best you've ever had type of thing, you know? She's going to tell you, yeah. No, I'd tell her, fuck that. You better tell me the truth. Oh, my God, dude. Like, if I suck at something, you better let me know. Because then he wants to be better. Right. Right. So, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Great so radio. Better. It's cool when Heather talks about her pretty, like, oh, yeah, I went out with this dude and we did that. I'm like, really? It's just so weird to think about. But, yeah, you should, yeah, you like that? You should be open with your chick all the time. Yeah, absolutely. But that was a bullshit fucking absolutely. <laughs> no, it was so absolutely. All right. That's a wrap, everybody. Yeah, let's get it. Absolutely. Let's fucking go. All right. Absolutely. Let's fucking wrap this thing up. Um, it's nasty out. Is it? Yeah. Dude. Is it raining? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Worried for Kiefer. Dude, it was bad coming here. It's worse right now. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I like it. I like rain here, though. Rain in Vegas. Hey. Yeah, me too. Death track tomorrow? Bat track? I don't know about my house, but your tracks would be good. Yeah. Um, Pastrana, Alex Martin, Christina Denny, Connor Fields. I was going to ask you which interview you like the best, but Pastrana, right? Yeah. It's I good. mean, Amar was good, but Pastrana's good. Right, Marks? Hey, he still knows who I am, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all in. Uh, good thing we um, skipped the second commercial. I apologize to our sponsors, but we had to. Very jam packed show tonight. A lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff happened. We got a lot of stuff in. Yeah, we did. This is a this is the long one. I'm and gonna miss you. Short show, of course, is what I promised Pookie before the show. Um, you're be, gone for a month. I'm gone. I'm gonna be in Colorado. For we the may rest of the get month. you to call in and see how Colorado life is. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the bottom of that. <laughs> um, we're off next week, by the way. 
Marks, I don't know if you knew that. We're off next week. Uh, no shit, no race. And then uh, we, we'll be back the next week, I, I believe, after that. Maybe. Um, thanks to our sponsors. Again, thanks to you people for listening. It's always been fun. Thanks for the downloads. Thanks for, God, I meet people at these races every weekend that just love the show. And they love the content. It's cool when people come up and they're just like, uh, man, I don't listen to anything else but all the stuff you put out. Thank you for that, for all the work you put into it. Mm-hmm. See what that's you do what to they, people? That's what they say. See what you do with yep. people's lives that's right what they there. they say. Um, so I appreciate that and uh, yeah man I appreciate you people listening again thank you to everybody thank you Chris Kiefer thank you embargo life embargo YZ250F desensitize yep alright Marks we's out peace more dick pics there's something I want to get off my chest and it's about that summer when you went away to community college I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Sword inside your flame